Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this glorious Thursday, May 25th, 2023. This sports program starts now. Sports! Hey, you're cooking right now. And, you know, there has been some developments that have happened in our particular program's life. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Talks at Tables here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt rocking an incredible new Titleist cop. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. You I look like a champion golfer. <laughs> well, champion you know, I don't know if I'd say I'm a champion golfer, but when I'm wearing this Titleist cop, I definitely feel like a champion golfer. Did you did you win that or buy that? Oh, I bought this. No. I think you earned it, though. You definitely, definitely earned it. Earned it. You, you look really good. It's, it's a good, good color. Yeah, it is. Great it's a good color. color. Love said color. Uh-huh. Uh, one half of the hammer, Don. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here, and Pac-Man Jones is here. Uh, obviously love having you in the office. This has been a great treat for us the last few months. Oh, yeah. We appreciate the hell out of you. Now the boys in the back are kicking ass and everything like that. AJ Hawk will join us. Sean Sharania will join us oh. here in moments. There's a lot of news out there. A lot, a lot of, of basketball stuff. Hey, there's stuff. a lot of basketball stuff potentially brewing right now. Coaching hirings. Yep. LeBron retiring. What? Yeah. Bars there, by the way. I mean, that is uh, kind of happening. I threw in <laughs> firings at the end. We can kind of make it all happen. Shams will be here to break it all down. Duke Tobin. Shout out to Pac-Man Joe. Hey, yeah. back. General manager of the Cincinnati Bengals has been with the Cincinnati Bengals since 1999. That's a long time. They they were having conversations about never having a conversation about an indoor practice facility in 1999. Exactly right. Yes. Now 2023, and they got a top of the American Football Conference football team, Mm -hmm. an indoor facility, and a sponsored stadium, and the future of the NFL at quarterback. I mean, they are a completely different program now than they were then, but all eyes have been on a championship ever since, and he has put together quite a monster in the Queen City. In the Queen City. Yeah, so it's interesting mm. because there's so many different huh. Queen Cities. Yeah, why is that in oh, Cincinnati? Charlotte. Well, Charlotte, Charlotte Queen is City. Well. Yeah. Yep. Charlotte, you go to uptown, not downtown. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. Queen City. Buckingham. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, what's that? Buckingham in England. Technically, that's a king Certainly city. in England, there's a lot of Queen Cities, uh-huh. I would assume. It's a king yeah. city. Now. We're talking about the United States. Okay. Uh, okay. I'd assume Victoria up there in Canada. Yeah. There's yeah. probably a lot of Queen those. City as well. Cincinnati yeah. is the Queen City, right? Yes, it is. Best place to live in Ohio, man. Okay, so you got obviously uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, oh, Gadsden. How you, do we? You need to put that? more items. Well, there. that's Queen City of the Plains. That is just in. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of these. I mean, Alabama has three Queen Cities. That's yeah. bullshit. You should have seen. She used to vacation there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember she liked horses. Yeah, you're right. Queen of the Black Belt. I mean, we know that's the real Queen City. Come on. Yeah, United States here. You got Cumberland, Maryland. Look at all the cities in the United States that are called the Queen City. This is Buffalo, New York. Is that okay. right? Queen City of the Great Lakes. Traverse City, Michigan, I believe that's like the Caribbean lake up there, right? Oh, yeah. it is so beautiful nice. up there. So oh. you see why the Queen wanted to visit there. Yeah, yes. Manchester, New Hampshire, live free or die. That's why the Queen wanted to visit there. You ever see the Queen ski? She was going over to Denver like, fucking give me <laughs> oh, yeah. the Dub- hardest <laughs> cliff you got. Double black Queen diamonds. City of the West. Anyways, shout out to Cincinnati's GM, Duke Tobin, joining our program today in about an hour or so. A lot of questions for him. And, you know, there's a lot of things happening around the NFL, especially around this owner's meeting in which there were some rule changes. Now Thursday night football can obviously be flexed two times from weeks 13 to week 17. Have to give a 28-day notice, basically, to all teams, all parties involved to make it happen. Although it's being said that it's not going to be used, 
It will be, mm -hmm. especially if there's two stinkers mm -hmm. potentially on there because Jeff Bezos didn't pay the amount of money he paid for Thursday Night Football for every game to fucking suck Bingo. like it did last year. That's exactly. Right. So anytime you got a big old pocket in charge of something, there's a good chance there's going to be some things made for that. If you're running a sound business, you have to do as such. And speaking of business, there was a rule change for the good of business in the future, allegedly. To save ourselves from potential future litigation, we are going to change a rule to make the league look a little bit Bush League, mm -hmm. but let's just move on with it. There's been a lot of combo about this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ton. And there's been people that have, you know, said to us, like, uh, thank you for talking about this rule uh -huh. change. Yeah. Because we have talked about it, he believes other people potentially talk about it. And now there's like good words being spread about potential football and saving football in the entity that is football. Yeah. So everybody that has been associated with football, okay, mm -hmm. has come out and said, we hate this. Real stinks. Literally everybody, except for the commissioner of the league of the biggest right. biggest league in the world of the sport, pretty much, who championed this allegedly lobbying around making this rule to want to be a thing. Allegedly via Mike Florio of NBC and Pro Football Talk, who'll be joining us in the third hour. Nice. Allegedly via a report that he had. Now, he was just called a top five conspiracy theorist right. around the NFL by Howie Roseman, yep. GM of the Philadelphia Eagles. Literally two days ago on the Pro Football Talk, in Florio is always oh, yeah. snooping around. Oh, always oh, in the yeah. streets. This dude was writing blogs 1, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whenever he was getting texts from people on the West Coast, on the East Coast, about everything in the NFL. Former lawyer, started a blog, sold it one time, started another one, sold another one. Mm -hmm. Incredible businessman. Has the feel of shit in the NFL that's completely different than what we talk about. Yeah. He talks about all the kind of the things, the Front cookings, office. the dramas, the, the Vanderpump rules. Exactly. exactly. He talks about all that type yeah. of stuff that's happening that Whoa. is very effective and real to how the NFL goes about it, but very different from us. And he has different connections and a different brain, and it's a good one. And he dives in, and when he dives in, it feels like he is a uh, like a bloodhound. Mm -hmm. That's right. He, yep. he keeps going and going and going and going. Finds and going. his bone. So what he said was there was a meeting of special teams coaches uh, at the NFL Films office over there in Philadelphia or New Jersey, whichever part it is in. That's a very close area. I think they both kind of identify as each other. I do apologize to wherever it actually is to the other place for lying about it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they wanted to pass this earlier in the year, in March. It did not pass. Everybody hated it. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to have a meeting, a brainstorming meeting, basically, with all the special teams coaches over there in New Jersey. It was not all the special teams coaches. A lot of the special teams coaches that I know were not invited to that, did not know this happened. But mm. let's assume that special teams coaches were there, were present, and there was a brainstorming session happening with people that love football and don't want to see football change at all. Allegedly... McKay, who's the head of the uh, competition committee who changes rules. Adam, Rich. 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 Jack. Rich. Adam is uh, the guy who did uh, the Lakers documentary. Yes. Oh, yeah. Step he Brothers. actually, he's a producer on Succession. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not him, though. No, it's no. Rich No, McKay. it's Ri Richard oh. McKay. Yes. Richard McKay is the head of the competition committee. Mm -hmm. And Roger Goodell, the person who basically is able now, I guess, from Florio's article, to pretty much kind of guide whatever he kind of wants yeah. at this point with however it's set up. I don't know if it's new CBA or new set of protocols on getting rules changed. Those two were not at the brainstorm session. Mm -mm. Okay, mm -hmm. So there's a chance that the brainstorm session did come up with some great ideas, grander ideas than this particular sure. thing to save themselves from whatever stats that they are honing and saying that the concussion thing brings. But they weren't even there. And then you, there's another vote, doesn't pass. No, there's another day we're yeah. doing this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets passed. That is right in Florio's ballpark. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a potential brainstorming meeting mm -hmm. where the people that are actually making decisions weren't there to hear anything. Then there was a vote. Then there's a revote. Yeah, then push. there's a delay. You're talking Florio's 
Oh yeah, this is that's his Super Bowl. This is Florio's world. Flex so investigative muscles. Oh my! Yeah. I mean, and there's mm-hmm. numerous pieces to it. Yep. There's so many people pissed on one side. There has to be reasoning on the other side. Litigation lawsuits. He's former lawyer. He knows that. This is his like. This is a Florio special. Here. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's talking about rule changing. And this is one of the first times. And I'm not sure we'll ask him whenever he joins us in the third hour. This is one of the first times that it feels like everybody in football is on his side. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely. Like, in a while. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know about in a while or ever. Like, Especially in football, like the players, coaches, you know, teams themselves. Yeah, because normally he's doing something that's going to – that somebody's yeah. not going to yeah, like. Right, exactly. off one side of the – Somebody's yeah. going to be pissed. Yeah. In this particular one, it feels like he's literally like, hey, we're all like, hey, we've seen how you mm-hmm. – Okay. Now we need you. Yes. Now let's get to the yeah. bottom of this thing for the good of all of us. I can't wait to fucking talk to him and see how he's feeling about it. It's because I think we're potentially talking about a bigger issue here because in this process where the coaches potentially did come up with better ideas or whatever, there was no one there who could then take those ideas and implement them or approve them. And then when they didn't like it, McKay and, and Roger just come in and make their own fucking rules. So, which, which it's terrible for the kickoff, but what's. What's, What's next? next? Yeah. Right. Where will they stop? That's exactly mm-hmm. right. We just start using a round ball? No huh? chance. Because there's a chance the points get people on the fingers? Yep. Checks. Are we going to take the laces off? Because when it's cold, it kind of slices yeah, yeah, yeah. your hand. Paper cut. Are we Are we going to do that, Pack? What is next? Checks and balance. Who, who is the head of the... I know Tumlin is on there, but like... Adam who, McKay. Who is the Adam head McKay. Of the Adam, Adam Rich McKay. Yeah. Adam Rich... Rich McKay. <laughs> Rich McKay. He's there. Tom's there. Brable's there. He owes some kind of dialogue. Uh, uh, Frank Wright. Or, no, that's the thing, though. They yeah. don't. They don't care. That's the... Yeah. We're not going to be able to talk about this later. They don't know shit. Whenever we... Uh, yeah, go, yeah so we got to get it out now. Yeah, so we got to have all these conversations. <laughs> yeah. Does NBC have a deal with the NFL? I believe so. Something like football yeah. is on. Yeah. And they have NBC. Florio in there? Yeah. Oh, and he's, he's not ever critical. No. Especially not now. Not to my the NFL, right? Um, no. I'm about sick of those comments. Better get this out of the way now. Mm-hmm. And if I ain't going to let you say that on ESPN. It's like... Says is that, so ESPN's never said anything damning about the NFL ever? What? Are we, are we, are we, do you think they're... Oh, would they much rather have us talking about dumbass fucking rules that you're saying? <laughs> or entire uh-huh. yeah. mindsets of humans that yeah, are... Like, I, I, you tell me. I don't know. So that narrative needs to stop. All the other ones I can understand a little bit of fear. A little bit of change. But that particular one, come on! Come on. But anyways, where will Roger Goodell stop? Like, where will they, if they want to make another change, if they want to make another rule, and they just have the ability to say, oh, vote, everybody that's involved says no, cool, we'll push this one back, let's do a brainstorm, okay, we want your ideas. Yeah, for Give sure. Give us your ideas. We'll listen. Come on, let's talk about it. Then they have another vote, no. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Okay, but it needs to be yes, so. So, <laughs> so we're going to vote again. We're going to need four X yeses. <laughs> yep. So we don't know Get who's Get together. Gonna, this is just like whenever they do the NFLPA meetings. And now people are going to think, um, oh, this guy's super NFLPA guy. Absolute opposite, too, for those about to get introduced to us. They do the NFLPA meetings at the end of the longest day of the week. <laughs> it would be, you would watch a 15-minute propaganda video about what the NFL was like back in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. End and of how, the day. How guys, yep. guys had rolled their own cigarettes to yeah. smoke. Oh, yeah. 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 They Bugler. wouldn't even be able to buy yeah. pre-rolled cigarettes at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you do that whole thing. Guys have already practiced, had all day of meetings, and get another early morning tomorrow. And then they do their entire pitch. And then they're like, any questions? And it's like, fuck no. Do <laughs> not ask a fucking question. <laughs> get me out of here. Although, with if you paid attention to what we just watched, there was about 15, 20 things that we need mm-hmm. 
Hey, there's some business shit happening here that I don't think is necessarily a good idea. And you're taking money out of my check to do that whole thing. I don't necessarily like it. But it is not a position for you ever to really go like this. Unless there's something very... Needs to be addressed. Concrete. Other than that, hey, you want your Madden checks? Yep. Yep. Get the fuck on out of here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I assume this meeting, this vote, was potentially the last one, I would assume, in the entire entire voting thing. And they're like, uh, what's the answer? No. Take 30, we'll be back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just like watching jury duty. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reconvene. Hey, we need four people to go over to this side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't know. There isn't four people to do it. It's like, we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better find them. But an hour and a half, we'll see you back here. Let's yeah. meet yeah. again here. Like, is yeah. that what they did? This is something that Florio will know. And it sucks that this is all we have to talk about. But other than this, there really isn't much going on around the NFL. No. Lamar Jackson's back in the building for the Baltimore Ravens uh-huh, OTAs. Yeah. Sounds like they're going to have an offense where he gets to throw the ball a lot. That'll help the run game. I love where they're at right now, Pac. I can't wait to see it. Um, to me, uh, Lamar has to be able to run the ball to be successful. Um, if, you, if you think or if y'all think that he can go back there and throw the damn ball more than 30 times – 30 would be a shit Everybody. ton of times. 30, 30, yeah. 30 would be a shit ton of times. You're in fucking trouble if he sit back Aaron's there and throw the ball 25, 28 yeah. times. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball anywhere on the field. No, but I'm saying he's thrown about 25, 28 times. I think that is a misconception about Aaron, is that Aaron only wants to air it out, and Aaron only cares about Aaron and everything like that. It's like, Aaron will do this mm-hmm. right here. Oh, yeah. He he is not scared to do this. Takes what he gives. Because he knows exactly what's coming off of that, which is, boom, we are opening something up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you give us one, we're taking it. But I think that type of balance is why Aaron has had so much success. Also why I don't think he's had, like, what, uh, Three hundred. He's never thrown for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. I don't think he's ever thrown for 500 yards in a, in a game. game. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think he's ever done Maybe any close, of that. Maybe close, but yeah. Go ahead. So last year, uh, the the – most attempts per game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 45 a game. The okay, Baltimore Ravens were 28th in the league at 28 passing attempts per game. Yeah, so you're saying – so and I think like if he does 30 a game, I guess, with how many plays or offenses get more plays, that feels like a lot of – Yeah, it yeah, does. A bunch of 31st plays. in the league at 28 at passing attempts, that feels like – that feels like a lot. Pass happy league. That feels like a but, lot. It is, but my point is Lamar got to run. Like, Yeah, it, we agree. Uh – um, Patrick Mahomes, no, Rogers, Jaylen Rogers, Rogers oh. don't have to run. Like he have a running game, but Lamar have to run the ball. I'm saying himself as far as that offense being. I think he knows that, right? He has to know that. Yeah, yeah. And passing the ball, having him on the run, you know that helps. But also, J.K. Dobbins was rushing for like 120 yards on one leg. Last they have year. four running backs go down. Yeah, mm-hmm. d- before the season, the Gus Edwards. I think Lamar knows that the reason why Lamar is Lamar is because he can his do legs. things with his feet yes. that nobody else at his position can do. I think he is very happy though, and we've never talked to him. No, no, wish. Never. Hell of a negotiation by him, though. We had dots. We, did. we definitely did. We had dots. I've never talked to him, but I would assume that he knows that he has to run. But also, if you have a passing game, that makes your running game a lot easier. Yeah. Like, that makes it a lot easier. I'm hoping that they're able to tie it together. It sounds like Munkin's able to do it. As soon as he was hired up there, you were nervous as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. sounds like Lamar fucking loves him. I was. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator of a team that has won back-to-back national championships. Yeah, that's college. Yeah, college ball has that fair catch inside (laughs) of 25. They do. Guess what else does now? What's that, pal? The NFL. Monk can take also advantage. has that now. Yeah, I know, but there's a lot of other differences that we hope no, no, remain I, in there. I don't know. But okay, let's not just have people fall over 
and then the play's dead. I agree. Nobody touches them. Yeah. Well, we learned that on second tackle attempts, after somebody's already touched the ground, that an injury to the shoulder is up 14%, and we believe that if once you touch the ground, you are down. There's a chance that that passes. Yeah. So everybody that isn't on our side about this fucking kickoff rule, there's a chance that some yep. some stat that they can throw in for future lawsuit mm-hmm. and that uh, negligence, I guess, is how they would be viewed mm-hmm. because right. we knew that this was a stat yep. and we chose not to make it. Like, what what, what all do we... Only need to get one foot down because they want to eliminate turf toe? Yeah. Speaking awesome. of turf, you know, seems yeah. like everything else is being talked about. Exactly. Is Except for the actual turf. Maybe that's why they're doing this. But Monken was an NFL coordinator who went to college and now back here. And, you know, a lot of the college stuff comes up to the NFL and offensive coordinator things. He wasn't just an, a, a college all-offensive coordinator that decided to become an NFL offensive coordinator and just runs jet sweeps all the time and stuff like that. Um, it ruins a football team. He's but, talking uh, yeah. about Matt Canada, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> yes. offense coordinator. Still has the job. 31 in the league last year. Just like Ferentz's kid, 131st in the country. He mm-hmm. still has the job as well. Do believe Canada will develop? Not 100% sure about Iowa. Boom. We shall see. <laughs> here's, the, uh, here's Lamar talking to the media afterwards about the offense and about what he's expecting. He's obviously just got paid a shit ton of money, but he sounds very refreshed about a new offensive system. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can't run and not going. Running can only take you so far, you know. And I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Munkin, what I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. You feel like you're, um, you won't have to run as much and that'll maybe be scaled back a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with the receivers we have. Bay, OBJ, Zay, Dove, Pro. All those guys, guys, Isaiah, the tight end, I can't say Zay, Isaiah, the tight end, Mark, my guy. Um, oh, they have a new change, a nickname after yeah. yeah. somebody's actual name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that, they're going through yeah, that right now. Seems like that out. Isaiah seems like a problem. Zay yep. seems like they're going through that right now <laughs> in the locker room. That's a hilarious thought. That is happening in the cafeteria, in the locker room, yep. and in the meeting rooms. Yeah. going to say, well, I can't say that anymore. Two heads looking at me. Mm-hmm. We're going to say Zay. The Flyers. New Zay. Actually, his name is fucking actually. Yeah. Call him likely or something. Call this guy I, I guess. I don't know <laughs> sure. Where, like. I don't know but he talked about, he seemed to be genuinely pumped about it. Yeah. And I don't know if that necessarily means whenever he says, yes, a lot less running, that he wants to run a lot less. But he also, from a business perspective, and we do not agree with this, but if he did view it this way, all the guys that last a long time, long time, to your point, they're, uh, yeah. They're right in here. They're spinning. And he said Aaron doesn't have to run. Aaron's always been able to run, though. Yes. Which, if Lamar is able to be Lamar forever, which we assume he'll be able to, and he is able to figure out how to be or put in a position to be a prolific fucking sniper with... He's never had these weapons before. I mean, he just listed all his weapons off there. He's never had these weapons before. No offense to Hollywood, okay? He might go on to have an incredible career, and he was not happy with the offense they were running. I don't think they were necessarily put in a position to become an air raid-style offense. But if he slices and dices this year, and this is able to prolong this career that everybody kind of wondered about, what a time. He's got to be incredibly pumped. How recent was that twist? Those those were tight. That was clean. They they look like they just had got done this morning. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He was pretty clean. That was very tight. Yeah, yeah that's he's, what, he's really clean. That's why I watched. I was like, this guy went through a whole practice, has a beanie on. Yeah. He looked look refreshed, though, man. We, we had a conversation. That's worth a couple hundred mil. Yeah, we yeah, had a conversation back, back in the back, and uh, we was talking about somebody um, on another team okay. that was playing, and you was like, oh, he was going through something last year. Oh, like, oh bro, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about uh, being a human. Yeah. 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 yeah, happy. If you're yeah. happy, yeah. 
do you win because you're happy or are you happy because you win? Right. And if you're going through some off-the-field stuff, does that kind of take an entire weight off of your shoulders right. and make you live a little bit freer, a little bit lighter, a little bit more happy, which makes you work a little harder, probably be a little bit more relaxed in moments, dive in a little bit more? Yeah, I, I bet you there's a great relief that that yeah. couple hundred million dollar deal is done, uh-huh. and now he just gets to go play. And for us, we don't have to judge every single week or even have the conversation of, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, right. I haven't paid him. Got to get out of bounds. Guys got two hundred million. You, you gonna try to run somebody off yeah. over right now? <laughs> Are you gonna take an extra hit right now? Because we've seen Lamar act like he's going out of bounds, spin move on a guy. Mm-hmm. We are out of here. Touchdown. Last year it was a lot of he. Yeah. He. Take it easy. Now he had an injury. Right. So was mm-hmm. it that, or was it potentially? There's a lot of fucking money on the line here. Yeah, it's a business. Generation. There, there is a it's lot. Business. We could have had this deal done beforehand. I've already won an MVP. Yeah. I've won a playoff game. This entire team is built around me. We could have this deal already fucking done and should have this deal done. But since we don't, I have to think like an actual human. So then that even leads into the conversation, the narrative to be built that he did that. We do not think he did that. No. We believe that Lamar Jackson is incredibly competitive. And if he stepped out, it's only because he thought it was the right decision mm-hmm. at that exact time. Right. He wasn't thinking business the entire time but you could certainly see how he would have thought about that so you're talking about maybe the best Lamar Jackson we've seen in an offense that he appears to love if he can throw the way other guys who have had these weapons in this type of offense have been able to throw they're going to have so much success for the long haul. Mm-hmm. This is the same exact conversation that kind of happened with Jalen before last year and I know Jalen's much younger but the entire convo was if Jalen can throw and Jalen can become an NFL elite passer. Mm-hmm. This Eagles team is going to win. Gonna and if he can't, he's cut. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the Jalen isn't even on the team next QB. And we're, he just negotiated a massive deal, and mm-hmm. he's going to be the face of the Eagles for a long time. And they are awesome to watch, and he is incredible. But the reality is, going into last season, it was like, can this guy be an NFL passer? Can he do that? Mm-hmm. And he proved he absolutely could. I think Lamar has proved that he can put the ball where he wants it. Now he's going to have the opportunity to do it. They're going to be great. Oh, yeah. They, they're going to be great if they can. Tough division. Tough, tough division. Tough, tough division. division. Hot, hot in the kitchen hot, in the AFC hot. North. But they're, you know, they paid him, but they're also listening to him. Like, was it last season or two seasons ago? Like, yeah, it's pretty hard to play quarterback when the other team knows exactly what the hell you're doing. And then they also said, okay, you know, go get me D Hop and OBJ. And allegedly. 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 Mm-hmm. But they didn't get D-Hop, got OBJ, and then what do they do with their first-round pick? Yeah, we they don't go, know about D-Hop. Yeah, have no idea. D-Hop still could be on the table. Maybe that is something that they might do. But he's got three first-round picks at wide receiver this year. I mean, how many quarterbacks in the NFL have three first-round picks in their receiving Ooh, core, you know? Sounds like a lot of pressure. Not to mention Mark Andrews. Pressure? No, it's opportunity. Yeah. That's right. What Give are you talking everything. about? Sounds like pressure. The NFL is he thrives under pressure. Yeah, there's 32 right. quarterbacks. We'll see. Also yeah. with Odell too. Like, I mean, we'll see how he is coming back from the ACL. But you know, like a lot of people, the knock on Lamar is like his deep ball accuracy is terrible. Like he's never had a guy like Odell whose catch radius is everything massive. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and we'll see. Like because we don't know because he's been hurt. But he's the kind of guy where like you don't have to put it right over his shoulder into his hands. Like, you get it in his vicinity, he's going to give you a, a pretty good shot of going up and getting it. He's actually yeah. going to maybe get a historic shot mm-hmm. while making the catch. Yeah. His warm-ups, I hope he's all the way back. He's saying he's feeling more healthy than he's ever felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big deal. He said he's feeling better than he's ever felt. Because remember, that touchdown right there was with a, still a torn ACL. Because mm-hmm. he had an ACL surgery that was not it did not take. It was yep. a bad surgery. So he played the entire Rams season, and I guess the Brown season as well, at the beginning, before Odell Beckham Sr., 
hopped into Adobe. Right. I got to get my son. Cut a video, put it on Instagram. Yeah, really get him out Get my kid the fuck out of Cleveland, <laughs> yeah. please. We are sick of this. Mm-hmm. OBS really should have been up for at least some sort of sports Emmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he got say. a ring. Most influential video. Yeah. I mean, potentially Odell Beckham Sr.'s video <laughs> and cut up of Baker Mayfield refusing to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. seemingly in the video. Right. Yes. Who knows how it was edited and doctored. We don't know what all yeah. OBS can do. OBS might have been turning the head. He could have been in the video. We yeah. don't know what all. He, who knows? Yeah. Probably was. Yeah. We don't know. He might be an animator for fucking South Park or Family Guy. True. Possible. We do not know what OBS is, but it, from the video we saw, it was certainly means for them to want to get the fuck out of there. He goes to LA, does what he does, has a touch on every single game. Going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Allegedly, his his ACL was torn that entire year. Yeah. While he was doing that all, and then it fully. Ripped apart in the Super Bowl after mm-hmm. already scored a tud. So this, if it is like the healthiest Odell Beckham Jr. has been, mentally it's probably the healthiest he's been as well. I'm excited to see him. I don't think anybody's expecting him to play 17 games. Though. No. Nobody is expecting no. Odell Beckham. And I think that's a different part of his career too. Yeah. Where like normally he signs to a place. People are like, oh, great. Only going to get him for 10 games, 11 mm-hmm. games. Now it's almost like, hey, if these are – the important games. Yeah, I only need him for that. And at the end of the year in the playoff run, like, let's, okay. Yeah. We are cool with having him for 11 games because a lot of people miss games now. And what for what Ty said, too, they got three first rounders. So he don't have to go out there and put all the miles on that Ferrari. You know what I mean? He can just put that Ferrari out there on, on a couple of plays and, and put it on the pace. Don't go out there and try to be a hero. And throw a touchdown, man. Yeah, it's a mirror, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Runs I, I think it'll be a good fit, though. With the younger guys, he can teach the younger guys. He got three first-rounders over there on the offensive side of the ball. It should be good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The, oh, the, the Bengals are worried. But the division. The Bengals are worried? The Bengals are not worried. We score points. I mean, we score points. We score points. Yeah, you do. So, like, you got to keep up the pace to play with us. Do they we still, don't score points. They don't still have the same D.C. that Joe Burrow hates, too, right? Because remember, he scorched him for, like, 500 yards after the Ravens D.C. Oh, yeah, because the guy said Joe Burrow's not. Yeah, he's good. not an elite oh, passer or something. That was awesome. That was, yeah, that was bold. I hope that happens all the time. Me, too. Yeah. Like, hey, Joey Burrow seemingly... <laughs> The chip stacker that Tom Brady is. Yep. Yes. yes. Okay, and I know Patrick Mahomes probably is as well, but it is it goes in a different fashion. The next young great one's probably like that. Feels like Joey Burrow, and I think a lot of people have said this. I'm not. This isn't groundbreaking shit, but it does feel like he is in the similar competitive frame yeah. as Tom Brady. So we watched Tom Brady's man in the arena. The amount of media clips that he just had stored. Like, oh yeah, Skip said in 2000. Nine, maybe 2008. He said that I couldn't throw the ball with my right arm anymore. <laughs> Run that. Yep. He did say that exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then in, uh, in 2000, yep. yeah, then I think a defensive coordinator said that uh, I lost the zip on my ball, I think. Mm-hmm. Then pulled the stats for that next game against them as well. Like Jordan, the guy at the restaurant, you yeah. tell, mm-hmm. hey, how are you doing, Mr. Jordan? Great to see you. It's an honor to play against you. Huh. Hmm. Is that right? Okay, George. Okay. You didn't tell me my stat line. Huh? All right. Yeah, you're not wearing my shoes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was okay. Brady's explanation for the whole Spygate season after Spygate. Like, oh, we won all those games because of that. Watch this. And then they went 18 and 1. That's awesome. Yeah. I love a good spite run, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the best. Like, that, that is how some of those guys just go. Yeah, deflate gate suspension. Purely spite. Yes. yes. You guys are cheating again, by the way. What do you think? Yeah, stop cheating. Uh, okay. I am so sick. You know what, Roger Goodell? Hey, Rog. Hey, listen yeah. up, Rog. Hey, Rog, you've been you've been fantastic at your you showed uh 
I mean, they just should tell me Pollard scored five, five touchdowns on Colts last year. I mean, they just ran. Nice. <laughs> why, fun. Why they gonna do? We need to turn that off. Third string running back, too. In a couple weeks, that's just going to be my fat fucking face just staring <laughs> at me over there whenever I'm, when I'm talking, which is going to be a, a very weird thing. And I completely forgot where I was headed right there. You were talking about the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Hey, Rod. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, our commissioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. can also do uh, Inception with that camera, with you in it, and then on the TV. And then I just thought of that. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. We do wide one with the side one. Yes. Sorry, Roger. Cheating Patriots. Again. That would be sick. Could you imagine that, would be. that one? <laughs> yes. Shooting this one. Mm-hmm. Shooting, shooting that, that one. one. Shooting that one. And then looking at yourself. We have 22 cameras in this place. Yeah. If we had somehow we, had them all, I mean, we set up some mirrors in here. People's oh, brain God, it'd be a fun house. Yeah. I mean, people would be going through the airport just like what yeah. is, motion Start, sickness, yeah, throwing oh, yeah. up. What are these people? Anyways, Raj, you've been great. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you've been doing yeah. a great job. Big money, yep. thankless job. Well, yeah. yeah, you get paid. I guess that's the thanks, yeah. mm-hmm. and it is handsomely in the rules. And we assume that you're going to go be a president or something whenever yeah. you're done here. And allegedly, Jim Irsay said about 2027, this thing's over for Raj. Yeah. Just signed an extension. 2027, that'll be when he's done. So now they're eyeing future commissioners. And I do like the fact that Jim Irsay has become the spokesperson for the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to let everybody Sweet. know, you You probably have, I think so. I think he said, fuck it, I'll do a brother. uh, And then I got a performance later too. Exactly. If you want to bring anybody. But he's been answering a lot of questions I think that a lot of us have. So I appreciate that he's either dialed in, that maybe there is some questions that are going on, or he has gotten to the stage of, I've been in the NFL since I'm 10 years old pretty much. So if I want to start speaking, I am allowed to start speaking. And if that's the case, can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, bingo. But if it is just like, uh, hey, go ahead and give the answers because you think people need to hear some of these things, you got it. His Dan Snyder stuff, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the first one to kind of come out, and those owners meetings, he has done his mm-hmm. thing. But he came out and said that 2027 will be the last of Roger Goodell, pretty much. And then he also went on to explain like how the potential replacement will be held. There might be a CEO of business, and Ooh. then there might be a commissioner of football. They might hire two, three people to take up Roger Goodell's 100 jobs that he's doing right mm-hmm. now. I'm intrigued to see how they handle it, but an expiration date for Roger Goodell is a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. That is a $50 million, $60 million a year job. Yep. There's going to be a lot of executives that are going to be trying to get that job. We all know that Sam Rappaport, yes. who is in the building, in the NFL offices, has been is kind of, I don't want to say ongling, but kind of trying to learn how to be a commissioner for the yeah, NFL. Her dream. She basically said that yeah. to us, and she's told Roger Goodell that. So is that something? Because Roger Goodell came up in the NFL building as well. Or we may be looking around a little bit. Because how about Jason Wright Ooh. of the Washington Commanders? Former player, now a president. Obviously has expertise in... Um, Crisis management. There it is. That's, that was literally the business yeah. he was in yeah. after football before getting back to the commanders. He was a crisis management like lawyer or something mm-hmm. like that. There's a chance that as the tide turns here into the next regime of whatever the league is. And I'll be excited to see the send-off that Roger Goodell gives in 2027 and how many rules he'll change. Yeah. yeah. Prick. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, I had Easy. to say it. Easy. I had to say it. Whoa. Whoa. We're saying that on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't fly? He, that's not because we're... No, we don't. I don't feel that way about Rod. Oh, I, yeah, I, I know you don't. I don't yeah. feel like he is a prick. I think this move he's making right now, though, 
This is a this is a rude. This is a bad move. Kind of a prick move. This is a prick. It? Yeah, yeah it is. it's a little prickish. Little prickish. It's a little bit. It's like old. Little it's bit. like old Commissioner Goodell. Yeah, bingo. You know, kind of coming into the kind of coming in the front here. Yeah, so right. who knows what his next couple years are? But that is an interesting piece of information from Jim Irsay. Like, oh yeah, twenty twenty seven Roger Goodell era. Four years. So it's like that means they're actively right now trying to figure out yeah. who that next person's going to be. Can't get it wrong. No. Cannot, no. cannot get it wrong because the NFL is the only thing that's kind of up. Yes. Up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Up and it's up. Being up. And it's 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 up. And everybody else. It was kind of crazy what everybody else did. Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. We're going down, 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 so it's tough. Good luck to whoever takes that job next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not seem like a desirable position. You are, I mean, I'm sure you'll have an opportunity to do something great. Yeah, you take get the, paid handsomely. You got a lot of money, but with what Goodell Goodell has jokered through the playoffs here as commissioner of the oh, yeah. NFL. Oh yeah, he has triple doubled. Yeah. 40, 20, mm-hmm. and ten. Every CBA negotiation, the NFL wins. Yeah. Yep. Every TV rights deal. The NFL wins. Mm-hmm. Every rule that they want to fucking change, the, the NFL, NFL wins. What? And that's the Roger Goodell NFL pretty much yeah. while taking all the shrapnel from everybody. Whoever gets that next gig, good luck to you. I'm honestly pulling for you. We all fucking need you not to suck. Absolutely. But let's not let's not forget what got you on this. Patriots are cheating again. Boom. Roger Goodell. That's right. Kick him off the tour. Yeah. <laughs> Once and for all. Go okay. on. I seen the Pittsburgh Riverhounds beat the Columbus crew last night. Yeah. yeah. Big win. Okay. Team out of Pittsburgh with stadium right on river down. Oh, it's up That's right. You got down there in North Shore. Yep. Now, yep. soccer field. Yep. On yep. the river. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even imagine or fathom the wind down there. And that's what you get a little grit when you come to Gritsburg yeah. and play the Gritsburg Riverhounds. Yep. That's right. Beat the shit out of Columbus crew. See ya. Put them in the MLS now. Yeah. Okay? You should. That's the way it works. With the Patriots, they're cheating in OTAs. Yeah. Kick them out of the league. XFL. Put them in the USFL. Mm -hmm. We don't want to make this decision. You got to do something, though, Raj. They're just going to keep breaking. How many gates are we going to have out of New England? Yeah. Yeah. OTA gate now is a full thing. I don't want to talk about this. You guys sound like a bunch of bitches. Okay. This is what you want. OTAs. Okay. Who gives a fuck? You don't, you don't, you don't, yeah, I do. you don't. Nah, it doesn't care. matter. And you know what the conversation was when this happened? Hey, Bill, if we do this, there's a chance that Roger's going to take away a few OTAs at the end of the year. And what did Bill say? Who gives a fuck? Run it. Do whatever you want to do. He can take the OTAs because, as we all know, they don't mean fucking anything. Whoa! Because oh, oh, Aaron's there is a big deal. Yeah, yeah well, huge. That, my Ooh. point exactly. If OTAs meant anything, then we might as well just give the Lombardi to the Jets because everyone's saying how fucking awesome it is. It haven't matter. won a game. Who hey, cares? Videos I haven't yeah. seen. Alan Lazar got hitting the balls. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. had calf strain. Yeah. Exactly. Which we hope is okay. He's got massive calves. He does have big old calves. He's got big because he's underneath that squat right now. Mm-hmm. He's got Sounds a suit like... in the uh, in his new profile photo. Yes, he does. He's looking dangerous over here. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. He's looking dangerous over there. He's got massive legs and calves. He's got a strain in the calf. Lazar got hitting the balls. But all other signs coming out of Jets camp, Boys got to figure it out. Aaron's in charge, too. Yeah. That's how we're doing it. Yep. From day one. Hey, instead of running, huh, let's do a little. 
Huh. Wow. Huh? I know. Deal. I just hope that all the, you know, pomp and circumstance around it and how everyone's, you know, gassing them up, I hope. Not now it I mean, like it, it was kind of Is he in the fucking buff. CIA, dude? This dude looks like a special agent. He certainly does Chance. look like it. He but does. they have to win the Super Bowl now. Like there is mm-hmm. no other there is no other option. You Anyways, have to win the Super Bowl. Tell your Ty, team to stop cheating. Ty want them to bust. Yeah, Ty does not want to see him win a Super Bowl. Let's ask Quentin Williams about how OTAs is too. Not everyone's happy over there. Okay. Well, they're not cheating yet. Okay. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, everybody. Is. I mean, two OTA practices, a little light to what they were doing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. What they were doing was despicable. Yeah. What were they doing? What? what? Well, what do obviously, we can't doing? talk about it because nobody can. No, yeah. I'm asking you guys. What were they doing? Because I genuinely don't know. So they left the cold tubs open 45 minutes extra. Oh, yeah. that's you, what you heard? Me? I don't know. Are you <laughs> But it could be something that I heard they right. were leaking Mercer in everyone else's locker room. Well, it might be that new COVID, too. We don't oh, know. Yeah. 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 Anyways, joining us now is a man who might have a little bit more information from a much different league what did you guys do i don't know but all i know is uh i will not forget tony bringing it up three times <laughs> so next time the steelers do something we'll talk about that too hey, well, steelers never will yeah okay yeah. Yeah, n- nothing ever Cheers. happened with big men <laughs> oh you want to go down uh, no. joining us Once now again. joining <laughs> us now we'll uh, move forward. a man who is the senior insider for the nba for the athletic and fandle tv yep. mm-hmm. stadium he and stadium network Remarkably handsome. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one, ladies and gentlemen, Chomps Rania. Chomps, we had to get through that conversation. I apologize for making you wait. I, <laughs> I truly do. But I know that we didn't want to drag you into what was going to be said at the end of that thing, which yep. certainly was. Would you two like to apologize to each other? By oh, the way? absolutely not. No. <laughs> I will right, never apologize for bringing down cheaters. Pat, congrats. But, you know, you're talking about next NFL commissioner. Uh, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Trying to figure Why, why not? Why not PM, yeah. next NFL commissioner? Like, why not you? Yeah. Like, you don't want the stress? I feel like you could do the job. Yeah, I you know, gotta- I just don't think I'll be taken seriously enough. That, that is the uh, – <laughs> I will certainly put a Twitter campaign together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll Absolutely. probably be past- – got to get that going. I think we got to get that going. I think I think you have commissioner in your future, Pat. I will say, I've negotiated a couple hundred million dollar deals mm. with networks and such. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of know the landscape a little bit. Yeah. I feel like i got a pretty good understanding of the game. Former player. How do I get along with billionaires? Billionaires seem to like me a little bit. Yeah. They're the ones I, I actually get along with. All the other people I don't. Huh. Yeah, if they want to pay me $75 million. Sure. Why not? I mean, I'll run the league. Check you it need out. to get like an online law degree in like the next six years. Plenty of time. No problem. Yeah, Phoenix. AI Someone will give you a degree. Oh, yeah. AI can yeah. give me a degree today. Yeah. Yeah. Frank yeah. Abagnale did it. Frank Abagnale, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. he, uh, You're going to have to go to a lot of those hootie tooty events. A lot of handshaking. Abagnale? Abagnale. Great movie, bro. How good of a movie is that? Amazing movie. Amazing movie. I met that guy as a kid. I met that guy as a kid. I, like, I didn't get to see a lot of people speak, but Frank Abagnale, like, spoke to, I think, the... I want I wish I was there. It was some. I met him, and it was, like, a full-on... Who's that? Oh, the greatest con artist of all time. I'm yeah. honored to meet you, man. You know, like, <laughs> fucking... What a dream. What a dream to meet you. And then the movie comes out. I'm like, oh, I've been talking about this guy since I'm 12 years old. He had it figured out, like everything. And now they're saying the con is actually the con of his life. Yeah, it lied basically about everything. Yeah, that's all con. Exactly. So his actual con is lying about all the cons. Yeah, I mean, 
I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm on catch me if you can. Like I, I feel like you know I'm winging it all the time, you know. So oh, I feel like we're, we're all trying to trying to do our we thing, do. you know. Yeah, I, mean, I want to be Frank Havoc now, you know. I want to go be a pilot one day, you know. Yeah, and maybe uh, <laughs> maybe run around a factory with a check. Yeah, exactly. With Tom Hanks chasing your ass around. Yeah, be fun. <laughs> Let's move into what you are incredible at, which is the basketball. You have found your calling. It seems like you are incredible at it. Have the ability to build relationships keep relationships, and then also do right by people. So let's dive into the biggest news that we assume you have information about. LeBron James is retiring. What? I've seen this guy mm. in the news and in dial-up internet since he's like 14 years old driving around a Hummer with a shoe deal. Now there's a time that I'm going to not see LeBron playing basketball anymore? This is a sad day. What was he talking about, Shams, in that uh, press conference after the game? Yeah, so I'll just look at the overall context of the season, right? Like LeBron James, the numbers he put up this year, historic uh, performances, I think the most points ever for a player at the age of 38, leads the Lakers from 2-10 and 10 all the way to the Western Conference Finals. And he plays Pat the last few months of the season with a torn tendon in his foot that could need surgery this summer. I'm told he's going to be reevaluating that foot. It's very possible he might, he might need surgery on that foot um, that could – sideline him for two months but you know two months over the offseason get that foot right I, I think that's something he's gonna have to get evaluated and if he's gonna need surgery that'll shelve him for a little bit um but I think anytime you're 38 years old you're you just finished your 20th NBA season you're gonna be 39 when next season starts you have to be thinking about the future I mean I, I think it's only human nature but this is the first time LeBron James has even broached the topic of retirement and I think that's why everyone was kind of caught off guard even people around him were surprised to an extent. Uh, do I expect LeBron James to retire? I don't. I I, I fully really? expect him to play next season. What? Um, all I've Good. heard Good. those comments is that he will be playing next season. That's my sense. But again, I think he's going to take the next couple months to really see where his, his head's at and see if he can get re-energized. And I think the one thing about LeBron James that's interesting, every time he gets back around his kids – Pat, I know you just had a kid. They have a way to, I guess, energize you. I don't have any kids, but uh, LeBron James' kids, they energize him. And I think being able to spend time around them, Bronny James going to USC, he's going to go on a, uh, on a tour in Europe in August. And I, I would expect LeBron James to be a part of that or be around that. And I think seeing his kid play, being around that, I think that'll re-energize him even more, get it, getting him into the season. But even the bigger point now, I think, for the Lakers is how do we go into this offseason – and manage the workload of LeBron James because he's going in every night being the number one option. Now, I think he can do that at the age of 39. The question is, does he, do the Lakers want to put him in that position? Does he want to be in that position? So they have to really build a roster out this offseason uh, point guard position. D'Angelo Russell was benched. Uh, he's on a max contract. He was benched the last game of the season um, in the playoffs in game four. Um, what do they do at that position? I, I think they'll be aggressive potentially in looking at that position. Oh, Kyrie. Overall, Kyrie Irving's out there. Fred Van Vliet, the, you know, Whoa. The marketplace this upcoming offseason. I think I think Kyrie Irving and Fred Van Vliet have to be at the top of the list. I'm not saying either are likely for the Lakers, but I think if you're the Lakers, you have to look at both of those guys and see if there are any options you can exhaust. Okay, so a lot of great answers in there. If LeBron gets that two-month surgery thing that's going to come on the foot, mm -hmm. first of all, way to be an absolute dog no, with that happening sure. in your foot throughout this entire thing. Uh, let's stay away from Taco Tuesdays. Right, smart. <laughs> yeah. Let's stay away from Taco Tuesdays. You know, He's like one of the hardest-working humans of all time is what they say. He keeps his body in great shape. Would have to at the age of 38 to play the basketball season that he is playing as the number one option every single night. Is he saying 
saying that he doesn't want to be like he doesn't want to bear that type of workload anymore? Is that why it's even being broached? Or do you think this is actually the Lakers saying like we can't be killing our fucking guy every single night? Who's kind of making that decision? What are you hearing? Well, I think it's it's you looking at it from a realistic perspective. I think LeBron James, the Lakers, I think when you look at him going into the age of 39, he would be entering year 21. He's playing heavy minutes. He's trying to play every game. This year, he would have played every game this season if he didn't miss the time with a torn tendon. He has a torn tendon. He ends up playing through that. He could have had surgery that could have shut his season down. He plays through it. Um, and the run that they had, I don't think anyone saw that run coming, Western Conference Finals. And I think now... Anytime a player is this late, I know you got you know in football you deal with it with Aaron Rodgers, you deal with it with Tom Brady, where it becomes a year to year thing when these guys reach or get closer to the age of forty. I think it's just human nature. I think what took everyone aback is just LeBron James. We've never heard him talk about the concept of retirement. He's always been superhuman. Uh, he's always been this guy that that everyone is just like he's he literally defeats father time every year. But I think when you look at it now, like you have to put all these things into consideration. Do you want to throw LeBron James at the age of 39 out there and be the number one option? Now, he can do it. The question is, can you make his workload a little easier? And I think that's the question the Lakers have to answer. We saw him hanging out on the side on a couple of different series during the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. He's hanging out, kind of letting everybody else figure it out. Austin Reeves seemingly mm-hmm. became, like, the guy. Is that going to be Came alive. Is that going to be the thing going forward? Austin Reeves is the guy for the Lakers? I mean, when you, when you watch the playoffs, there were a lot of possessions, Pat, where I don't know if we've seen LeBron James just give the ball to a player – and just watch him go to work. Like, I guess Kyrie Irving was the last example. Dwayne Wade, uh, you know, back in the day in Miami. Kyrie Irving in Cleveland. Uh, but I can't remember a time in L.A. Like, I guess sometimes he dumped the ball to Anthony Davis. But for a wing player on the perimeter to just go iso or pick and roll, Austin Reeves stood out this year. He had a big playoffs. He's earned himself a lot of money. I think there, the max the Lakers can offer right now is four years, a little over $50 million. The max any other team can offer is close to $100 million. I oh, think he's see, closer somewhere uh, in the middle of that as far as his value when I talk so. to team executives. Come out to he's the Pacers. Kind of in the middle I don't think so. Yeah, come to the Pacers. No, they trade their good players. They don't get them. No, we got to go in right now. Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And as soon as his contract. Pacers have cap space. He's driving Pacers baseball. have a need for a wing. I'm Whoa. just saying. Holy fuck. They're Austin Reeves is playing for the goddamn Indiana Pacers. Wow. Here we go. Okay. Look at the Pacers. The thing is, 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 is he's a restricted free agent. The Lakers can match anything. Oh. Is this going to be a, which team wants to put down the offer sheet? But I, I think said- the the Lakers want to bring him back. Uh, I, I think the Lakers, uh, there's, there's Did, definitely. Hold on, Johns. Didn't you just say 450 and then everybody else can offer 100? They can offer that and so, then they just got to match. It's like a franchise tag. So, so he's a restricted free agent because of, uh, because of, the contract that he signed, the Lakers are limited as far as how much they can offer him. Their max is four years, around 53. Every other team, because of the deal he has, can offer him a max of four years. I don't know the exact number, but it's closer to 100 million. It's something like 96. And then Lakers can match. But because he's a restricted free agent, whatever offer sheet he gets, the Lakers can match. Oh, he's going to be a Laker. But they can't go past 40 or 53 or whatever? No, they can match. Yeah, they can match but, the... That's outright. So, like, outright they can offer him that deal, and maybe he takes it. Maybe he – he. I mean, he he said to me he wants to be a Laker. He wants to be a Laker for life. Yeah, yeah. We'll Probably wants to make $100 million, too. Yeah, 50 yeah, less yeah. million. Yeah, with yeah, he wants to be a Laker. Yeah. He wants to make his money. But I think, there, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scenario out there the Lakers are preparing for where the, he's going to get a pretty sizable offer sheet, and they're going to have to make a decision to match. But they want to bring him back. He wants to be back. I, I, I think, you know, he – Austin Reeves, the year he's had, he's been developed there. He's homegrown there. 
Uh, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of interest around the league, but uh, the Lakers want him bad. Okay, that's awesome news. Massive game. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, huge game. And just real quick, Shams, there are people on the internet saying that LeBron said he was going to retire or thinking about it strictly so we wouldn't talk about him getting swept. I am not smart, saying that. Smart. That is what people on the internet are saying, and we do know LeBron. Come on. The guy's a genius. He's an A-plus PR guy. Even yeah. if he did say I mean, even if he did do that. Still next level. Worked. Take yeah. the let me take the pressure off I mean, AD, Austin, yes. Darwin. Listen, I'm not in his head. I'm not in his head. But if that's if that's what it was, that's yeah, that's next what? level. That's I mean, think think about right yeah. The first question Pat asked you was about him retiring, not about how they got swept. Well, and then also he said, and you guys are going to say that I'm lying about this too, but I fucking knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think LeBron is playing <laughs> life chess. He is. Yeah. That's a good call. I did not see that on the internet. The internet's yeah. on to him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like every other genius that's out there. I think the internet's always trying to get on to LeBron. I mean, in that same press conference, he was making light of the fact that he's been caught, you know, saying that he saw something happening, Bingo. something coming, that he was like playing the future. Yeah. And he was like making jokes about that. So I'm sure he's well aware of what's now, I See, I thought he said, because I was listening to that press conference as well. I was on night baby duty. You said that he's going to get around his kids and get energized. My stage of fatherhood right now, every time I'm around my kid, it is just a full-on dead tired. How we doing? You are so damn cute. But whenever he said, oh, and you guys are going to say I'm lying here too, I think there's a chance that LeBron's like, yeah, everything you guys are saying I'm lying about, even if it is physically impossible. I might have missed one or two, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been famous for 20 years, all right? Yeah. I've been saying a lot of shit. I am. I am actually on this whole thing. And if he did do that, which is in my mind, Absolutely the case right now. Next level. What a teammate. Yes. Huh? Let's not talk about how Taking bad. Pressure yeah. off. How AD played. D-Lo got benched last game. He yeah. just said. Bingo. Dun- and Dun- he was hurt. Donnie, Dun- and he had a broken foot. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a brilliant. Hey, thank you, Braun. Smart. Thank you, Braun. Way to be a good teammate, Braun. <laughs> oh, I bet yeah. people try to spin as a bad thing, it. by the way. It's not. Just, just think about it. He, play, he had a historic year at 38. The numbers he's averaging, he has way too much left in the tank. Bingo. To, to call it. Like, what a play. Just, yeah. Look at what and he I, had left they, off uh, of the game. And a farewell tour. I'm not I just don't I personally, talking to the people I talked to after the, in the aftermath of those comments, I don't see it. But listen, LeBron has a lot of money. He can really do whatever the hell he wants at this point. But I think this is a guy that's got a lot, a, a lot left to give. And I think if the Lakers beef up this roster, they have a chance – uh, to, to make another run. Man. Chess. By the, he's full on. Chess non-check. Everybody's right. He reads full books by just reading one page. Right. And everybody's been mocking him for that. Yeah. yeah. The guy's a genius. What do you genius. want? Yeah. Sorry about it. I mean, guy was listening to the Migos before they even released music. Yeah. So. That might have been a miss. So that, that might have been one of his misses. <laughs> yeah. But, or, again, or, or maybe he yeah. did. He might have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Right. What do you want from him? Go ahead, Connor. Aside from LeBron, Shams, obviously there's a massive game tonight. I think it's Shams. Just, just for, oh. is it Shams? You know, but actually, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. For yeah, see, I, I beat him to the punch because I was going to ask a question. He was going to say, oh, yeah. I don't want to hear from him like Shaq did. <laughs> And then, uh, and then yeah. he'd say, I'm just kidding. And then he'd go into it. So I figure I'd lead with Shams. So that distracts that's our thing. the retirement. You see, that's our thing. Boom. That's distracts. Right. Exactly. Look we'll over here. You just said Shams, 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 Shams. Shams. Don't do the Shaq. Shaq, 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 Shaq. Exactly. All right. That's, it, it is Shams, though. Have I been saying your name right or wrong? No, you, 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 you've been on it. You've been on it. BC just wanted me to not give him the Shaq treatment for the third time. Boom. So it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll play it off. That's right, you got more treatments, dude. Look at you. Yeah, you got yeah, you, yeah, you, got, you got bigger things to worry about, Sean. See, I do know what your name is. But uh, tonight, Celtics Heat game five. Ties are turning a little bit. What do you think is going to happen? Gabe Vincent starting for the Heat these past couple games. He's out now. 
Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon's got a tear in his elbow. That was news. Not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, What are we thinking? And also, how much does it matter that the referee of this game, the Miami Heat, are 19 and 4 in? I mean, those records are interesting always, right? But I think think the Suns finally beat the Scott Foster situation. True. Paul beat that this this postseason. So this is a postseason of miracles. You know, this is a postseason where anything can happen. Boom. Do you believe it? Out of the window. Three up. This this playoffs. Um, Gabe Vincent, that loss is massive. Um, And I think Boston, like, if you can't take advantage of no Gabe Vincent, this is a guy that's been essentially a star uh, in in this in this postseason in this series. If you can't take advantage of that, I mean, you probably deserve to lose. Yeah, I, fuck them. I, I agree. Him being out is a big deal. Malcolm Brogdon, he does if have that tear in his team. forearm. So, um, I do expect okay, he will so. play tonight. He's going to play through the injury. We'll see how much Miami wants to guard him. Uh, but I, listen, I think Boston has to be going into this series with a lot of confidence. I'm not saying they're going to be the team to come back from 3-0 and break the streak. But It's never been done. History, but but if there is a team that can do it, if there is a circumstance that this can be done, and I mean this would have to be the one. Miami, Jimmy <laughs> Butler's been arguably the best player in the series. Um, I think he's he's been amazing. He probably needs another 40, 50 game for this team to win uh, one more time. I feel possibly so. Uh, but this is a team that's beat up. No Gabe Vincent tonight. Tyler Hero's out. What? Victor Oladipo's out. What? This Heat team, what they're doing this year, I think it has to be one of the most improbable playoff runs in NBA history. And so uh, kudos, shout out to them. But Boston, they got to get it done tonight, right? You, yes. BC, what do you think? Yeah, yes. they would have to. I mean, he he uh, has he's never fired Missoula, but he certainly has given up on the Celtics a couple different mm-hmm. times throughout mm-hmm. this entire run here. Yeah. So he now – BC has already fired Missoula or no? No. no, you know, no. We, we have not fired Missoula I mean, Love here. Joe. Oh, no, no. Yeah, love we, Joe. We, we have not. Love Joe. Wow. Love I went to Joe. college with Joe. I know Joe. Not that. Give deal. me the scouting report. Good dude. Had a good time. He, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to him since college, but seen him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Went out and had did the, very happy that he's having success though. Like very happy that he's up there. But during the Sixers series, he was fired. Yep. Yeah, people hated him. Made no sense. And then he then he fires Doc Rivers. Then yep. he boom yep. puts a thirty point differential in the game seven. Yeah. And says, "Sorry about it, pal." You want a championship year? You're getting fired from the place yeah. you're in. Goes on the road, game six, wins in Philly. Basketball is the – it feels like they are very heavily – Scapegoat. Clear everybody out of this oh, fucking building yeah. Yeah. right now. It feels like it is super game-to-game basis. And if the Celtics are able to turn this around first time, these Boston people are going to be Man. tough to handle. Mm-hmm. Quick question here from Ty Schmidt, Shams. Yeah, Shams, do you have any update on the John Morant situation after the whole, you know, he, he posts by on Instagram and then the cops show up, you know, for a welfare check, that seems kind of weird. Is everything okay with him? Uh, do we have any update on what kind of suspension he's looking at next year? What's going on with Ja right now? Yeah, I, I think the first things first, like we hope Ja Moran is good. Uh, he posts those pictures of his family, and then he posts by. I mean, definitely, you know, you, you have to look at that. You know, when I first saw it, I only saw the last message, and I'm like, oh, did the suspension happen? Did like did something come down? And then you see the string of posts, and yeah, I mean, that's 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 fairly alarming and uh, the the cops did go and check on him um and is that normal so what's that what Why? so yeah, is that normal i think just given everything that's happened i guess i mean maybe it's because he's a pu- public figure i'm i i don't know how normal it is or not like how much more shit do the cops know that right. they, they see that we don't know 
that like an Instagram post happens and everybody's just like, the cops one did a welfare check, he's good. And everybody's like, yeah, that's just normal. I, I've never. Did someone call them? Never I, I, I don't think I've ever. New, this is have, new to me. Yeah, you, me, I've never heard just like cops see a social media post and they're like, you know what? Let's go and make sure he are. Right. Let's go see if you guys are okay. I like if that's happening, mm-hmm. but is there more that we don't know that that has just become something that everybody's like, yeah, this is just how this this goes. That's an interesting I think, development, I think. Yeah, I think just how public the situation has been for the last several months. I mean, this isn't the first time, uh, you know, the, the, the police there um, in, in Memphis has, has been involved with something involving John Moran. So maybe their antennas are up. I, 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 you're right. What do you do? What did he do? What do you do? We're assuming. What did the What did the cops get involved? Because in right. what was in Colorado, he yeah. was yep. he was at that adult ballet. That's yeah. right. And he was yeah. he was he was thunderstorming. Yeah, he was. He was living. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, yeah. with butts. Yeah. It was a yeah monsoon in there. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a monsoon. Yeah. Reckless. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> reckless. But like, why? 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 Why are you on social media? Why? And especially two agree that situation. But have the Memphis why? police been involved in anything? Because remember, this is the there, we think it's a terrible a thing. We want to let you know we are not happy that John Moran is flashing guns on Instagram lives. Hey, stop fucking doing it! All right, oh, yeah. you are not afforded the same freedoms as everybody else. When you just you, you signed to play in an association in a league, you are somebody now. Like, just stop fucking doing it. it, it right. Just that is how we feel. Like, it's just stupid for you to continue to do this. It's reckless. I think any gun owner, and I know there was a lot of people that are like, well, technically he didn't break any law and if they're going to try to attack our gun rights and everything like that. It's like actual gun owners don't love how reckless that fucking gun is too because you give a bad name to gun owners whenever you're just doing this, dancing with it in the middle of a car, aiming it at who knows mm-hmm. what knows. So there's stupid that it happened. I want, But if the police been involved, maybe, I don't know, it, the police are very involved in this situation so much so that an Instagram post is like, right. we need to stop at his house. There have been a couple instances the last year or so. I mean, there was one incident with 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 with, uh, with John Morant and the high school prospect where he, oh, yeah. him and a friend, uh, uh, physically. Uh, but that's you know, different than a tweet. That's no, no, I agree. But th- this is a relationship with the Memphis police. Mm-hmm. I think is what you're trying. What happened? I don't think I, I remember. I think, this. I think I think I think there's been different involvements with with the police there that have, that have been involved in a couple different situations. There was a mall incident as well. Um, okay. There, okay. There have been a couple times so where they've been alerted. Okay. Yeah. okay. But again, I assume a lot of it is because public figure. Everything that's happened in the last three months. He flashed a gun a couple months ago. He flashed it again recently. The NBA is investigating. Um, that the Denver police investigated prior. And again, like I talked about, I think before, like there was no law that was broken in this situation that happened in in the last couple of weeks. There was no law that was broken in Denver. Um, but I think the law of morality, every NBA contract has a morality clause. The uh, conduct that's that's detrimental or not detrimental to the league, there's, there are clauses for that in a contract, and the league is able mm-hmm. to suspend you. And so I, I will say this. From, from everything I'm told, the NBA, which has been investigating, they're, they're closer to the end of the investigation than the beginning. And I do expect a decision on John Morant and, 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 a, and a potential suspension will come be, will be coming down soon. Um, I, I don't know exactly when, but I, I would expect it to be sooner than later. Um, but thankfully, like I said at the top, like thankfully there was no crisis here. The, no one was hurt. John Morant, yeah. There's nothing serious that's going on with John Morant. He told the police that he's just taking a break from social media. Now, I, Pat, if you're if you're leaving social media, do you are you posting your your family and then a picture saying bye? I mean, 
Maybe you're just that sentimental with, with Instagram. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know either, and we all hope Ja figures it the fuck out. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Can't be. I think, I think everyone, everyone wants the best for Ja. Everyone wants him to succeed. Everyone wants him to, to, to do what he does on the court. I think, I mean, just as basketball fans, we want to see him do what he does. And, and as a person, I, everything I've heard of him as a person, good, good person. Um, but I think the league, thankfully the league, I think, and, and the police have checked in. And he's doing fine. Well, that, and to your point there, like, shout out to the cops, too, just being like, hey, everything all right? Yeah. And then being like, all right, I'll see you later then. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, that, like, that's a cool thing. You would hope that mm-hmm. at some point in every community, which is going to be a long time, but we can hope for it, that that is how it operates. Yes. Like, hey, that is how people who choose to protect and serve a community have a relationship with said community. And it's just like, yeah, hey, is everything okay? Cool. We'll be on our way out of here. But whenever it was just, like, understood, like, yeah, cops went over. I was like, I must be missing stuff. I didn't know he fought a high school. Uh, you said he, like, fought a high school I thought, guy? I thought he punched a high school kid in the face. I and then a mall into I didn't know about any of these things. And so then you start thinking about Adam Silver, who's like, hey, da, da, right. da, da. Bob, can we please? Yeah, yeah. Can Bob, we? Can we how many? How many more? You think? Like this is it, right? For Ja, we'd assume. Yeah. Uh, well, th- th- this this will result potentially. So he got eight games, and I think when that eight game suspension happened, um, I think everyone kind of thought that that was light. And so if Uh-oh. you're that's the perception around the league. And so now you meet with Adam Silver, you tell Adam Silver, you know, it's not going to happen again. Um, I've learned from it. I've, I've learned from the past. Um, you, you do an interview, you kind of say the same things publicly and when the media asks you. And then two months later, it happens again. And assuming everything checks out in the, in the investigation, the gun was his. Obviously, I, that was him in the video, which, you know, clearly was. I, I think. I like that. Silver said grainy video. Yeah. yeah not sure. Just, uh, just, just for any future litigation. It was the first time. How much is it going to be the second time? I mean, it's like you, you do the same thing again. I mean, do you double up? Do you give him just a little bit more? Do you go like. Hammer down and give them half Done. a year or a full season. Thirty. I, I don't. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I think anything will will, will will come with some criticism. I think either way, if you give them the full year, it's like it's too much because you didn't break any laws. You give them half the year, could be too much. You know, maybe you just give them double and then you add a few. Like, I, there's no right answer. Adam Silver's one guy. He's getting fifty plus. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big one just yeah. because of how big the story has become. And I didn't know that there was previous situations where he and the police were on basically a first name basis in Memphis, <laughs> Tennessee. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the case. So hopefully they have figured it out because he is electrifying mm-hmm. and it is a great thing to have on television when John Moran is playing. The energy of everybody in the building is higher Mm -hmm. whenever he's in there. Let's hope he knows that and understands that there's a lot to kind of accomplish and figure out. And maybe stepping away from social media is a good first step. Maybe he is making some changes to make his life better. Although it did uh, involve a wellness check from the police. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Shams. Where are you at? you going to the game tonight? Uh, I'm in L.A. right now. Um, undisclosed. Oh, you're at LeBron's house. Okay. Yeah, okay, so LeBron doesn't want to play as much. That's the member from earlier? Yep. Yeah, right. LeBron said, yeah, okay. All right, we appreciate you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Schroen. That's a damn shame. I don't love that one bit, but I do love sports. And I love chatting about it every single day with the talks table. At Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Hat looks great, Ty. One half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys tone digs. Hat looks great, Thank tone. Thank you. And also 14-year NFL veteran and icon Pac-Man Jones. Hat looks great, Pac-Man Jones. Thank you, sir. What about my hat? What the fuck? <laughs> New Zealand, like Australia, just closer. Yeah. <laughs> they had the lowest COVID cases out of well any country in the world. They are a great island over there. Mm-hmm. Jermaine. Everyone's Brett, hat. Yep. Present. Murray. Present. Uh-huh. B- 
business socks was a banger, bro. Flight of the Concord. You don't even know what this is. This is way before your time. Summer it was the time? biggest New Zealand That's propaganda video of all time. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what it is. No. So don't you tell me that I'm not showing your hat respect. You okay? said good I hat to everybody I, except me. Well, it was immediately after I introduced you that I realized everybody's got a fucking hat on yeah. right now. Except for me, I must have missed a memo. And also, when I look at your hat, I think it's a great hat. Whatever, dude. It's not as good as the Flight of the Concords, though. That should basically be <laughs> everything that is the New Zealand representation. But I've never been to New Zealand. So I, I might be completely me wrong. Either. 59 reasons New Zealand <laughs> is the best place on earth. Let's start with number one. No part of the country is more than 100. Uh, I don't know how long a kilometer is. Like, it's close to the sea. It's like 50 miles. Yeah, it's oh. an island. Classic. Yeah. There are no snakes. That's huge. Take that, Australia. And uh, the crossing is the home of Mount Doom. Is a walk like no other on the planet. And also Brett, Jermaine, and Mary. <laughs> yeah. Joining us now is not a New Zealander, but an Ohioan. He's the champion of Ohio. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, and the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. COVID survivor thus far. Yeah. yeah careful. Hey. There's something brewing. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh, don't say they're in a kitchen or anything like a lab. Or, don't yeah. say that. Because we don't we don't want to be a part of that conversation. We don't know. But I will. All right. But we will. We, 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 we don't. We will say. Allegedly, there's another one coming. This guy will be it if he has what? to for all of us. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Have you heard this? Have you heard this, A.J.? I I have not seen COVID pop up. Any, New COVID. Any variant, anything. We need to go to New Zealand, don't we? Well, it sounds like they have it all figured out. And if we have to, we will. Because I can't do it again. No. Uh, as long these as tweets. You... What these tweets are saying. Yeah. Who's long... saying? As these long as tweets. Who's tweets. saying this? Tweets. Foxy, just a couple <laughs> no. months ago. Tweets. Just couple... garage. Who is it? No. Mean, no. Well, no. I got the vaccine, so I'll be fine from this, right? Well, yeah. turns out sure. there's a new one. Uh, don't. We don't know. Okay. Oh, we. Don't, I haven't done enough research. Did you get all eight? Because I did. Well, we appreciate <laughs> you doing that. Thank Obviously, you, thank you for serving the no community. Your Where's your mask, Did you get COVID? Did you get COVID? A one time. Yeah. Okay. So worth it. Great work. Could have yeah. been more. Remember? Cowboy. Oh, yeah. He went into the cave. <laughs> That's it. He watched Yellowstone in the COVID cave and came out this. Yeah. So this is COVID had a bigger effect on, Thank you, on this show maybe than any show. Yeah. In the uh, entire. There's a tweet. Numerous ones. Bad. Saying Boom. there's another fastball coming right on the paint. Yeah. yeah. Mud. That's what they're saying. I want to know I'm ready. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all are. Yeah. You know why? Because we celebrated numerous times that we had beat this thing. And we're not saying that it's gone forever. But we were ready to celebrate our victory because we know how hard the world fought to beat this motherfucker. Yep. Damn right. You're talking about maybe the biggest commitment by the entire globe in the history of anything happening to beat this thing's ass. Mm -hmm. So if it comes back, we're ready. We're prepared. Yep. We've been there. We've done that. All we have is the inch in front of us. That's right. And the inch behind us. Amen. And in between those inches is the present moment. And where we are right now is in a much better spot than we were then. We are prepared and ready to battle whatever. And we will, won't we? Tried and true. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go Amen. us, dude. The inches Go us, dude. America. Everywhere around. Go us, dude. Woo. Not just America, obviously. The, the earth. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Go. The earth. We're ready, dude. Yeah. 
But they're saying it's a fastball. We're going to need a big bat, yeah. allegedly. Yep. And joining us now is a man uh, who swings <laughs> a big bat over there in Cincinnati. Has since 1999 has been a part of the Wide. Cincinnati Bengals operation at a high level, making decisions and scouting. And now he's the general manager, and they have a consummate contender yeah. for the American Football Championship championship. He is a dog whenever it comes to piecing a team together. And now he's going to be tasked with keeping it together. Mm-hmm. We believe he will be able to do so. Pac-Man Jones is the reason he's joining us. The general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals, Duke Tobin. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up, guys? Hey, thank you for joining us, man. Honestly. You know, I I was going to wear my tank top today, too. I'm kind of glad I didn't now. I didn't want to show you up. Dude, are you jocked? You're jocked? (laughs) Are you jocked? A little bit. Duke. Shit. Duke, do you have time to work out? Diet or is your tiny, life tiny bit? Is your tiny life just bit. all ball all the time? Are you a big film guy? What is life as a general manager for the Cincinnati Bengals for you? What's day to day schedule? I don't know. I just pretend to look busy. You know, I got <laughs> <laughs> I got too many good guys around me. I just stay out of their way. Well, it seems uh, like you guys. Yeah, have- on occasion, I'll get a workout in. Well, you guys have fake been busy to an incredible successful fashion because the team that you guys have pieced together, and I know you've heard it, and we've said it, and I've. I'm assuming that you have heard us talk about the indoor facility, but you talk to any coach that's ever been through Cincinnati or anybody that's ever been there. It's like, hey, it's different there. It's like a real family business there. The amount of people that are there making decisions, the things that are, and they basically describe it as, and they probably weren't able to have success there, but they say it's harder to win in Cincinnati with the way the setup is. you got to have full commitment from everybody at all times. It's a lot different than maybe some other places, so you got to have the right people. What you've been able to piece together with that and also take it into the next step we got an indoor facility we got sponsorship on the stadium i mean we got things popping off there you should be pumped with what you have done as general manager of the cincinnati Bengals. i think it's an incredible thing is that all accurate though when people talk like that and what is your viewpoint on how the Bengals have been since your time starting in 1999 to where we are now well I'll, i'll tell you this and and i don't know what what perception is the reality that i've lived here is that everyone in the building they're here for football, period. That's their life. Uh, whether they own the club or are working here or you know, coaching here or playing here, they're in it to win it. And, and that's been the, been the uh, mantra ever since I've been here in 99. It was before that, you know, with uh, Mike and his dad, Paul. It's a, uh, it's a family business, but the business is football. We don't have other businesses. We, we have the football business. And uh, the goal is to win, and it's always been to win. It's been to put the best team together, and and we feel like we got a pretty good team now. Oh. You know, the pieces are falling into place, and you know we got to go out and do it. This league's not easy. It doesn't matter how good a football team you have. You know, you got to get them prepared right. You got to stay healthy, and you got to have some fortune. But uh, we think we got a group that can compete with anybody. Go ahead, AJ. Duke, you hear coaches talk about all the time, like how do you handle success? Like that's when you you really find out who your team is. And, and you guys have obviously, because you're so good, you've set yourself up to where we expect you to win the Super Bowl every single year, which is a great spot to be in, but maybe some pressure from the outside. How do you guys – does that change anything in how you guys go about your day-to-day? 
I don't think so. I haven't noticed anything different. Um, you know, our guys handled uh, handled coming off the Super Bowl and, and losing a heartbreaker there and coming right back and playing for the AFC Championship. So our guys are uh, resilient. They know what it takes. Um, so I, I don't worry about that with our coaching staff. Uh, they've been around here a while now, and they know each other, and they know our players, and our players uh, know each other and know what it takes to get there. So I don't, uh, I don't see that. You know, obviously, as your team matures, people want more money, and uh, and so that's something that we'll uh, we'll work through as we go. But uh, we got a lot of guys that are hungry to win, and a lot of guys that feel like we can win it all. And so that's kind of where you want your football team to be. That's the mindset. We'll definitely chat about the business side at some point because your answer about a team at the, I think the Combine, mm-hmm. yeah. whenever they T- said about T. Higgins, yeah. uh, if you want to t- – you guys should find – you guys should find <laughs> – Find your own. Like we, we like having T Higgins. We will certainly talk about the money that you're going to have to disperse and figure out in the modern salary cap gymnastics that can take place in the ways contracts are structured these days versus how they were in the past. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on how you're handling all of it because allegedly the borough contract is being negotiated right now. And you're doing this interview and seem to be pretty chill. So it's like, uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts, but first, but, I got a tea time I got to worry about. I got to get out there. So we got uh, we got a lot's going on. Hey, a lot of business gets handled out there. But before we dive into that, Zach Taylor, you said the coaches, you got faith in the coaches. The whole world didn't after Zach's first year. I mean, it was it, it was not a good run there. In the Andy Dalton situation, I think the way that kind of all kind of got handled and panned out and everything like that. And then people were saying Zach Taylor got hired as a head coach because he had a cup of coffee with McVay. This guy, he, mm-hmm. he only got hired because who he hung out with. And there wasn't success early. And just like in Buffalo with Bean and McDermott where there wasn't success early, and they said, nah, we trust, we trust, we trust what we're building here. You were very firm behind Zach Taylor's side. And now it's coming out, this guy's great great fucking NFL coach. What did you see from him at the beginning that made you think like that? And was there ever any times where, you know, you had any doubt that this could potentially happen with this coaching staff? Um, We we never really had any doubt from Zach from the moment we met him. You know, we knew he was about the right stuff. He believed in the same things that we believe in as as a football team. He really relates well to players. He knows how to take care of players. He knows how to push them when they need to be pushed. Uh, he's got the right mindset in terms of, uh, you know, doing what the players do best and uh, putting our players in position to be successful. And, you know, he's proven to be able to do that, you know, with players like Joe Burrow and uh, and Higgins and Chase and, and all of our guys. And, and uh, so it's there was never really any hesitation because we knew what he was about. He's uh, he's great to be around. He's got a great mind. Uh, he's got excellent leadership. He grew up around football. He knows the game. So this, this is not new to us. And, and he knew the locker room. And anytime you're new, anytime you have a whole new staff change, it, it takes time. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we wanted to, to build it with him. Um, and, uh, and so, so far, so good. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it has worked out. But I think, like, that patience and the vision that you had there, and it seems like a lot of people that are in positions of power in the NFL have that. Us media and fans, you know, it's – Hey, we apologize, you mm-hmm. know, because we we overreact mightily for a lot of things, and it's we're very thankful for people like you who are in positions to actually pull the strings. Are like, all right, doofus, just please hold on. We got an offensive, 
We got an offensive genius here, pretty mm-hmm. much. Just wait until we get him to pieces. Your offense is electrifying. I mean, it is. And the head coach being the offensive coordinator, that's good news because you don't have to go find a new one every single year either, which it seems like defensive head coaches have to do. Pac-Man has a question for you. And, by the way, shout out to both of you for making this yeah. happen. Really well, Duke, appreciate it. Duke, my man. Duke, my man. What's up, Dookie? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, everybody want to talk offense. I want to talk defense with Lou Anaroma. Um, Dax and Hill played really good last year. We went and got uh, two defensive back um, this um, draft with the safety, losing um, Jesse Bates. Um, how are the young kids looking? Um, or will they be ready? Yeah, I, I've been impressed with the DBs, just watching them go through the underwear drills that we're doing right now. Uh, I've been impressed with their movement. I've been impressed with their uh, – uh, cohesion. You know, we've got some leadership there. We've got young guys, but we've got some leadership. Dak's done a great job. Uh, Scott's done a great job. And some of these uh, young guys are, are looking the part. You know, until we start playing football, you never know. But, you know, we, we feel like that group pack is, is going to be a good group for us. Uh, a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism. we got some length. We've got some experience. So, so far, so good. Hey, Lou Anarumo is a dog. The best. He's an absolute dog. He's getting... Don't let him get away from us, Duke. That's what I'm saying. Duke doesn't want us to talk about him, right? Duke, Duke, (laughs) every time he came on our show, you're probably like, can we get that fucking guy off that? (laughs) We need nobody to know about his existence. That seems like what it's been, right? Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. You know, the thing about Lou, he's he's a lot like Zach. You know, he looks at the players, sees what they do best, and puts them in position to succeed. And and he puts a lot on their plate, and he's demanding. And uh, I think they appreciate that. I, I think they appreciate the flexibility and the diversity that we have on defense, you know, from a scheme standpoint. And Lou's a great game planner. He can look at what a team does best and, and look to take it away. And so we've been really impressed with, you know, how he's built the, the Bengal defense and the Bengal defensive philosophy. And uh, it's a lot like Zach on the offense and Brian Callahan. Yeah, but you got to have the right players to be able to execute all that shit. Like, nope. you know, when the Patriots are doing everything for so long the way they were doing it, like there are certain players that are good football players. They go up there and it's like not good players here. Like this is a whole different ball game. So whenever you have a demanding coach who has a lot, expects a lot, like you got to find the right players. How do you go about finding the right players in this whole combine process, draft process? Because that's what we talk about all day. There was this S2, C2, S2 S2 test that came out. Like, that's funny. Good pop. It's a guy who actually makes the decisions too. I like you learning about that. But how do you know if a guy is going to be a guy that fits your culture or not? You know, like how is that the hardest thing to figure out in the whole thing? Well, we talk to them. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. We talk to them. And, uh, and uh, that's, that's the number one. Then we talk to people that know them. And we talk to people that, uh, that, that we trust to tell us the truth. And people that know what it takes to play, uh, not only in the NFL, but for us. You know, so we, we rely on information, you know, from good sources. And then we talk to the players. And, and we want to hear it from them. And then we want to marry that with what we see on tape. And if it's different, then we've got a problem. But if we're seeing what they're describing on tape, uh, they say they love football and the tape shows it, we believe it. If the tape doesn't show that they love football, then we've got a problem. Yeah. And, uh, and so we want guys, you know, where, where every time you turn over a rock, it's the same underneath. You know, it, you, you see the desire. You see, we want guys that love football. We want guys that are intelligent enough. Uh, to learn and uh, and adapt uh, to today's NFL. We want guys that are tough. You know, bigger's better, stronger's better, faster's better, productive, great. 
But, uh, you know, we, we want guys that what? love to play the game and want to maximize themselves and not are, you know, the guys that are just doing it because of what it brings. There's a problem there uh, because normally they fizzle out the guys that are doing it because even if the NFL didn't exist, they'd still be trying to play football somewhere. Those are the guys we want. No, I thought you just drafted Joey Burrow's friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you draft Chase or whatever. That's and it. Uh, uh, drafted? Okay. Is this a good idea? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, I hate to break you. I think even if Burrow wasn't on the team, that motherfucker's getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, that is the spot. The, the weapons, the mindset, the mentality, it feels like you got what everybody else is looking for. Good for you, man. Hey, go ahead, AJ. Duke, when you're scouting these guys like out of college, especially – who are some of the people you go to that you trust their opinion? I know you can talk to coaches, assistants, but are you guys going in talking to janitors, trainers, everyone like that they kind of interact with? Our scouts have great contacts. It depends on the school. You know, so some schools, you know, you might have an, uh, an academic advisor that's a great source for you that oh. really, really understands. Uh, some schools, it might be the strength coach. Uh, some schools, it might be the pro liaison. Some schools, it might be the head coach that you rely on. But it's different people at, at every different school. And and we really uh, have scouts who have developed relationships with a lot of different people um, at different schools. And there's guys at schools that they, nah, what did he say, have no interest in hearing about what he said because he hasn't been right in the past or he hasn't been forthright in the past. And then we've got other guys that that's where I want to spend my time. So I want to make sure I go in one-on-one and talk to, you know, this person at this school. And, and so it, it takes time as a scout to develop those relationships. And there has to be a trust. And, and so we've, we've gotten that over time to, to feel good about what, what we're getting. That's like inside scouting. Like yeah. some older scout to a younger scout. Like, hey. Befriend this uh, second equipment manager here. He, his family's in there. After the head equipment manager gets out, he's going to be the head, and he's right now doing a lot of the dirty work. Let's let's not just say hello and introduce ourselves. Let's actually – this is friend. See what they this, think. That's a genius. We didn't even think about that, AJ. Great question. I love that. Hey, that's like real – We've got young players on our team that have played with a lot of these guys in this past draft, and, and we'll have guys on our team that play with guys in the next draft. And and so those are valuable resources too. What does what is this guy like in the locker room? Do you want to be teammates with him? You know, would you want him coming here? And and sometimes you get a yeah, that'd be fine. And sometimes you get absolutely. You know, I got to have this guy. This guy's fantastic. You know, anybody say not? And so there's a lot of ways to get information about a guy. You know, these guys are spending three, four, five years at a school or in college football anymore, not necessarily at one school, but in college football, that there's a lot of information to be found if you did. Yeah, some people are playing seven, eight years Mm -hmm. college ball nowadays. It's a whole new world, Duke. Just got to accept it. More information, though. More information on who's doing what there. Uh, Has anybody ever said, nah, don't bring him? Anybody ever did that? Anybody been, like, very straight shooter with you and been like, you, you don't want this guy? it's not that I don't want him. It's that he would rather not play with him anymore. <laughs> you know, he, he's not, he, he doesn't fit really here, you know? So yeah, we get that from time to time. That's awesome. And those guys, yeah. and those guys aren't here, you know, <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like, nah, you know, he's, he's got a little talent, but you know, he's, he's not real motivated or, you know, you're not sure where he is when he leaves the facility or you're, you know, he, he's not much of a worker, but he'll show up on Saturdays and play, you know. So when we get those type of answers, we, we tend to respect them. 
Hey, that's real empowerment of your players, dude. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real deal. That's probably why you have everybody bought in so much over there. That's not like that everywhere. I don't. You you've been in Cincinnati for a hundred years, so I don't know if you know yeah. that. Yeah, we want our we want our locker room to gel, and 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 Zach has done a great job of building a fantastic culture, and so we're we're, we're trying to nurture that. We're not trying to blow it up by taking undue risk on guys that might not fit in the locker room with our other players. Man, seems so. Doesn't that seem like a simple concept? Hey, dude, makes sense. Uh, it, it, it does, right? Doesn't that feel like a pretty like? non-starter to not have that that's not that's not everywhere okay there's there's nothing i do that's not just a simple concept All the <laughs> uh, you know bigger's bigger's better i'll take the stronger guy i want the tougher guy the faster guy the stronger guy uh and i also want guys to get along and play as teammates and so it's not necessarily always the best collection of talent it's it's the best team and so this time of year is a great time to start building the team for, for next season. Yeah, but that camaraderie counting as a factor, that's close Sicilian. That's yes. not the simplest. You're playing a chess move there, pal, because having like, hey, week 11, week 12, we're going to go through some shit, okay? Yeah. Week 14, we're going to have somebody injured. We're going to take a loss. We're going to suffer a bad loss. There's going to be a moment. We need not to have everybody just, ha ah, ta ah, ta ah. mm-hmm. We need That's something that not a lot of people think of for some reason. And we see it every single year. It's actually how I judge some teams. Like, hey, looks like that team fucking gets along really well there. We'll show practice clips on our show. And, like, some teams will be dancing together. Mm-hmm. And then some teams, it's, like, very apparent. Like, hey, those dudes do not like each other. Right <laughs> yeah. And you, you can immediately tell almost, can't you, Duke? Yeah, you can. And it's not about liking uh, your teammates. It's about respecting them. You know, that, that's what it is. It's about respecting what they're doing here and the contributions they can make. And... Uh, and understanding the fit of everybody in, in the building. You don't have to hang out with them outside of the building. You have to respect them, though, when you're in the building together working as a team. And, and we've got a lot of mutual respect. And it starts with the very top. It, you know, it starts with, uh, with Joe Burrow. You know, he, he, he commands respect, but he earns respect. And, and the people that are around him you know, feel that. And then he gives respect back in, in, in spades. Man. You know that's the position too, Duke, in the game. You got a guy, yeah, yeah. fifteen, twenty, thirty-five hundred. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long with science the way it's going? Exactly. He could throw until like he's fifty-five, sixty. Man. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He's an Ohio fuck too. I mean, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, you brought in some protection. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Duke, you guys brought in uh, Orlando Brown this year. Was it kind of sweet to steal him from the Chiefs? One, uh, <laughs> were you also the genius behind the idea of him? interviewing the mayor uh, during the offseason to announce that game. And then with the evaluation aspect of it, do you evaluate free agents the same way as you do with the draft, asking players, or is it easier because you know what they can do in the men's league and you kind of know how that process is with proven veterans? Well, there's a lot of questions there, and I'm probably not smart enough to remember them all, but I'll start with the last one I heard. Um, Genius. in In terms of evaluating free agents, yeah, it, there's less of a projection. You you know how they're going to play in our game. Uh, you, you you really work on trying to figure out how they'll fit, and, and there's a lot of ways to do that. And uh, and we spend a lot of time, you know, trying to do that. That's that's an important part of 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 evaluating those guys. The money has to work, and in signing Orlando, you know, that's just a. Uh, a matter of being patient and flexible when opportunity came up. You know, you can have a plan in place 
and it, it you know it's out the window when free agency starts and then you have to kind of refocus and see where some opportunities are and and Orlando was an opportunity that uh, that appeared for us and we said it's too good to turn down you know we uh, let, let's see if we can get it get it hammered out and uh and we were able to get it hammered out and it's fantastic so but free agency's normally about money you it, know they yeah. want opportunity they want a good team they want uh, a chance to win they they want to play the position they want to play but uh number one it's about money and so you got to make the money right first okay so that leads right into <laughs> a perfect discussion that's right. I know you got a tea time, Duke, and it might be coming up and creeping up closer now that uh, these words are about to come out of my mouth. We've been trying to figure out how the hell the Joey Burrow contract is going to look with the Cincinnati Bengals. Already been to a Super Bowl. Now, he didn't win an MVP yet, like Lamar Jackson has. Nope. Has been to a Super Bowl, right? Very. Everybody on earth agrees he's the guy. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody on earth agrees he's the guy. He's perfect for your team. Everybody in Cincinnati loves him. He's from Ohio. There's other comps, I guess, you can use. Then there's the outlier that is in Cleveland <laughs> that everybody is trying to bring up at all times. Then we hear Joe Burrow's involved in the contracts, and he understands he got to build a team. T. Higgins says he appreciates that Joe Burrow's in on the contract and understands that whole thing. Where are you in it? Will you talk at all about that situation with us? And have you had to do any exercises in salary cap gymnastics to kind of figure out how the future looks with Joe Burrow as your quarterback? Uh, yeah, we look at a lot of different things. And thankfully, Katie's on top of that one. She's the one that keeps us, uh, keeps us on track with the salary cap, uh, not only for this year, but for future years. And so everything we do, we're looking now, but these dollars count. If you're not counting them this year, you're going to count them next year or the year after. So every dollar that goes out counts. So it's a it's a pie, and uh, and just how big of a piece of the pie, you know. The only thing I can predict with the contract is it's it's going to be a uh, a sizable amount of money, and he's not going to be asking any of you for loans anytime soon. So okay, okay, so we're be, paying uh, a lot of money. Yeah, here we go. Okay, he'll be paid well, and he's earned it, and. Um, you know what it looks like in in its final state. You know, there's uh, there's more than just the Bengals and Joe. It's Joe's agent. It's the union. It's a, a lot of uh, factors that are outside of of us. That you know, there's there's a lot of people have that have interest in this, and and Joe's great to work with, and and I know uh, Katie and his representation will will get it worked out, and. Uh, and we'll go forward, but you know we plan on Joe Burrow being here a long time. He's 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 the straw that's stirring it right now. Hell yeah! And that environment in the jungle is crazy, awesome. And he's the perfect person for it because it feels like no moment is too big for him. I had a chance to see him at the SEC championship when Georgia was playing LSU. I think his junior year, I believe. Obviously, yeah. Senior, not retro. No, senior. Might have been his. Yeah. I don't remember what he was balling. I went into the stadium early because we did game day and I had nowhere to hang out. So they let me in the stadium early and they were practicing all the camera shots and the players who got there very, very early. This is a massive game. As is, I mean, this is a huge... They had a, a tight shot on Joey's face for like five hours before the game to about like three hours before the game to about two hours before the game to about one hour before the game. And there's nothing else for me to literally look at other than this fucking massive shot on him. I didn't see the guy sweat once, blink once. Every interaction he had with everybody was like a cool, clean dap, 
How you doing? Have a good one. I think like a janitor came over at one point that was cleaning up the field. How you do? There was nothing. It's like this is the coolest dude of all time. Then he gets in the NFL, same exact outcome. But you had to hate him getting murdered that first year, huh? Yeah. He, he proved how tough he was, though, Duke. You had to love that, I assume. Like, hey, you're tough. We get it. He got crushed, though. So I think we appreciate you investing in the offensive line to try to fix that. But did that ever scare you in that entire process when he started there? Well, um, yeah. I mean, your quarterback getting hurt always scares you a little bit. That's not what that's not what you want. And you know, Joe is the type of guy that never believes that the the play's over, and and believes that he can make something out of everything. And that's part of what makes him great is that uh, is that he doesn't give up on things. And so, you know, we we knew we had to fortify what was going on in front of him, and and we think we've got a great group up there of guys. Uh, who who understand how he plays, and I think our coaches understand how he plays, and you know we've kind of come up with the the Bengal offense with Joe Burrow, and uh, it's just uh, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him interact. One of the easier scouting assignments that we've had as an organization because you couldn't walk around that LSU building without uh, somebody telling you how great he was. You know, you're in the cafeteria getting something to eat, and you know the. The uh, cafeteria lady is telling you what a great guy he is, <laughs> unsolicited. So some guys are really easy to scout. He was really easy to scout at LSU because uh, everything they said was obvious. Yeah, and he's only lived up to the hype somehow. Mm-hmm. Tough division, though. Go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Mike Tomlin likes to say that it's hot in the kitchen in the AFC, and we talked to other GMs who, with in mind, they, they draft and they build their teams around the division uh, with that in mind. Like, with the AFC North, how do you have to build your team to be first and foremost successful there in the division? Well, our division never goes away. And we kind of keep wishing here in Cincinnati that it would. But uh, the other teams are pretty darn good at what they do, too. And Pittsburgh's not going away. And Baltimore's not going away. And, you know, Cleveland's got a lot of talented guys. And uh, we've had a heck of a time beating them you know, year over year. So uh, it's a division that never just disappears, uh, even though we might uh, like some of the teams to disappear. But, you know, we, we've always felt like if, if you can win our division – You've got a team that can beat the other divisions. You got a team that can beat, you know, that, that can win it all. If you're the AFC North champ, uh, you got a team that's a contender, a contender for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's a physical division. You got to be big enough. You got to be man enough. You got to be able to stop the run. Uh, you, you've got to be able to play in inclement weather. Yes. Gotta, the worst. You got to be able to play in hostile crowds. Uh, you, you've got to be able to slow down pass rush. There's always pass rush in our, in our division. Uh, there's always just big, strong, physical man football. And, uh, it, it hasn't changed. And I don't see that changing as we go forward. All four cities there said, hell yeah. Yeah, Because whenever you, when you said hostile environments, that's interesting because that's, those are all blue collar towns. Uh So there's a lot of shit talking. In all of those yeah. towns. And then the weather is the worst. That is the worst. Any kicker, shout out to your guy. He's Money Mac is yeah. an absolute dog. dog. Has been as soon as he got in there. Huber had an incredible run over there. I don't know what the next is there at the punting position. But anyways, that is a nightmare of a division. Every year you got to sign up for that. Yeah. November, what? December. What? It's going to be fucking miserable. That, 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 that's how it's going to be. And also, they're going to be trying to run over your face. Man football in the AFC. Great term. I absolutely love that. Go ahead, AJ. 
Duke, uh, we hear people talk all the time. They say, oh, well, you can't pay everybody on a team, especially a young I, team. Did, 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 did he said was talking. But we didn't hear a sound. word you said there. Do you look yeah. like uh, you, we just glitched your entire screen? <laughs> did, did you say something there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, we missed no. it. That's our fight. me, AJ, not you, obviously. Go ahead. That's pal. all right. I want to say, can you pay everybody now? With this, how, how you can kick the can down the road, how we can – kind of craft these salaries, what they're doing year after year to kind of move money into bonuses. Is it like, can you really keep your core together nowadays with the salary cap? Well, that's the hope. And, and we'll see how it goes. You know, there, there's a mindset for, for this year and there's a mindset for the future. And, and we're not giving up good players that we think can help us win this year because we might not be able to have them in the future. You know, so you, you've got to balance both. Uh, one thing that that has to happen is you got to count the dollars at some point, and and we're not looking to disappear here in a couple of years because uh, you know we've done things that that put us in a precarious spot. So we want to be mindful of this year, uh, and we want to be mindful of the future. Uh, we want to keep as many good players as we can. We know there's you know competition for them when their contracts expire, they expire, and and we have to be willing to uh, to replace them if we have to replace them. It's not the desire. We want we want the guys with life in their NFL career uh, to finish here. You know, we want guys to stay here and be part of our community, a part of our team, a part of our legacy long term. You know, we want that. Doesn't always happen, but that's that's what we strive for. Yeah, too much good. You know, these are the type of problems that you kind of got to run into. How do you redevelop, replenish, and replace is certainly going to be a part of your legacy as it goes forward. Feels like you got Joey Burrow. Should be pretty okay. Yeah. Should be pretty, pretty okay, but... A lot of incredibly talented pieces around there. Yep. And hearing you talk about having to pay it at some time and then also saying, like, yeah, just because we might not have a guy in the future doesn't mean I would want to get rid of him right now. I always get so confused when I hear, it, well, two years from now, his contract is up, so we don't have him next year. It's like, so we get that off our books, but we did pick up a third rounder. It's like, is that third rounder going to play as fucking good as – DeAndre Hopkins is on the – like, do we <laughs> not care years. about him play? Like, right. we signed a contract to play football. Our team is worse without the person. Yeah, but we don't have to pay a deal two years from now. That is used as an excuse in some places, Duke. You know that. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one confused by statements like that because I'm confused by that too. You know, the, the goal is to win, and you win <laughs> with the best players you can possibly have. And so uh, we're not, we're not going to ship them out if they can help us win, uh, you know, early just because – uh, we're, we're trying to maximize something for the future. Uh, you know, the future is now. And next year, the future will be that year. And the, the next year, the future will be that year. Right. We're mindful of what's going on in the in, in the in coming seasons. But it, it, it's not driving our our willingness to put the best team on the field this year. And and so when we've got a player, that, a young player that's producing and somebody says, are you going to get rid of them? The answer is normally hell no. No, but dude, you don't want to have to pay them in three yeah. years. Three years. Fourth you don't have to pay. Pick. That's what they say. And then they sell this to their fans. And their fans are like, we got that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. We don't have to do it. It's like, yeah. what, dude? What are we What are we doing? Last question here <laughs> from Pac-Man. And Duke, you've been incredibly kind with your time here, yeah. especially with the golf thing and OTAs happening. Um, The kickoff rule. Is Darren going crazy? Because I'm, you know, this is this mind-boggling to me and Pat. It's like we're trying to take the fucking returners out of the complete game. Now we're talking about we're just going to punt the ball. Nobody's going to get to go down the field. We're going to fair <laughs> catch it. 
What's going on, man? Yeah, Duke, how'd you guys Duke. let this happen, Duke? Come on, Duke. Oh, what about football? I thought we were playing football. Oh, Duke. What the hell? Duke, I thought it was football, Duke. AFC Why'd North, North football, Duke. AFC North football, Duke. Yeah. Why'd you let it happen, Duke? Well, I can tell you, that A, they didn't really ask me. Uh, B, the Cincinnati vote, Bengals voted against that. Right. Okay, <laughs> who day? Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works. Uh, it, it is changing the game. And I, I'm always a believer that let's keep the thing the thing, you know. And the thing is football. Right. And that's what people enjoy and that's what people like. So we've got to be mindful of, of keeping football in football. And uh, and so I, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I, I do think it'll reduce uh, the kickoff returns and reduce the effectiveness of returners and the effectiveness of special teams as a whole yeah especially in your division with the weather you know somebody hits a duff to like the 10 like that's hey we're hitting it and getting it yeah and i'm not saying your team is not going to do it darren obviously is going to have everything in and he's not just going to throw in the white flag and just say we're fair catching everything what are we even we get to about 25 there's no penalty potential there's no turnover potential there's no injury prevention uh potential let's just fair catch no matter what if if they if it lands at the 26 all right Mm-hmm. Get every good return yep. from the 26 <laughs> out. But everything else, we'll just, you know people are going to do that. And I think, like, that's a shame. I, like, I honestly believe that that's a shame, that that's going to be one of the things. And obviously they got it all figured out. But I appreciate that the Bengals aren't scared to be like, what's everybody else saying? You know, nah. There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great players who made careers out of being special teams yes. players. And, uh, you know, whether that continues or not, it, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But the more special teams they take out of the game – the more reliant you are on having special teams players on your team, and and so you know you're taking you're taking some opportunities away from from guys to to have long careers as yeah. just special teamers. If they're not returning and they're not covering, then uh, there really isn't uh, a reason for them to be around. And I think we know those humans yeah. that have done that, and the humans that aren't in football have not, because those people aren't normally getting uh, in media or having massive, fo- like anything like that. So I think you don't know how many of these people there are. There's like 10 people at any given time on a team that are probably going to have a five, six-year career. Oh, yeah. That have set their entire – I mean, that's like a lot of people at any given moment. I don't think people even recognize that. I'm happy you do, though, Duke, and we appreciate your time today, man. You bet. Thanks for having me, guys. How will you play? You you a player? Scratch? I don't know. I got two or three swing breakdowns I'm working on. You know, I'm <laughs> man, not getting you can enough, play. He's the same. Out of the pocket. Yeah, you coming out of the pocket? Stop it. He can hit. Out of the pocket. Dude, you coming out of the pocket with that thing? You putting a pool noodle in the arm? What are you doing? Yeah, out I, there? Got, I got. I got a lot of. I got a lot of swing thoughts. I got too many swing thoughts right now. What are they right now? What are they right now? In out? Well, it, it's it's the front arm. I you know my front arm is breaking down a little bit, and and so I've, I've got to really focus there, and then. Then I've got a putting problem, but that's been with me a long time. Duke! Duke! Listen. Oh, yeah. I, eh, I'm i not a good putter. I have never been a good putter. Don't understand how people are good at putting. It's a completely different sport than fucking golf. How is this, like, the most important part of the whole thing, okay? So I, I also struggle with it for a long time. I don't know if you're on Instagram. I'm just going to assume you're not. That's rude of me to do that, but I'm assuming you're not on Instagram. So there's a lot of feeds on Instagram that are like golf tips. You remember the Golf Fix show? I assume you watched. You're talking about all your different swing thoughts. I assume you watch the Golf Fix every once in a while? Yeah. 
So me too. Me too. And I used to love it. I'm like, all right, I need to take a towel, put it on this arm. Mm -hmm. I need to do this thing. And then that's going to create the perfect swing. I'm not paying a fucking swing coach, but I'll watch this golf fix and I'll do this entire thing. There's like a thousand of those on Instagram at any given time, Duke. I mean, there's golf tips and tricks everywhere. This one I'd never seen before, and it's so simple. And I assume you've thought of it because you said, like, you're the master of the simple thoughts. You know how everybody tells you when you're putting to, like, point this at the hole? Right. Turn that some bitch sideways. Match it up with your putter. And then so you're square. And then you're just trying to putt square through it. I've done it the last four days in here since seeing it on Instagram. Whole different ball game, dude. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I like that. What, now, what if you put a cross on it? What if you go this way where you get, where, you know, you take it to the next level. Go so, this way. And then you got that line and you got that line. Boom. Duke, you're you're already there. Genius idea. Look at that. They already got it. There you go. Yeah, man. I love it. I'm making putts, right. though, Duke. I'm making You should try it. I mean, you're a scratch, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. So I don't need to be giving you tips. Trying. Instagram told me, though. Guy did uh, guy had pool noodle. Mm-hmm. Then he had a rubber band thing on his nice. arm. And then he gave me this one. So I had to really sit through it to get to it. That guy seems to know what he's doing, as do you. Incredible team, incredible person. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Duke Tobin. Yeah! Duke! What if that fixes his? What if we Might. did a... That'd be huge. Dude, I've been making putts. What if he leaves? And he makes he goes and makes the PGA tour, and all of a sudden the Bengals downslide because of it. Oh, no. It's your fault. Oh, sorry about it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anthony Richardson just got to Indianapolis. Sorry, AFC. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what do we need to possible. do? I, I need to get a hold of Bean right now yep. and uh-huh. Beach right now. Bud. And hey, I'll get that con artist on the fucking golf Good course. Yep. He's making every single putt. Tom Telesco. I'll get every GM out of the AFC if I have to with this putt. It has changed a little bit because you. You literally just line up your putter square with the thing. It's much easier. Yeah, it's smart. Optically. So you're making putts, though? Like, is it going to help you make putts? I don't know, bro. I'm making them here. Does that mean anything? <laughs> you know, I used to not. It's like everything. Yeah, nothing matters until it's an actual real round that actually counts. Yeah, On green. those Tahoe greens. Bingo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Fast. Put it, put it right off into the lake. Oh, no. Into the sand? I put one into the sand. I was on the green. Oh, yeah. I, I put it into the water before there. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Not uh, last year. Not last not year. Not last yeah. year. I don't believe you. Yeah. That's a That's fucking a lie. Yeah. That's oh, not okay. true. He's heard somebody else say that story, and uh, everybody no. got a big pop. He's like, oh, that's my oh, story. Oh, I'm going to use that. That's yep. my story. That sounds like me. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, I don't like tell me. other people's stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're so like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same exact thing. Thank you. Um you're just most basic person yeah, of all time. March to the beat of everyone's drum. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. what they say. Appreciate that. Normal human, A.J. Hawk. Yes. <laughs> same old, same old. Uh, Pat, Duke is awesome. Yeah, cool. Duke is one of my favorite, man. Um, and he always tell you what's real. Like, you know, some GMs like, oh, man, you know, when I was coming to my last last year, when I told my groin, um, he told me out the game, he just said, ah, this is going to be your last year. You know what I mean? Sorry about it. Which, That's awesome. You know what I mean? I'd rather someone be straight up with me than beat around the bush, but he's an unbelievable person. Um, he's really good at what he do, too. Fuck. See where they at right now. Very yeah. good. And whenever I brought up how hard it is to be in Cincinnati, or it was at least, that's everybody that's ever coached in Cincinnati is like, man, as soon as the season's over, it's college football. I'm on the road. I'm at... I'm scouting now because there isn't like a full scouting department. It's like very much like, hey, these are our people. Small business. It feels it's almost like the most family. Like they're a lot of them. Everyone's related. Yeah, football. Crazy. It's like so different than everywhere else. It's very different. So you you coach special teams and you don't watch. You don't go like the person is going to be kicking for you. You're not. You're not going to go find that person. You want somebody else to do that. 
Just got on the ball. That doesn't make sense. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. go. Get him the hell out of here, dude. Get him out of our building. That's awesome, especially with how successful they have become. He did not say, like, hey, I'm not – we are not just going to be kicking a can down the road here. Yeah. Money is real, he said. Mm -hmm. Numerous times, he said, those numbers are real. Whether it's this year or next year, that's a real money. Yep. So that's an interesting thing as we think about how he structures Joe and Chase and T what? and everybody else yeah. that they kind of got to put on money. I'll be fascinated to see what they choose to divvy up and what they just choose to – no, we'll just pay that – let's pay that this yeah, year. Pay it right. up front. And then we'll just kind of figure this whole thing out. You know what I mean? Do you hear what he said? It was interesting to me. He said there's there's a lot of people that are interested or involved in the contract, and he mentioned the union and all this stuff. Yeah. What Can they help figure out the structure? Like, how does that work? So if mm, we watch back, I go, union. Like, I was – Yeah. Because I was told – They want to make sure Joe's not taking a hometown discount. Yep. Bingo. So I was told whenever Andrew was – contract was potentially up, and I'm like, Andrew might be the guy who, like – Legit does not care about material items. Like, yeah. The guy is, he will ride a bicycle mm -hmm. that is not an expensive bicycle and a helmet, and he will ride to work. Like, he is a anomaly of a human being. Like, everything, and his contract was coming up. And I was like, you know what, maybe Andrew. Now, his dad, incredible businessman, mm -hmm. as is Andrew, an incredible businessman. But I thought there was a chance, especially with how hard he was hit mm -hmm. numerous times and how close we were and how you get a couple more pieces. Yeah. Maybe you're able to go. I'm like, maybe Andrew's the guy that's like, you know what? Let's just do a deal. I, I, you pay me a shit ton, obviously, mm -hmm. but I don't need to completely tank the rest of the salary cap or whatever. I thought Andrew. I had four people that looked at me like I was the dumbest human of all time. He said, "You, you think Andrew's making that? What do you, what do you think this is?" I'm like, "Oh, Andrew's a puppet for the agent. Agent, yeah, agent. NFLPA. You think the NFLPA is going to let Andrew Luck take less money? Yeah. That fucks every single quarterback mm -hmm. that is going to come up uh, behind Andrew Luck. Andrew's got no say in this." So they said, "That's cute." Pretty much what they told me. <laughs> That's real cute that you just think like Andrew, oh, he's a good guy, he's super noble. He'll be like, let's do that. That's not real. No. Like that is that is not real, especially with the first contract. Like Tom Brady, after his first contract, you know, I mean, pick 199. Yeah, he has a lot of he has a lot of leverage and a lot of power. No, but he also took less. He took less money, less money, less money, less but money. It's different than when you come up for your first gigantic deal. That's yeah. the difference you're talking about. As number one overall pick, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is, you know what I mean? Pick 199, a little bit different contract conversation, whether people like it or not, that first one versus a number one overall pick or a top five pick. So it's like, is that what he meant by you? I, I wanted to follow up immediately. We missed. Got to have him on again sometime. Well, especially because mm -hmm. somebody else asked him and talks to him, please. Yeah. And let us on a golf course today. Starter at the golf go. course today. Yep. Don't mm -hmm. let him be fired fucking late and have nope. any extra people no. right and you harass the shit out of them that yeah, you are so good at that at every single golf course and then on his way off of one please find out if the union is kind of in there for anything other than structure base if there's any negotiations yeah because i would love to see what that was with jalen hurts because jalen hurts obviously not number one overall pick but been to a super bowl has won an mvp kind of the same as joe burrow second rounder second rounder yeah such a different i mean that, that's Huge a different game but remember his salary cap hits when we looked at the five years and his deal it might have had two voided years on the end but the salary cap hits weren't absurd like they are with a russell wilson or even a patrick mahomes now that we're you know four years into that deal so you would assume hey mahomes don't care by the way exactly yeah. I mean, he's definitely getting paid a lot. He, listen, I'm rich. Yeah. He you owns guys, teams. You guys pay me. I'm getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. I'm about winning a legacy at this point. Because mm -hmm. he already cracked the code once. First deal was the biggest of all time. Yep. So it's like he already did his duty. Hey, listen, I did it, right? Mm -hmm. Next deal is probably going to be awesome, but also pretty 
fungible yes. with the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs and what they have going on, I would assume, going forward, just like Tom did with the Patriots for so long. Yep. But the Joe Burrow deal is going to be massive. Massive. When, Her, Herbert, when does it happen? I, th- it's, yeah. I think before it happened season? before the yeah. season. Yeah, sure. Shit. I think it They're already the talking about it right now. Would it be but, before training camp? There's another thing we missed. Yeah, Starter. It will be. Because Mr. Mr. Brown don't do deals normally during the season. Like, he don't really do that. Worried gonna, about football. He's going to get it done before training camp. But I think now with the deals being so big, the uh, the NFLPA have to look at the deal before it's like – Yeah, they make up. a lot of good deals, the NFLPA. They're the ones that should be looking at contracts for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady, speaking of Tom, Tom Brady fucking hates the NFLPA. He calls he's him not, ignorant. He's not the only mm-hmm. one. Not, yeah. Yeah. not the only yeah. one, bro. There's a way to get that thing. There isn't. That's another no winner, I'd assume. No. Right? I'd assume that's a no winner. Yeah. So Players like – yeah, when you're playing, especially as a young player, why? I don't know. It's tough to get them engaged, I feel like, anyway. The young Most players. Me. I c- couldn't get me engaged. I know that. The young players love the PA. They're lucky to be there. They're thankful to be there. Well, is rookie men? They love that they're there, okay? They love that they have the NFL PA card. Mm-hmm. They love that they're yeah. in a u- the players' union. Yep. <laughs> they love everything. They're getting Madden, Jay. They're in Madden. Yeah. Listen, they're negotiating a deal for me to be in fucking Madden. All my friends are playing. <laughs> and then, like, you just. Any person that's been around the NFL, I was only in there for eight years, okay? Only eight years. And I played a very tiny, tiny role on any of the teams that I played on. But I was around, and I did hear conversations, Mm -hmm. and I did have thoughts. (laughs) You, 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 you stick around in the NFL a little bit of a time. You're either a rep and love it, but you're even a benefit from it, and you're probably one of the reasons why, Mm -hmm. or you do not. You do not. Ooh. You have a lot of questions a lot. about a lot of things that are happening because they're one of the people that are taking money out of your check automatically. You know? Yikes. So you got taxes taking them out, obviously. Yep. Don't love that number. What is that? Hate that person. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's the country tax. Mm-hmm. Which country? <laughs> Canada. How much is it for? Well, they're actually taxing you on your yearly salary as opposed to what you just got paid for that preseason game. So you're actually going to lose $800 mm-hmm. playing in this preseason game in Toronto. But don't you worry. Your business, Marion County, they're going to tax you. State <laughs> yep. that the business that you're in is going to tax you what? as well. You're going to lose over $1,000 to go play in a preseason game up there in Toronto. You're lucky to do it. Though. You're growing the game. Okay, okay, you're lucky to do it. All right, sweet. this is just how it goes. Sweet. 401k. Yeah, you'll get that later, though. All right, you'll get that later. And then right there, NFLPA dues. NFLPA dues. And you look, you're like, what have these motherfuckers done for me? I was in the, just. I was in the substance abuse program 27 months. Mm-hmm. They tested me eight times a month. That was the max. We, we paid for that. We all paid for all those tests. That's the max amount of times Ooh. they can test you. 27 months. Yeah. Eight times a month. There was no letdown. I said some things to the doctor mm-hmm. in charge, Dr. Brown, and he held it over my head. I reached out to the NFLPA. Can somebody, like, get this guy off my fucking ass here? Can we slow this thing down? No text back for, like, two months. And then I get a text. I'm, like, one month out from mm-hmm. leaving. You good, question mark. I'm like, I'm not good. And I'm going to start looking into a lot of the shit you guys do yeah. now all of a sudden as well. Business decisions are poor. Have to make so many different thoughts for so many different – it's just like – you hate the NFLPA as you grow older <laughs> yes. in the NFL. And I, it's not a winning – they don't have a winning angle Especially. ever. But taking everybody's money and not really doing shit mm-hmm. is certainly not a good one. <laughs> Especially and, Dr. Brown. Yeah, I called Dr. Brown, I think – what was it? He runs the it, substance of abuse. It was either program. my day I retired or the day I got the program. Hey, this Adam. 
Just want to tell you, fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dr. Brown, not in a good spot either. Like, he's yeah. not having he a lot of... To that. Oh, he, he didn't respond well to that? So, I hung up. So he would respond. <laughs> I, I, he is a human, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was hired by the NFL to do the job that he's doing. He's not making any friends, okay? Mm-hmm. He is in another very difficult job. He's like a PO for everybody. I mean... Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That's it, enough. For everybody. Tough gig. It, 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 he's in a bad spot, but also... He is petty. He is. I do believe believe he is petty. When I was told that I was going into uh, stage one, phase one, after a three-month period (laughs) where three months, I thought that was all, okay, I do everything right in this three months. I'm good. It's over. I lost 16 pounds. (laughs) 16 pounds. (laughs) Didn't fail a test. Okay? Got all the fat cells out of my body pretty much. (laughs) Okay? Didn't fail a single test. Didn't miss a meeting, didn't do anything. So I'm like, cool. I'm on my way back to Pittsburgh to celebrate me getting out of the program. Okay? Because yes. all my friends have been having a good time. I'm on the highway. On the highway. Pumped up. I get a call from this guy. Jamming. And he goes, uh, I am here to inform you, I'm Dr. Brown, that we are moving you now into stage month with our stage one, which is similar to the three-month thing, uh, just for 24 more months. Ooh. Just? Car yeah. On the side. Right. Excuse me? Who are you? And they, Can we start with six months? See how the first six months goes? Like, yeah. Reevaluate? Dude, I said, what type of doctor? Are you? You're a doctor. What type of doctor? Don't use a psychologist, and I went full. Yeah. I go full. That's not even real, is yeah. it? What do you use to have conversations? Make things up? Anybody can be a fucking doctor. How about I'm, I'm Dr. Pat? I was so mad, so immature. He held that against me. Yeah. 24 months straight. <laughs> he held it against me. I was tested 4 a.m. in places. Bathroom stalls of hotel. I was lobbies. tested everywhere, and I was never in the program. I, I still got country. tested in random hotel lobbies and stuff. Dude, that was a whole thing. I deserved that it. Hey, sucks. I deserved it. I agree, and I do believe that the substance of abuse program does serve a benefit. I think without it, I'm probably in a much different place. It's still there, though. I think it is. Yeah, I don't the think testing's yeah. different. There's no testing's way Doctor Brown's like giving up any power. No, but you don't go in right away like a failed test or a DUI. Well, or that's something. for probably we. Right probably for marijuana. Any drug or alcohol related anything. Yeah, that's why you're I going in the program. Went in immediately. Like they told me the next day. Congratulations, you're in the program. Then I was like, that's not yeah. good. That's not good at all. And I was like. I gotta lose a lot of weight real quick. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta get a lot. Wait, of- did they test you for boot? Like, did they test? Can you have alcohol in your system? Is no, that a, no, that's a fail. Because yeah, my buddy got he wrecked a dirt bike, all this stuff in the off season. He got put in the program for like twelve to eighteen months, and they would drive in and test him all the time out in Northern California. I think I had for a, no reason. I think I had a three a.m. test one time. I guess a reason. Well, I think yeah, wrecked his motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, probably with booze. If we had to guess, not a good decision. Me, for instance. Walking shirtless around town, right? 4 a.m. Very boozed up. That Not a good decision. Mm-hmm. Should have to pay the piper in the NFL. I understand, but to the st- the me magnitude that they do it, it is put a me lot. In the program. It is a lot. What's that? I said me going out. Put me in the program. 4 a.m. I had one time I was at Six Flags, and the dude comes in. He got a briefcase. <laughs> Bro, we in the bathroom at the gift sh- at the gift shop. It was so embarrassing. Like. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, yo. He's like, hey, Adam, what's going on? Yeah, I need you right now, too. It's pissing. Yeah. So he paid a mission it's to get crazy. in? Yeah, that's how yeah. <laughs> They do Wait, have that. You had to pay it? No, no, oh. definitely not him. No. NFL. They yeah. have they have that cup with them. They have a clipboard mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, everything. They, they have a full uniform. There's been a couple that have been really that South Florida guy. 
He got caught. Good, yeah, but I some good ones it makes sense. I mean, the South Florida guy. <laughs> makes sense. If the South Florida guy catches me on any other day than the day that he caught me, mm-hmm. I am certainly right alongside everybody else that signed off on that entire thing. He caught me. I had to get to a plane. We did gas station inside a highway because I was literally getting to an airport, getting tested in Fort Lauderdale in South Florida, have four hours to do the test, running late to airport, meet side of highway pretty much. He propositioned immediately. This guy had a big <laughs> chain on. He, he had a chain on. I think he had a grill, long hair. This dude looked like uh, he looked like Riff Raff. What, dude, he looked much, exactly like much, Riff Raff. Yeah. He's got a new song out too, by the way, with Wiz Khalifa, I believe. And Riff, I'm sure it's a banger. Yeah. I mean, let's cool. not it even... Is. Let's not even second yeah. guess it. But yeah, he looked like the uh, what was he calling himself? Tiger? Uh, Jody High Roller? J- yeah, there it is. Boom. He looked exactly like that. I'm like, this guy doesn't look like any of the piss test. That's pretty much what the guy looked like. Yeah. This guy doesn't look anything like the piss test. He's awesome. He is. And then he was like, hey, you know, I got some guys down here. You know, we do a little. How much? Thing yeah. I didn't even get to that point. Why? Yeah. What happened? Did you I just have how to much get to the airport? Be? You couldn't finish the conversation. Am I missing plane right now? No. I'm pissing in. I got riffraff piss testing me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm probably 150 tests deep at this stage. I've been around Same the game. Job. I've been here. I'm think he was setting you up? Do you think it was a, a setup at no, first? No, it came out. He he did. No, I mean in the moment though. Uh, ooh, great question. I don't know. Because that would also be a, a good racket. Just, is this a test to get me out of the program? Where if I say, no, 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 I would never do that. But that would feel like entrapment. I, I would love to fight that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would we love to fight that. that to Dr. Brown. You sent a motherfucker in to ask me if I want to get out of this? Of course <laughs> yeah. I want to get out of yeah. this. What are we, this, is, this is cruel and unusual punishment at this stage. I get it. Maybe six months, needed it seven months, make my life better. We're at 25 months into this thing. Yes. Okay, it's a long time. All my friends have been drunk for the last 25 months. I haven't been able to hang out with anybody. I've just been, can we get past this? So, yes, of course, I'm going to accept Riff Raff's offer yeah. to pee in this thing for <laughs> me. And I'm paying him 50 grand or something like that. I forget what the number was. It came out, though. It came out. It was a bunch. And I, I didn't blame anybody. And I actually, I did a full, if I stay another day, I'd probably talk to the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably get an entire... I get three months reprieve there. But instead, I missed the boat. Yeah. Because my bladder's too good. I pissed too fast. Yeah, and it worked out. Do you have a problem yeah. pissing? Not at all. We took, I took 200. Have you done the math on how many tests you've taken? <laughs> and just in that program, I did yeah. the math. 27 months, eight tests a month, 216 tests. Yeah. That is so That's many absurd. pistons. <laughs> Pants at ankles, shirt oh, yeah. at nipples. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Standing at a line that is toilet and visible. And then you just got a random person in North Carolina you just met four minutes ago yeah. in the lobby of the hotel. Come on now. Go on, boy. Piss. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Yep. In the stall. Go on, piss now. Ricky Williams tested at least 500 times. That makes sense. Yeah. The Ooh. program is set up for you never to get out of it. Like, or to, yep. to get you out the lead. Yeah. Because a lot of guys flunk and you're gone. It ain't nobody you can go back and report it to except Dr. Fucking Brown. He's the head guy in charge. He make the rules. So if you flunk a test and you can't say, I mean, you don't have no way to say that it wasn't clean. You're going back in front of the same guy. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't fail a single test or check in or miss anyone 27 months. I felt real See, good. See, that's I, bullshit. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, that's I didn't, absurd. I, I didn't fail a test, but I missed one. Check in? Yeah, I missed one. We had to but, call New York. I had to call New York. Do you have to do the same thing? Yes. Call New- it's like USADA. What's that? In my bad, the UFC fighters have the same thing. You have to give your whereabouts. If you're going somewhere, you're taking a trip. It's you, like they can give you an, a like a fail if you don't let them know that you're traveling. You're leaving. 
I had to get. We had to give two phone numbers yeah. that you could reach me at. Crazy. The address I was heading to, how long I was going to be there. Had to call and they said uh, NFL blah blah blah, and you have to say put me through too. And then yeah. some person would type in what's your name, where like, are you going, what you, which address, and you weren't driving a car that like you. Your offense was it wasn't vehicular manslaughter or something like you were walking around legit. You weren't public intoxication. Intoxic- yeah. It's what fucking college kids get when they're boozed up. Yeah, it's like you stole a candy a, bar and got the death penalty. I got a hundred and forty dollar yeah. fine from exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no. Now, no. if you would like swung on a cop or something like that, then oh, okay, yeah, this guy really has an issue. And you'd think it, even you know, if the guy's math, petty, it's my smart math. It's not yeah, that. Any so. NFL incident that you get in, and you, if you got alcohol. Or I any kind it, of bro. thing in it, you're going into 24 the months, Two though. years. No, 27. 27. Yeah. Especially Period. if you don't miss anything, it doesn't matter how petty the guy is. You'd think, like, even if he wants to be petty, like after 14 months, he'd been like, all right, this guy hasn't missed anything. He's yeah. clearly taking it seriously. Let's let's cut him a little slack. Nah, nah. Let's, let's stick him in it there was a for full, another year. It was a full spite run, though. Yeah. Like, I was just like, fuck this guy. Like, I am, I am not. Yeah. I had to meet with a substance abuse uh, counselor once a week, too, for an hour. Yeah, I drive this guy's they house. They make you pay for that? No, they pay for it. Oh, okay, but have to be there. They check in there. They check in. Would you, you tell them that you're an alcoholic? Counted as a missed test. Yeah, any of these things. If you miss yeah. a check in, you miss a this, miss a test. You have four hours to take it. All a fail. Count on more time mm-hmm. on the back end, and you're never getting out. It was like you live with fear, pretty much. Everybody. Yeah, like, and then the cruise. Yeah, Sebastian Janikowski. Shout out. He was in that program a couple times mm-hmm. uh, for things. He said. Go on cruise. What they do? Land on boat. Yeah. Sounds like they might have. <laughs> hey, that would meet me on an island for sure. I would have to map yeah. out the entire. We're gonna start in Antigua, yep. and we're gonna go yeah. over to Senor Frog. Then we'd be in Morocco. How long is booze in your system, Pat? How long does booze stay in? You, you can sweat it out, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they, like six, twelve hours, I guess, depending upon how much. Did you have any? You didn't have any. Did you have any times where you just got tested and you knew he couldn't come back yeah, the next yeah. day? Yeah, I went to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. I went to and Vegas. I, I said I was driving a lot. Oh yeah. I'm driving from Atlanta to uh, California. Yeah, California. <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, what are you driving? Fucking tour bus." I did actually do. That. And then I'm coming right back though. So, yeah, I did so that. They give me like six, seven days. Where, That's a good play. Where, That's a good know, play. That's, yeah. You can't get tested. That I was on a tour Genius. bus actually tra- traveling around. That was what I chose to do because once again, all my friends were drunk. So I was just trying to figure out. What is fun to do that isn't? Yeah. So I went Bigfoot hunting, mm-hmm. ghost hunting, what? alligator farm. What? Uh, I went ice fishing. The cat what was your favorite part? Cat, I went, I oh, went yeah. uh, catfishing. Fisting or whatever. Fisting Noodling. Fish. Yep. Noodling. Fish. I went fisted a fish down in Carolina. Nice. I did all What's that. What's your favorite thing out of all of them? You have a favorite? Huh? Is that the one where you stick your hand in? Yeah, you fist the fish. How was that? So it was yeah. crazy. I got my back got uh, like fourth degree burns because yeah. you're standing in a lake like this the entire time, mm-hmm. and I didn't put any sunscreen on me. Oof. And uh, it's tough. But I went in there and I took a fucking dinosaur out of its hole. Mm-hmm. The way it works, I guess, is there's a bunch of holes around the side. I, I was in a lake. I assume rivers and creeks the same way. I'm not a cafe. I'm not a noodling expert. I'm not going <laughs> to no. act like one. Sure. I'm just going to tell you how I took in the noodle experience in Carolina. I guess they they know where the holes are. So there's big holes. There's like houses almost around the lake for these catfish to live in. And they know where the big fucking holes are. So at some point, eventually, big catfish is going to find big hole. Because if little catfish is in big hole, when little catfish tries to get into big hole, whatever's inside of it is eating it. I mean, it is a full thing. So your hand is effectively somebody trying to take the hole. Yeah. 
So whenever you put your hand into the hole, the catfish attacks your, your hands. So then you go down the side through the gills, and then you lock your hands, and then you got to fight this thing out of its home, and it's a dinosaur, and it's like 30 fucking pounds. Mm-hmm. It was, I'll say exhilarating, but we were, fu- we were finding a lot of empty holes. Man. Oh, yeah. no. We were finding a lot of empty holes. I mean, I was sticking my ah, All right. Nothing. Damn. <laughs> There's uh, turtles and crocs in this thing. So let's, Sleeping fish. Good. Let's go and get back in the boat. Let's go try to find another hole. You got it. But I was doing a lot of this, so I got like fourth degree burns on my back. That was the worst part of it. You, I, I did feel like a, I mean, I got a photo. Got a few. Pretty good noodler. Sure. Photo like this. Big fucking. Yeah. Big cat. Sticking a noodle down there. Is that why they call it that? I call it fisting a fish, but Ty, I believe in Iowa, they say noodle. No, I said fisting a fish as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sticking your noodle? Are you noodling? No, I'm just saying if there's random holes in the bottom of a lake, I bet people have stuck everything down there trying to mm-hmm. catch those things. Yeah, but you're, right, a let's get to a break. you're a hole in the I've wall guy. In. Let's get to a break. Oh, no, I'm not. The old office had that, though. There ain't catfish glory holing, okay? Oh. Somebody's tried it. You know that. The origin of the term is unknown, actually. Yeah, maybe poopies. Noodling as a term has also been applied to various unconventional methods of fishing, such as any which you do not use bait. There you go. Rod and reel, spear gun, etc. This usage is much less common. The term has been applied to similar capture. So I was, I was noodling was the style. Yep. Yeah, yeah. While exactly. I was fisting a fish. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Not cut noodling. Actually, fisting a fish is a style of noodling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah without bait. Mm-hmm. Boom. Although your hand is bait. There was a couple little ones that they let back in the hole. Yeah. Respect the fish. Yeah. Also entrapment. Those fuckers are not happy, those catfish. I should imagine. They got sandpaper on the inside of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I just got scraped. And they got the barbs, too, that'll stick in you. Yeah, and they're poisonous. Catfish. They're not oh, poisonous I don't think any of those things. things. You guys talking about stingrays? No. no catfish, catfish, catfish barbs. do sting. No, barbs will sting you, yeah. That's why you got to take them from, like, when you catch yeah. them, you got to go down. have poison. Top down. Don't mm. At least that's what I've always been told. Are we talking on. about True. standard fish things? No, no, no. Catfish. Uh, Saltwater yeah. freshwater catfish are dangerous. Each has three spines and stingers hook, and fins on top. Yeah. Yes, I didn't yeah. know that. I'm just sticking my fist in there. Yep. <laughs> Happy I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not inside. Anyways, that's what I've been saying about me this whole time. I'm a fucking dog at fist and fist. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to a break. We have an incredible guest on the other side. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Joining us now is a man who keeps an eye on everything. Mm-hmm. What? It really does feel like that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Locked in. We've seen what... Like he calls his office, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. That cabin thing. Yeah, the, the barn. Yeah, the barn. This guy has worked his ass off and he lives good. Mm-hmm. He's got this beautiful setup that he kind of sits inside of and just kind of does this with the entire NFL of what's going yeah. on. Yep. Puppet mask. He's been doing it for a long, long time, time, too. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. hey, what's going on? Uh, seems like, done it. I don't know. You know? And then, He's done so well, he's actually sold his property a couple different times. He's been a trailblazer in a genre that everybody is trying to follow at this stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano, and also author of the brand new book, Father of Mine, available right now, Mike Florio. What's up, guys? How are you today? Hey, is that an accurate depiction? Like something's going on? You go, eh? Is that Mm. an accurate? You think? Did I do you justice there? Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes what happens is... I'll be told something with the specific explanation that I should just present it as my own idea oh. and that before too long, it will come to pass. 
That happens from time to time. You get people behind the curtain that want the truth to get out. They don't want to put their name on it. They don't want to be tied to it. They don't even want to have an anonymous source. They just say, if you would put this out there as your own idea, there's a chance it will come to pass. That happens more than people realize. I love that. You kind of... That's a great position for you to be in. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, y'all, I guess. Is it AI? Of course, it's just the janitor, Yeah, but, but I'll AI. take it. Okay, is it AI? <laughs> is, it AI? <laughs> is AI potentially kind of sneaking in to yeah. take it, which is an insane thing to even start to dabble in. But let's talk about this rule change that has had us chatting, obviously, and I think our show is going to talk about it more than any other show naturally because of the position that I held and also the one that Pac-Man Jones is a part of and how we kind of talk about sports. Special teams being attacked over the last few years, maybe last decade, for the good of the game, for players' health, for the future of football and future lawsuits. We need to make special teams a lot safer and I think it kind of has always passed because people don't fully comprehend how serious special teams is taken in NFL buildings and how important it is to winning actual games so the NFL feels like they can kind of get away with adjusting special teams without much public backlash because well, who cares? They don't care. We're still throwing the ball. 75 yards still available. That's right. Okay? For Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball. There's still a touchdown available, but there's a lot of strategy and scheme in there. Every person associated with the NFL that has learned about this new rule where the fair catch goes immediately to the 25 has hated it. And it seems like you are in that party with us and also doing some research about it all. How do we get here? And what has been the reaction on your side of this entire thing? Well, look, the NFL announced years ago to the world that the kickoff play is the most dangerous play in the sport. And then the league embarked on a way, not necessarily to make it safer. Their way of making it safer is to do it less frequently. I made the point today. It's like, hey, you know, it's not safe to juggle hand grenades. Maybe you should do it once a month instead of once a week. If it's a dangerous play, it's a dangerous play. Address ways to make the play safer. Don't just come up with ways that the play happens less often. It started with the kickoff point going from the 30 to the 35. More touchbacks, less kick returns. Then ball goes in the end zone. You get it at the 25, not the 20. You don't run it out. You get it at the 25. Less returns. And now this fair catch, the latest way to reduce the number of kick returns. But it's based on a flawed premise. And this is something I texted you about earlier today. Yeah. I found out about this today because the whole thing is 19 concussions last year on kick returns. We got to do something about it. 19 concussions. Unacceptable. 19. Okay, fine. The only problem is when they look at the film, they saw eight. The other 11, the only way they came from. Well, how's that even happen? They have no that evidence of it. They, yeah, that's not real. What you just said is not real, though. Howie Roseman said just the other day that your top five conspiracy theorists in the NFL, yep. you wore that as a badge <laughs> of honor, and you two having that interaction was beautiful. And you two know each other. You've been around the NFL a long time. You fucking know everybody. So any interaction that you have is always just going to be, hey, that's business, baby. Mm -hmm. But you saying that there's 11 concussions missing from film, and film is the only thing that doesn't lie. How is that even a real conversation that's happening actually like changing rules what does that even mean well it means that when they gather to talk about it and what happened was they tried to push this through in march and there was pushback and the compromise was we'll bring coaches to new jersey they went to the nfl films facility in new jersey and they had a meeting and the idea was we're going to come up with some some ways that we can make the place safer short of implementing this very flawed fair catch rule which is still going to be a live play. Until the ball is caught, it's a live play because the guy could muff it. Oh, guys aren't just going to stop. The guys covering the kick are going to go all the way down there and get as close as they can in the event the ball glances off the guy who's trying to catch it. It is not going to take any of the steam out of the play. 
Huh. It just introduces a new element to it. So they try to come up with these different ideas. And in that process, that's how we've learned that, you know, the data was put out there and the coaches who studied the plays presented to the league. Wait a minute. We only see eight. Where's the other 11? Where are they coming from? Oh, the guys are running off the field. They're fine. You're saying this guy got a concussion on this play? He's fine. How about the coaches? Yeah. Florio, I, I don't know how many special teams coaches you know. Those motherfuckers didn't sleep. They, right. they, I, which ones are you watching? You're watching first quarter of the season? Yeah. Which one are you? Second. We'll watch every single kick. And even if it's close, we'll put it in there. And then whenever they found out the number that they all had combined... These mother... Oh, no. And then uh, the oh, thoughts of... You, you want to talk about conspiracy theorists. Now all the special teams coaches, they're just making up numbers now. Yeah. Now they're just saying that there's all these things. We only found these. This is a big lie. That that becomes a real thing. It starts to fester. I think that's why the first vote this time around fails. And they're like, nah, we need to do it again. Is that kind of how it took place? Well, yeah. What happens is they say, okay, fine. We'll do this meeting with the special teams coaches. But the problem is... They didn't take it seriously. And Rich McKay, who's the chairman of the competition committee, wasn't even there. And my understanding on, is at this point, the rulemaking comes down to Rich McKay and Roger Goodell. They're the ones who push it all through. So McKay's not there. He's not paying attention. And it just is lip service. They're still going to push this through. And there's about 25 or 26 owners who aren't paying all that much attention anyway. They're going to do what the commissioner wants. So... They get it done. They ignore the coaches on this, and they do it because the league is convinced this is in some way going to make the game safer. It's going to lead to a lesser possibility of legal liability because this play is so dangerous. We have to take it out of the game. I just think it's a mess. They need to address the play. There has to be ways to address the play to make it safer, not just make the play happen less often because that can make it more dangerous. If guys aren't used to running down and covering kicks, what happens when somebody does return one? They're not as experienced. They're not as prepared as they would otherwise be. That's right. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry, Bob. Mike, did we know, like, is this one of the only times where we've seen Roger Goodell kind of push something through that was unanimously the coaches are against? And are, we, are they worried that he could do this in the future for other things? Bingo. Well, you know what? It happened, and that's a great question. Remember back in 2010, after the Saints-Vikings NFC Championship with the walk-off field goal by Garrett Hartley, I believe, they pushed through the overtime change and they sent the coaches to the golf course when they pushed it through because the coaches were against it. So it isn't unprecedented. <laughs> but what we're seeing is as time goes by and as Roger Goodell gets more and more power, he gets what he wants. He wanted Thursday night flexing. He got Thursday night flexing. He wanted this fair catch rule. He got this fair catch rule. If he wants it, I mean, they twist arms. They lobby people. Anybody who's no or undecided, they get them to go along with what the power brokers in the NFL want. And the ultimate one is the commissioner. Come on. Step in my office here, please. Thanks. Thanks. Let's go. Thank you. Yep. Ten, please. Thanks. You want any peanut m Hey. <laughs> so we're going to do this with you or without you, you know? So. <laughs> Show must go on. Just don't even, <laughs> don't, even, don't even know if you, uh, you know what I mean? So that's all. You said the owners, 26 of them, aren't paying attention. We just talked to uh, Duke Tobin, who whenever Pac-Man asked him about it, he said, I would like to have you know that Cincinnati Bengals voted no against this whole thing. And mm-hmm. I like that they are independent thinkers. I think the Bears also, similar type operation, whenever it comes to these votes, anytime it's 31 to 1 or 30 to 2, normally it's these family-like operations. But you said 26 votes, and then you're saying Roger is able to do this, and then Rich McKay has so much power. 
how does Rich McKay have more power than like Vrabel or Tomlin in the competition committee? What's the purpose of the competition committee? What's the theory? Because seemingly, whenever I read your pro football talk piece on it, oh, the whole thing was so much more information than anybody anybody else has had. It seems like Roger Goodell could just make them do whatever, or does he have the numbers that he doesn't have to use them? How does that whole process of making a rule work? You know. Well, McKay is the chair of the competition committee, and he's been in that position for years. He's the most powerful person. Now, the competition committee maybe isn't as strong as it used to be because at the end of the day, it's what the league office wants. They know how to orchestrate it. They know how to push agendas through and get the votes that they want. And Who, are the 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 day, Who are the votes? Who are the votes? What are the votes? Is it all the owners? and the It's co- all the owners. You need 24 owners. For most of these rule changes, you need 24 owners to say yes. What does the committee do? The com- competition committee is rallying owners to either vote for or against whatever they want, or what is the competition committee? Do they have votes or no? Well, they make a recommendation. And my understanding is this fair catch rule was 8-0 with the competition committee. But at the end of the day, it doesn't it's matter. It's always going to be 8-0 the owners. NFL. It's yep. non-binding on the owners. Okay. So the competition committee, let's say they voted against this. Doesn't necessarily matter if Raj is able to get 25 owners to vote yes. The owners can do whatever they want to do. If the competition committee recommends it, rejects it, or doesn't even address it. You know, every year there's a slew of proposals from teams and the owners can say, we like that. Even though the competition committee didn't endorse it, didn't say anything about it, we like it, we're going to do it. It's whatever those 24 decide to do, or at least 24 of 32 decide to do. What a, what a, what a league. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah, 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 we get it. We, we got a competition committee. What do they do? Well, they look out for the player safety and the future of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, they vote on shit? Mm, no, no. No, no, no. Looks like you're crazy. I mean, we do own the league here. Let's, uh, Come on. let's not even do that whole thing. Because I was a little bit worried, you know? Because mm-hmm. like you think about guys like Ohio fuck Vrabel. Yeah. yeah. He was on that competition committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a minute, Vrabel didn't want special teams football. Oh, what's that about? And then it's uh-huh. like Mike Tomlin. Turn, no. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. He doesn't. And then you talk like Ron Rivera. He's like, a right? defensive yeah. guy. These guys are all football. These are like our Frank Reich. These are our football. Exactly. Our champion. Vrabel is our football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is certainly they said the vote was 8-0, and they're gonna have to be, especially with how much backlash is coming whenever there's so many goes. There is a chance that there was some discourse in some places, but it really doesn't matter because as long as the owners voted through, it's just kind of we're on to the next one. Yep. Whatever it takes to get to twenty four. They, yeah. they know they know when the commissioner wants something. He wanted Thursday night flexing. This time around, he got it. He wanted this fair catch rule, he got it. Okay, so I'm happy to hear that. Not because I think that's how it should be. Just for I'm happy to hear that, so I don't have to judge Vrabel. Yeah, yeah understand. Mo- mo- the person that I was most. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but for, uh, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vrabel and Tomlin. <laughs> that goes against everything that I had thought of a human. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I just didn't expect that. So now that I'm hearing how it operates, I'm learning a little bit. More. Okay, yeah. I'm learning yeah. a little bit more. That's good, and that's what happens every time you come on the program. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Mike, Mike. Speaking of the commissioner, uh, Jim Mersey said that in 2027 that'll probably be when he's going to be gone or his last season. What are you hearing uh, as far as successors? Does Goodell make a recommendation? How is that process going? How much say do the owners have in the next commissioner? Is it completely up to them or no? Hey, Connor, that's a great question. It is completely up to them. They hire, they fire, they pay, they pick the commissioner. But when you look at the business and how it's grown and how complicated it is and how much the commissioner gets paid, this is something Ursay hinted at. And it's something that I've long believed. It's a chapter in my book from last year, Playmakers, about the NFL. That yeah. The next commissioner could be not your typical 
name that you hear from inside the NFL community. You hear Troy Vincent, you hear Brian Rollout, people who are already connected and rising up the ranks. What you hear now is the possibility of them going out and hiring a CEO, somebody from Pepsi, somebody from Apple, somebody from some big company who comes in and runs this multi-billion dollar conglomerate like a major corporation, and then there would be a football czar that reports to this new CEO. So they could have a completely different management structure come 2027 if that's when Goodell leaves. Now, when he did his last deal, Joe Lockhart, who was the league spokesman at the time, came out and said, this is the final contract for Roger Goodell. Like the next day, Goodell said, hold on. No, no, I'm making that's not true. <laughs> and, oh, a few weeks later, Lockhart was gone. So I would not assume <laughs> oh. that Goodell is going to give up his seat in 2027. I mean, if he's still healthy enough and vibrant enough and he's not going to be all that old and it pays great money. And what do you really do at this point? You're, you're guiding the ship through open, clear waters most of the time. Well, keep, keep your hand on the wheel as long as you can for 60, 70, 80 million a year. Mm. I think so, too. And his legacy will be the bottom line and what he was able to accomplish for the NFL and obviously growth in Europe and everything like that. And hopefully trying to make the game safer, but in a smart way so that the game can remain forever. That's going to be those. Are, he's been great. I would like yeah. He's going to be hated by everybody. He has to make very difficult decisions and announce very difficult decisions that are going to piss off an entire fan base that is called a fan base because they're fanatical, which means they're psychopaths and their love for something. So he is the one who has to, hey, you guys did this. Yeah. You're going to be hated. But the success of the NFL under this fucking guy's leadership is second to none. They'll write books right. about this a crazy time. For, forever. So that was why when Jim said that, it was very interesting, but to your point about the CEO and the executive and then the commissioner of football, Jim talked about making more movies. He wants the NFL to make more movies and stories. They got media deals. They got to deal with medical people. What? The vastness of an NFL building, I think you could get an exec in there that handles a lot of shit and help out. But, boy, you would piss people off if it wasn't a football first thought yes. at that particular position. You know what I mean, Florio? The fans would be like, oh, here we go. We're going to suit corporate in the football as opposed to a guy who's grown up in the NFL office as a football guy, as commissioner. That, I think that would be a little bit of backlash, a little difference for people. Don't you? Oh, oh, it would be. It would be. And you know what? They would just keep their heads low and their mouths shut and they take it because they're still going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. That's one of the reasons why the commissioner makes so much money. He is very good at being the pincushion for all the unpopular stuff. He is so good at press conference when he's asked tough questions. He knows how to talk his way through it and not really say anything and move on to the next question. And the owners can kind of hide behind that and they do whatever they want to do. And if people don't like it too bad, we're still going to do what we want to do. And I think if they decide to pivot to a CEO, they'll find somebody who's very good at standing up there saying, hey, this is what we do. And as long as we get the bright, shiny objects during football season, Sundays, Mondays, what? Thursdays, what? whenever they want to play, we're going to be fine. In America, Canada, what? Mexico, what? England, what? Germany, what? Australia, what? Italy. What? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. oh, 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 oh. oh. Gloria, you should have seen the shark board that I got sent from oh. Little Italy in New York uh, after the birth of the baby. It was, I mean, grazie. I mean, grazie. Yeah. It was unbelievable, Paisan. You should have seen it. I felt I had gabagool. What? And then I had a little bit of, uh, I think it was parm. I, think, I believe it was. Ooh. And there was honey on this thing. Oh. The other gabagool. Oh, my God. Oh, it was, what a time. That's just your house, I assume, every night. That's right. It's the way to do it. Gabagool is the way to go. <laughs> Hey, how's uh? We got questions about other shit that you're probably <laughs> cooking on. How's the book doing? How is it? How are we doing? Because the thought that your dad, 
and I don't know if I remembered exactly. Somehow your dad was a gangster. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I do believe. I do believe yeah. that was that was how it kind of was laid out. It kind of hung with the gang, knew the gangsters, was a gangster, and then you. Well, I didn't know you were a part of. Did we know this no, guy no, no, in no, the no, mob? We had no the idea. No, 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 not me. Not no, me. yeah, of course. Oh, 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 Grew up 60 miles from Pittsburgh. He hated the Steelers because everybody always bet the Steelers. He loved the Cowboys because everybody bet against the Cowboys. That was just his way. He always needed the Steelers to lose or not cover, and he always needed the Cowboys to win or cover. So he was tied into the crew that ran Wheeling. And, you know, I was around. I was a kid. It was normal for me. I didn't know any different. I mean, I got to an age where I understood what was happening, and I realized this isn't exactly legal, but nobody was doing anything about it. And I remember finding a series of envelopes where he was sending out the lines for the week, because back in those days, that's how you did it. You put a stamp on the envelope, you put it in the mailbox, and I'm looking through the names, and it's all the judges and lawyers and politicians and doctors <laughs> and movers and shakers in town who are getting this sheet every week and calling in and making bets. Yeah. So that's what it was. And, you know, I decided, and I probably told you this last time, early in the pandemic, got some downtime, popped open the laptop, and just started writing. So, you know, it was fun to do. What are you boozing? You boozing when you're writing? You smoke, smoking dope? You, yeah. smoking, you smoking dope yeah. for it? I, I want to know what, I don't know what stick AJ smokes, and I'm curious how many a day he smokes. I can only do one every other day, man, because I can't do that, deal with that cotton mouth, and I wait until evening. But I, I am, okay. I am curious, what's your go to? I have a couple different ones. Anything like in a Connecticut wrapper, I, I like, but no, you just got to drink water. You could smoke. Eight ten a day, and if you just drink some water, you'll be fine. Fifteen a show, yeah, don't matter. So it sounds like that's that's, that's more than Michael Jordan. He does six. I thought that was Hall of Fame type he stuff. Made me, he made me feel wow. good. Watching that made me feel good about myself. Yeah. Actually, like, okay, I'm okay. See, I, yeah, because that's, that's the thing. I'm gone. very conscientious about cigars because I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get cancer from it, but I like it. So what's the right balance? And I'm kind of it. And I talked to my doctor about it. You know, it's good for my mental health. I got Crohn's disease. It actually helps that. Huh. So every other day is kind of where I settle in. Oh, look at you! I like. Do you drink whiskey with what? cigar wine? What do you? And I'll have I'll have bourbon, little bourbon, with the cigar, little bourbon usually. Rocks, just three fingers. What are we doing? Just uh, mix water, splash. I'll do I'll do uh, I do crown usually. Okay. Sometimes four roses. I like I like a lot. I like four roses. I've been drinking that recently. I'll cut it with Coke or, or Coke Zero. I'll be candid. Coke Zero, best uh, Coke I, ever. I have yeah. mm -hmm. calories and I like the taste of Coke Zero. And also, also here's a little twist. Di Sirono. Italian liqueur, Paisano, mm -hmm. a little Di Sirono. Yeah. It's got that almond taste to it. You put that in there too, and it, it's a nice little cocktail. Okay, hey, and then you're typing. Why? You no, know, you're not smoking any dope. We, we do we don't smoke while we're typing while we're writing. Not yet, not yet. Not, I don't have my medical card yet. Oh, okay. Maybe so soon. You're thinking about it though, huh? Have you thought about Maybe it? You're so, like, well, hey, I've got one of the qualifying conditions. I got Crohn's disease. Yeah. There's like five qualifying conditions in West Virginia. That's one of them. Wait, it would yeah. be it would be wrong not to get it. Well, right. doctors. Yeah. I mean, science. Yeah. What, I would not believe what they're saying. Bingo. The edibles. Like I think you start with probably. Oh, if yeah. I had to guess, wait until you see. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited changer. for you to kind of <laughs> well, experience it. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, well, listen. I was in Arizona, so I I had to you know sample Whoa. the local agriculture there. Oh, it's this guy's learned, oh, shit. All right, all right. I, I learned. I learned that you shouldn't drink before you do that. That oh. it results in 
a much more, a much more well, potent reaction. Oh, your little twist really stayed with yeah, me for spinning. a while. Front football twist. Front <laughs> football talk. Put your leg down. Stop spinning. <laughs> Pack go ahead. Pat. What happened that night? Let me tell you the story. Yes, what happened oh, that yes. night was uh, Florio's twist like at Super Bowl. Boom. Yes. Hey, I'm looking at my phone that night, and it was like 10:53 p.m. Oh, and I kept looking at the phone, and I felt like I was trapped forever in 10:53 mm-hmm. p.m. And it was never going to end. <laughs> And I, I was getting really nervous until that minute changed that I'm trapped forever in 10.53 p.m. Well, so what about maybe part of me still is. And what about when 10.54 came? Did you, yeah. did you, did, oh, you had no, no fear? I was feeling pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so it was a celebration. That was the ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're really riding it. Congrats to you getting through that, honestly. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go, Mike. Yeah. I wish you would have opened up your Twitter, though. I think we all oh, yeah. All no. wish you would have opened yeah, up. No, that, I was smart enough to stay away from that that night. It's still no way. I think my son took my phone from me that night. Hey, but someday, <laughs> hey, your son's a great dude. Mm-hmm. It was very nice to meet him whenever he came through the office downtown. He loves you, too. He loves you. He always says, uh, when are you going on? When are you going on? When are you going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, young Paisano, your grandpa was the bookie to the judges in Wheeling. I think you're good there whenever you need. Uh, Let me tell you, I'll tell you another story real quick. Hell yeah. I just found this out a week ago. Somebody that I know got a subscription to newspapers.org or newspapers.com or whatever, has all these archives, and actually found a story about a grand jury in Pittsburgh in 1958, and they hauled up a bunch of guys from Wheeling, and they had a picture in the freaking Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and there's my dad at age 36, about your age, sitting there with a suit on, waiting to go in to testify. I never knew that happened. I'd never seen that photo. It blew me away. And he's been gone 25, 26 years. I don't want to get misty here. But it was kind of like, you know, you say like if you have a loved one that's gone, you'd you'd give anything to just have a little more time with him. It was kind of like I just found 30 seconds with him, you know, and it was... Yeah. I'm sorry, but it was that, no. that was really, really impactful for me. Hey, that was a cool moment there that just happened. Uh, obviously, the genuine care. How do you look? Do you look good with the suit? Did he look good. Yeah? He looked good. Jet black hair, thin tie. You know, that was the style then. Nice, expensive suit. I could tell it was expensive, even in the black and white photo. It had that shine to it. Yeah, he looked good. He's he living, looked good. He was, did he have shoes? Did you see the shoes? How were the shoes? I didn't see the shoes. Didn't cut down that far. God. But based on the suit... I got a feeling it was some nice shoes. Hey, that a bang yeah. These shoes. These shoes. You're talking about these shoes. Pac-Man has a question for you, Florio. Florio, you was talking earlier. Is it any possibility that Goodell goes and sit in the seat that does all the marketing, like you were saying, he's going to hire someone from these Fortune 500 company come and then let Troy Vincent be the commissioner with the football knowledge, do you think that's a possibility? Because when I was reading into it, it was like, well, the commissioner doesn't have to be the commissioner to take care of some of the business when it comes to the NFL. That's a great question, Pac-Man. I think what it would be is whenever the commissioner does step aside, they hire the person who comes in and runs the business, and then it would be a Troy Vinson, and he'd be perfectly positioned to be that internal czar of football. Who knows the game? Because if you're going to hire a CEO from Pepsi or wherever, they're not going to know the game. They're going to know how to manage a major organization and all the media and political and all the other stuff that goes along with having this gigantic company under your control. But they need somebody like a Troy Vincent, and he'd be the perfect one to be the person who's ultimately in charge of football because that's kind of what he is now. I don't know how much in the weeds the commissioner gets, except when there's something the commissioner wants, like this fair catch rule change, because he thinks there's some benefit to the league that comes from it. But I think Vincent would be the perfect one if it happens in the next few years. And if he's still there, he'd be the perfect one to kind of take over the football side 
and they bring in somebody else to take over everything else. We'd be happy with any ex-player that becomes the commissioner of the NFL. We'd be pumped about that. I think we all would seemingly rejoice for that. Jason Wright, hey, huh? Right? Wouldn't he be? Well, he's been through a lot. Pretty he's good. been through some fires. He's good, <laughs> so too. He talked. The, or- the organization he's been running is a lot more turbulent than the NFL. That's for sure. <laughs> and he was in a uh, crisis yeah. management law f- or whatever Consult- yeah. mm-hmm. consultancy firm before this. He was a player. He like he's great when he talks. It's good. Like awesome. it's not a he's not putting his foot in his mouth. And I think that's the you talked about that earlier about what the weapon is of Roger Goodell. It's like I saw him before the lockout, and I've told the story numerous times, but it. It deserves to be stated. He, Jeff Saturday, the night before, uh, this is the year before the lockout happens. So playing a season and lockout's coming. Inevitable. Everybody's talked about it. Literally the day I got drafted, the next day they're like, hey, lockout's coming. We need to start preparing for it. Cobra insurance. We're doing this. We got a war chest with a bunch of money we've taken from everybody. Okay. Uh, to pay a bunch of lawyers that didn't get a deal done. Okay. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of those conversations that have to take place. But Jeff Saturday's like, hey, Roger Goodell will be here tomorrow. Obviously, the commissioner of the league is in training camp. He wants to answer everybody's questions or worries or concerns about the lockout. You're talking about people not having money, jobs, insurance. I mean, there's a lot. You had some pissed off players, okay? I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was way too young. But there was a lot of guys in that room that were not happy, and they had a night to prepare questions. And, like, we, we're going to get this guy. It almost felt like the thought was, all right, we're going to have an opportunity tomorrow. No cameras. We're going to be able to fucking, you know. And I watched this dude for 45 minutes. Not answer one question, but still <laughs> put out a fire. It was like from one part of the room. It was like everybody, uh, okay, you know, it didn't say a thing. Did not answer a thing. Then he goes over to this side of the room. All right, now we got like uh, the bigs are kind of talking here. All right, answer the thing. Boom, go through it all. Then there's like a really personal one. It's kind of touching. And the way he handles that and he does the whole thing. And then at the end, it was like everybody realized that he didn't fucking say a thing. And then he was out. And then he was gone. Yep. And it was like, Phew. That's why that guy, <laughs> yeah. that's why he is who he is. And wow. you look at the other commissioners around the other leagues, they will put their foot in their mouths as fast as they get a microphone in front of it. That's going to be a tough job. Being able to speak, I think, should almost be like the number one requirement, especially for an asset that's judged publicly. And Jason Wright's a guy that fuck. That's a tough job, though. That's not going to be an easy hire there, I don't think, Florio. What you're describing is a superpower. The ability to speak with a straight face, say nothing, be completely unaffected by the fact that you are saying nothing, act like you are saying something, and wait for the next question in response to which you will again say nothing. Hey, your dad did it when he was 36. I saw yeah. him. He was in a suit. He said nothing. Yeah, he said <laughs> nothing. My, my dad's attitude was always yeah. never say anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring any attention to yourself. He would be shitting literal bricks if he saw the life that I've developed the last 22 years. You can't do that. You can't say those things. They're going to come get you. That was always his concern. I don't know who they was, but they are going to come get you if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time. A lot of talking. They may not be wrong about that. One of these days they may come get me. They just have to find me first. A lot of talking out of you, Mikey, huh? Don't you think? A lot, a lot of this talking. A lot of, Too much. So many words coming, Mikey. Mm-hmm. That would be a funny thing to think about. Ty has a question for you, Mike. Mike, we've been talking a lot about uh, which one of these quarterbacks is going to kind of reset the market here. Uh, Pat mentioned we had Duke to open on, and then a couple months ago we talked to Tom Telesco, and he basically said, hey, we're not worried about the Herbert deal at all. It's going to get done. We know it it's going to take. Do you envision both of those guys getting deals done before 
maybe even the preseason starts or training camp starts, definitely the season. And also, who do you think is going to go first? I have a feeling it's going to be Burrow. Look, all due respect to the Chargers, and I think Tom Telesco has done a great job with that team, but there's always an element there that something's just a little off with the Chargers. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if they don't get this done before the start of the season. And I don't see Justin Herbert as the kind of guy that's going to make a big stink about it. And because of that, maybe they take advantage of his good nature and they kick the can a year. I don't know anything about that. I'm just saying, based upon paying attention to the Chargers and knowing how Justin Herbert is, it won't surprise me if they don't land the plane. With Burrow, it sure sounds like things are in progress. And he said last week, I know what I want. And I wish there would have been a follow-up question at that press conference what do you want? Not that he would have said anything, but I'd like to know what he would have said in response to what do you want? Because I've had this theory, and maybe it's crackpot, but I don't care. It's never stopped me before. Top five conspiracy theorists in the NFL noted. That's right. One of these guys is going to get a deal that pays him a percentage of the salary cap. And that's fair. That's the way to do it. We talk about leaving enough money aside for the rest of the team. Okay, let's not talk dollars. Let's talk 16%. I get 16 cents of every dollar, whatever the cap is. Then I don't have to worry about three years from now. My deal's obsolete. You know, Patrick Mahomes was the highest paid player in the NFL by 10 million a year just three years ago. Now he's 7 million a year behind Lamar Jackson. If you're tied into a percentage of the cap, that doesn't happen. And if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Joe Burrow. And if any owner's going to do it, it's going to be Mike Brown, who's been that contrarian that will do the thing that the league doesn't want teams to do. And the league doesn't want teams to do this. So I think it's lining up perfectly for Burrow to get a percentage of the cap. Mm. And that's the best way to solve this problem. Do a long-term deal and everyone wins. We just had Duke on. Literally just, we literally just had the guy. Damn. That's on us, Gloria. That's a brilliant idea. I wish we had it. But you know what? He wouldn't have answered it. He would have. He but he we would have liked to it. see how he would have. Well done. Well done. Go ahead, AJ. Mike, speaking of the Bengals, who who is going to be left out when they're trying to pay everybody? They pay Joe. Hopefully, this this off season, are they going to be able to keep their their core together and all those young studs? Well, you know the problem is T. Higgins is due for a new contract, and he wasn't a first round pick, so he's a free agent after this year, and he's a number one receiver. A lot of these number two receivers, they go somewhere else and they can't be number one, but he's got the speed to be a number one guy somewhere else, and that may be a challenge to keep T. Higgins happy. Jamar Chase is next up after this year. He's eligible for a new deal, and he's one of the best in the NFL. It's going to be difficult for them to come up with a number that makes T. Higgins happy. And I think a lot of what he does and these other guys do will be driven by what Joe Burrow does. If Joe Burrow does a deal that can be couched as he wasn't a pig at the trough, he didn't go for every last dollar, then maybe they can get these other guys to do the same thing. But this is one of the curses of having a great team with a lot of great players. You, you, you've got to figure out, are you going to keep them or are you going to try to reload through the draft? And there's a lot of great receivers that come out every year. But when you have a great one, good idea to try to keep it. Yeah, that's what Duke actually said at the Combine. Like, hey, yeah. if you wanted to, you can go ahead and get him. Yeah. Yeah, we got Duke, we got him right now. And he mentioned to us, like, I'm not going to trade somebody away because two years from now I'm not going to be able to get, keep him around or get it. He said, I like good players on my team. That was a very telling. Yeah. And he talked about how, like, we're not going to be able to pay. We're going to have to – we're gonna to have to refill mm-hmm. in some places. It was he was pretty open whenever he was talking to us earlier, and it was it did sound like somebody's not gonna be able to get paid. Like that's just how. Well, they already did it with Jesse Bates. They already did it with him. He's gone. Signed with the Falcons. They reloaded with Dax Hill last year. 
who came in and is taking over his spot. I think Joe Mixon is on borrowed time. I'm still not 100% sure he's on the team this year. Maybe they try to squeeze him at some point before week one to take less money. But that's part of what you got to do. But that core, you got to keep the core in place. And it used to be you couldn't afford two high-end receivers. When you have two guys like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, you find a way to afford them, and then you make the cuts elsewhere. Well, and the QB deal being what it's going to have to be. I mean, that's an interesting balance. It feels like he's the right guy to figure it out. He's pretty jocked, and he's going golfing today. Mm -hmm. A lot of time to think whenever he's out there. Tone Diggs has the last question for you here, Paisan. Yeah, Mike, there's kind of some like quiet breaking news today about Jimmy G, that he had to have surgery after he he went to the Raiders, uh, and they're kind of unsure on the timetable. Is this news? Is it not news? How How did you take that? I saw that and I thought, wait a minute, he had the surgery after he signed with the team. Did they not give him a physical? Did they know that he had this issue and they still paid him anyway? How does this, how does this happen? Or did he get hurt on his own after he signed? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered there about how this came to be, but it looks like there's some uncertainty as to whether or not he's going to be good to go when camp opens. They're confident he's going to be ready to go week one, but it is kind of a strange thing. And That's been the issue with Jimmy G. His playing ability isn't a question. It's durability that has bit him at various times over the course of his career. And here he is right through the door in Las Vegas with an injury that required surgery. So I think it's just something to keep an eye on. These Raiders fans just being like, we, this is what we... Come on. Are kidding me? The, this is what everybody said was going to happen. It's already happened before we even play. Anything else we're missing? Any news you think coming soon? Or are we dead right now? Well, hey, the turf versus grass debate. I think that is not going to go away. There was an excellent item the other night on HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Andrew Kramer did a great job. They talked to the Cincinnati Reds team doctor who does a lot of high school work about how dangerous those fields are for high school players. And the NFL players have lined up against it and it's getting louder and louder. And I'm told, we haven't seen the numbers yet because they won't disclose them. I'm told the injury numbers last year on turf versus graph were awful. Mm. And they're only getting worse. And that's something that players keep pushing. And the World Cup could be the tipping point because all these swanky stadiums, AT&T, Jerry World, SoFi, they're bending over backwards to put in grass because the soccer players know we're not playing on that shit. We want grass. So if they can do it for them, why aren't they doing it for their own players? And I said this earlier today. If you, even if you don't think about the players as human beings, which a lot of the owners, I believe, don't, you still have an investment you're trying to protect. Why don't you protect your investment? Yeah. Why are you putting this guy that you're paying $40 million a year out there Dude. where he's more likely to get hurt on that stuff you, put on grass. you saying that sense. as bluntly as you did is absolutely <laughs> yeah. hysterical, but you're hitting on all the exact same concepts and ideals that we have. And we think like Von Miller is really pushing it. Von Miller is big yeah. time superstar. So yes. him getting behind it is good news. The protecting your investment is one that I don't know if it doesn't get presented to the owners enough for stuff like for your facility. Like, hey, you're, you're spending a couple hundred million on this particular. You're going to have them eat shit food. What do we, why not have, why don't we protect and kind of make this as best as it could possibly be? Yeah. Because then the return on investment, guess what? Seems like yeah. potentially better, which means what? More money to, mm-hmm. more money to do stuff. How come that has kind of been absent from conversation seemingly? It makes no sense to me. And when you consider, and, and I got no qualms with picking on Jerry Jones or Stan Kroenke, they both have multiple hundred million dollar super yachts. And it costs them more than a million a week just to maintain those yachts. How can you justify not having the best possible fields in your facilities for your football players? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But you know, it's harder to have all these events they like to have at Jerry World. All these concerts, boxing no, guess- matches, everything else, 
if we don't have turf underneath. It would be too expensive. It's too expensive to move the grass out. They got the it's tech. too expensive to they retrofit got- the stadium with like what the Cardinals have where it slides in and out. And it's just the way it's going to be. And the league won't get behind change. Mike, don't want to push they the got the tech. You got to tell them. There's, 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 there's got to be a way to do it. They, 2023. They got yeah. like a grass level. In and London. Then that, that thing, Check out Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. And then like a wooden surface is there. Concert venue. It's like layered. And then, boom, you just slide them up. You just, which one do you want? And that's the field all of a sudden. It's like, that feels like the answer. Is, I, I, isn't it a bit hypocritical to alter the kickoffs to in the name of player safety but not alter the playing service? Nick, shut up. You don't know. <laughs> Nick, you don't know, okay? There's another There's another conspiracy <laughs> theoretical uh, Italian here. I mean, unbelievable. We got going. There's, how about Thursday Night Football? We get, I mean, there's not even a fool. Bingo. Yeah. It all makes sense, Mike, and we appreciate you covering it all. Great talking to you guys. How do you feel hey, about congratulations that? on the ESPN deal? Hopefully you still talk to us little folks once you're big time. <laughs> super big time. Not just big time. You're already big time. You're going to be super big time. Football Night in America. Yeah, right. You yeah, still talk to on. us, pal. Yeah. We're, we're very thankful <laughs> that you, yeah, that you talk to us. Let's not, that's the biggest show every week. Yeah, okay. by far. This is the biggest time you could possibly it be. Is. Yeah. Look at this fucking Hey, you're looking thing. extra jacked, too. What have you been doing? You look bigger. <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm trying to slim down, too, while get bigger. So, like, I'm trying to have, uh, I'm trying to be properly jocked. That's right. I'm trying my there best. We go. But I also have been eating, uh, last couple of days have been good. Yeah. Baby, though, Florio. Changes everything. Congratulations. And it changes everything in a good Thank way. Thank you for everything. But you got to have a lot of discipline because you step on that scale after a few years eating all the food that the baby doesn't eat. Once you start going out to restaurants and you finish this meal and finish that meal, next thing you know, you step on that scale and say, "Is somebody else got a leg on here too? Oh, yeah. I don't want another leg on it. Yeah, yeah holy <laughs> shit. I mean, I don't, I don't want that Can't at all. That. I'll talk about that leg. You know, hey, oh, oh. For me, though, like, I, I just get so t- Like, we're up still, you know? So you get so tired and you just get, like, so lazy and it's like, I'm so hungry. Right, there's something to eat. Just give me the Oreos. There's got to be something to eat in here. And then it's just like, one leads to another, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I feel disgusting. And then I'm like, all right, I got to work out. So then I do like 100 push-ups. So now I'm actually building while also getting fat. Yeah. So there's time coming here. Weather's getting warm. Yep. The sun is out. Hopefully we'll be able to get down. But I appreciate you noticing the push-up routine I've been on. I am looking pretty jocked right now. <laughs> yeah, Just probably. like I'm jocked up that you came on the program. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen. My pleasure anytime, guys. Pro Football Enjoy Talks. Mike, Mike Florida. You too. Happy Memorial Day. All right, that's that for today, AJ. I think it was a pretty good program. Yeah. He noticed how jacked you are. I the uh, I put some things on and they haven't felt or fit the same because of muscle mass. Clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Not muscle mass is coming with the fat alongside them. That is. The, I, I just talked about the tag team components. Better than yeah. fat. You need fat right to make it into muscle. Either yep. way. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, bulky. We're bulky. Bulk season. Bulk season. Of course. Nice. And it always comes before beach season. And yeah. I have enough discipline to know what bulking season is and yeah. actually do it. Boom. That's a lot of right. people push bulking season to May and June this year instead of December and January. I agree. Yeah, because, you know, you're supposed to do it when it's cold, I assume. And then once it gets warm, yeah, you're there. Exactly. Sweatshirt weather is bulking season, but people push it until now. AJ, what do you do? You're just always in show season? Like, hey, this is show bod? No. Show bod? No. Yeah, it is. No, I'm just steadily trying to maintain whatever I'm doing. No, he's in body fat checks. All you can do throughout the entire year. Bob Carpenter signed with a beer. Did I see? No, did I see way. General Bob there Carpenter. Was something. No way. Sweet commercial. So he did. Okay, so I did see that. What happened? Buckeye. What do you mean? He, they put out a sweet commercial for it. For who? For Online. what? Garage beer. Hell yeah. From here. 
Oh my God! What? Let's go back. It's a good one. Oh, you're play? Yes. The official. Oh my volume. God! Official you sponsor. Volume. Garage beer. Beer flavored beer. Beef with an F. Okay, my bad. Yes. It's crisp and, and cool and doesn't taste like ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bobby Carter. I drink in garages because my wife says I don't belong inside. <laughs> if you like a cold breeze on your bag, drink garage beer. It's American. And so can you. Garage beer. Beer flavored beer. <laughs> yes. That's the greatest commercial I've ever seen. Uh, I'm so happy that I just glimpsed at that at some point during my scrolls earlier. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we didn't have that in our life. Oh, oh man. I'm, gonna, I'm going to bookmark that tweet right now. God, what I would do to be a fly on the wall on oh, that set. Yeah. <laughs> why, why didn't they get a video of him after he drank 30 garage beers and passed out behind the bar? He was getting a breeze well, maybe on he the sack. probably did. Bro, I love that. That guy, he's one-on-one, huh? Yeah, that dude he really is- nailed it. He really nailed their vision. I think he did. <laughs> I don't know. If he- <laughs> That's an album cover. I've ever yeah, seen one. That's real. Luke Combs' next album cover. <laughs> Come on. Garage beer is a Ohio beer? Yeah, dude here started it uh, or bought it and is yeah making it. It's blowing up. It's uh yeah, it's it's Bobby's amazing. It doesn't taste like ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about what him looking? If you like a breeze on your ball bag, <laughs> there, there it is. That was one of the. Good he's yeah. looking off camera when he reads that. So he's either really acting or he's practicing his lines. <laughs> yeah, right. And they just took the practice. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yep. Genius. Uh, imagine Bobby mic'd up for an hour. Oh God, need it. With those types of thoughts in his mind. They should. They Freeze should. on the bag. They should yeah. cut like 15 different I mean, commercials from that because yeah. I know they got a <laughs> lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, General. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank General. you, General. I'm so happy that just happened. Yeah, wow. Fucking A, dude. That was awesome. That was much better than I could have ever expected. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see yeah, that. He well made done. That. The, all I saw was a still photo of him like uh, holding a beer on the tweet. I had the no super idea. tight tank top. The super tight the gold, gold gym. gym. Tank top. Yeah. Right. He had four costume changes in that thing. Oh, yeah. Imagine what's on the cutting room floor. Can you imagine? Exactly. Outfits? That's what we're saying. <sighs> we need version two, three. Yeah. yeah. Blooper reel, five. maybe. We don't know what all Bob agreed to when it comes mm-hmm. to social presence and videos, but I hope there's at least a season four <laughs> through five in this thing. Yeah. Please. Speaking of, did you hear old uh, Logan Roy's pissed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too, Bub. Hey. Makes sense. Hey, you old miserable prick. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. He's pissed about how they stay in character too, the method acting going on. Yeah. The, uh, I think there's, I don't. Is it? <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> I think there is breaking news potentially, but I don't. Yeah, that looks like breaking news. This is also breaking. So this is, okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll do this one here. Uh, Alex Sherman, uh, Sherman 4949. He fucking knows. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Hey, Alex Sherman knows. He's got scoop. It says it right there in the first word. DirecTV has reached a deal to continue carrying NFL Sunday ticket for commercial establishments. The announcement could come as soon as today. Remember, I believe they made a similar deal with Amazon. Yes, yes they did. Uh, to do Thursday night whenever it went to streaming, but then DirecTV was able to keep its hands in there. DirecTV said, hey, we already got all the piping. Okay? Yeah. We already got it all figured out. We'll just lease it from you to run it on you. We'll just, you guys run it, but we kind of get an opportunity mm-hmm. for where we are everywhere. Restaurants, airports, what? everything like that that isn't necessarily easy to sign up and to sign in to your particular program, which only exists and then kind of disappears yep. and there's nothing else any other day. We can kind of take care of that whole thing. Seems like good business, okay? Yep. Yep. And good for everybody here. 
Yeah, this remember we were we wondered about this, didn't we? Like mm-hmm. how are they gonna play it in bars? So this is yeah. but then after this year, then what happens? Is this just a one year thing? No, I would assume that as long as DirecTV has these pipes and Google doesn't want to create them all. Yeah. Because you gotta think every smart TV would have to go over to it. Every so think about all the TVs in some places. Every single one of them would potentially have to be go over to the app, mm-hmm. get into it, yeah. log into it, mm-hmm. and do the entire thing. You know what I mean? And with that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. I don't know if anybody's going to because remember we had this conversation about Prime and Amazon. And once you do all that login for one game, as soon as it's over, it's nothing. Right. Like it's not like it goes to another thing. No. So all of your TVs are blank. And you just say to yourself, "We'll do it," you know, because it's it's the NFL. It's like life's a lot easier if we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And DirecTV is kind of profiting off of that still, yeah. which is a smart play, I think. Well, and like I, Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters, like those two places, they do play all those games and people go there on Sundays to watch the game, especially if they're out of town. So yeah. it's necessary to have. DirecTV has struck a multi-year deal to continue broadcasting the National Football Great. League Sunday ticket package to commercial establishments, including bars and restaurants, not airports. <laughs> Financial well, Bars and restaurants probably in airports, yep. though. Financial mm-hmm. terms of the deal weren't disclosed. The NFL sold the Sunday ticket commercial rights to Everpass Media, joint venture owned by private equity. Whew, they got so much money. Yeah. Private equity firm Redbird Capital Partners in the NFL earlier this year. The company's confirmed a Sunday ticket deal on Thursday afternoon. The agreement, which kicks off 2023, gives DirecTV the ability to use its network of satellite installations to connect sports bars, casinos, restaurants, and hotels throughout the U.S. with Sunday ticket. Just as a, yeah, okay. We got the piping. Smart. I mean, this is the only way they stay in business. Because if they don't have the access to NFL stuff, like people aren't fucking putting new satellites up. It's It's not happening. It's a powerful thing to have, though. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's king. As we transition here, you know, into the digital age. Mm-hmm. I actually said this in a speech I gave in front of a bunch of fucking billionaires in suits. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody assumes linear television is dead in the future. Linear television is dead. There's going to be an iteration of it, but what we know now is going to be dead. It's like, when's that coming? The one year, five year, 10 year, 20 year, 25, 30? What? Like, when does that come? You know, like, because that's a long time if we're living in it. I guess if we're looking back on history, we'd be like, you know, the streaming age really came in a matter of like 15, 20 years, everything kind of turned over. Living, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. still trying to figure that we're out. We're in the middle of it. Yeah, we're, we're living through it right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I think like, we were all just assuming like, oh, the streaming thing's going to do everything. This is what I looked into whenever I was thinking about taking the show to a network. It's mm-hmm. like, I still think there's a massive weapon in this transition phase of having every television in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody has that. In the streaming age, they, you have the ability to get to it. You have the chance to do there. But the linear power is still a very real one. And I think it's I... default. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I and a lot of other people kind of forgot about that and maybe just thought or looked past it. It's like... And who knows how long this phase is going to be here. Well, that's what we always talk about that. Like, oh, you know, cord cutting is like, you know, how many fucking people still have cable and like will have cable until cable is not an but option anymore. But who loses cable? But no young people you do. Right. Nobody but, younger than me But I'm does, saying so. like people who yep. still have a fucking cable box and like a special yeah. cable remote. Agreed like, completely. But you talk about like Hulu and YouTube TV. For that's, sure. That's you still got to sign up, log in. Oh, yeah. Get to it. It's like, but once you get in there, it's a bunch of channels. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's still like TV. I, I still view yeah. it as like linear yeah. TV. It is. it is. It's like that is going to last because these other ones, just like we were talking about, when Thursday Night Football gives a commercial, everybody's like, where... Oh, we can't fucking go anywhere. Yeah, it has to stay there. You yeah, can't get. Right. We can't. You know what I mean? People like to channel. That's got to get better. That's why YouTube TV and Hulu are such weapons because you yeah. can yeah. channel surf. And that's why I yeah. think this time that I think that's going to be a tough, like human instinct. I think it's going to make oh, yeah. linear TV survive oh, yeah. for a lot longer 
than anybody could have imagined. I think personally, that's all I was trying to. No, no, yeah, head. I agree. I just I think we always talk about that, but like I mean, even that though, like I would say, like that that still is cable because you're subscribing to a cable package. Yeah. Like the idea that people are just going to be like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to sign up for Netflix and like all these different apps, and then just do that and not have access to cable, like. I don't think that's happening for a long time. Yeah, I think there's people that won't. For sure. And there always has been. There's more people now than there ever has been. Right. That, you know, cord cutting is a real thing. Only have apps. Bam, Mm -hmm. I go this app to this app to this app. Now, that's costing just as much. Oh, yeah. Probably more. Everything everything else. But that whole collection of channels is always, it feels like for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so what? Yeah. Still going to remain very, 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 and we're proving it right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Google just had to negotiate with DirecTV. Right. Google's the future. YouTube's the future. Having to talk with like the oldest and be like, hey, we need to figure this out here. And they're always going to have a little bit of a leverage over everything. Yeah, and some of those companies are like too big to fail at this point. Like there are a lot of channels where those companies are from that's oh, like, yeah. hey, those companies aren't just going to die. Like they're going to last for a very long time. And maybe they do pivot, but they're still going to have their cable option no matter what. What did Dana say last night? Go ask Vice how that went. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, uh, exactly. Did you hear that? Did you hear that in his Oh, yeah. Yes. What a time, bro. We're going to be able to say that we were on, like, when this transition happens, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years, whatever it is, 15 years, 10 years, mm-hmm. I'm not giving a projection. Maybe next year. Fuck. Yeah, no one knows. Maybe maybe everybody would just be like, you know what? We don't want to we don't wanna do any TVs. It'll be cool to look back and say, like, we were on a that was a that was a part of it too yeah because you're looking at a room full of people that like grew up watching ESPN yeah that was yeah. every day for me it was it was sports and wrestling that's literally all I watched mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything else so like the thought and Foxy posted this I think and he told me immediately upon as did Ty and everybody basically had the same thing it's like if you were to say like back in the day you know our show was on ESPN like that mm-hmm. was that would be a big fucking deal yeah Ooh, epic and it's I think like we have that nostalgia feel. A little bit. And there's an entire generation that doesn't. But I think, like, uh, we still got another long time of them being able to be mm-hmm. back in the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that it isn't. They have the deals with every single league. They have the NBA championship. Rights to everything. They have every... They're always going to be a streaming of sports entity because they've put... I think they've invested $30 billion in sports, Disney has. Yeah. I believe that is the number that they did. So that's rights and streams and everything like that. But the entire, you know, vibe of it back in the day was like, hey, that is. It's the biggest sports channel in the history of planet Earth. And I still think there's a chance that it is, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. you start looking at numbers Mm -hmm. and everything like that. And then you start thinking about the transition to the streaming thing where ESPN Plus and ESPN app and everybody's trying to do that. It's like linear still. Like YouTube is the, YouTube is the, everybody's trying to get to the streams. Like YouTube is going to become the next. YouTube TV. Dark horse. It. No, YouTube TV is a collection of all like the mainstream. I think YouTube as a whole, the like, app. The yeah. app, yeah. Is, I'm saying the transition piece into that from linear to the app world. Like YouTube TV kind of gets people that may not be or don't feel comfortable with it. It kind of gets them going in that direction, I think. Yeah. Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Part of the ESPN, right? I'm a, I'm a Hulu person. I'm moving yeah. to YouTube TV, though. This fun. Have to. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just ordered Sunday ticket last night. Hey, that's very good of you. I'm, I'm probably 20 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. 100 yeah. bucks cheaper. Yeah. They got me. It was right on the top. There's a, what? They're definitely crashing right before kickoff. No. For sure. Like, as a, as a 100% chance. Elon Musk crashed on his own shit last yeah. night. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, tech yeah. is going to crash. That, that is just the way things go. You just got to hope that they fix it. And by they, who the fuck is that? Yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. Humans, we don't know. Aliens. 
Well, that's probably why they're offering the hundred dollar off so that people sign up now, so that. Yeah, but that that's not real. Like I'm not so gonna. Many I, we're talking about this right now. Could easily put this in. Like, hey, let's sign up for this tonight or tomorrow or this weekend. I won't. It'll be right before kickoff, and it's gonna be oh shit, so many oh shit signups. Mm-hmm. I've never done Sunday ticket. Do I need to get red zone too? Like, is it nice to have both? So having yeah, having both is nice just because you can put it on multiple channels. Like you can like I got the premium one because I could have two TVs with red zone on both of them and have red zone on my laptop. Yeah, but also once. you could have other games True. and red zone. Yeah, so like. Sunday okay. ticket, I had Red Zone as one of the options. That's mm-hmm. nice. And then mm-hmm. there was other mm-hmm. games because you're not going to be able to fill all of the games if you're using that. Right. You know, so it is. But they're having a four. They're having a four piece. They right having there. A, they're having a four box on one TV uh, for sure. I need to figure out because right now I have YouTube TV and you can only play it on th- four TVs under one sign in. Mm. So like in my mm. house, I can only have four. What a hilarious thing! People are watching this. Like, we don't. Have, we're not watching four fucking TVs. You know what I mean? People have two TVs in one room. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine saying? No, no. I mean, but like, so like on on Sundays, like my wife's watching TV upstairs. I'll have two or In a whole house. Yes. In a whole house, you can only have. Oh, you can only be logged into those TVs. Yeah. Got it. Or you got to buy an extra deal, right? And then you can have eight. That's what I was trying to. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how. How many you need. That would. But I think eight. Is it eight or ten is the max that first weekend? Because every team plays. Dude, there's some weekends where it's impossible. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> try to watch every game and it's like. There will be uh, 14 one o'clock games, uh, two four o'clock games. And that's how they'll fucking. That's the worst when they do that It's shit. like, why Why are we doing this? Why are we? Why are we? You guys are so smart. I get it. You got to piece all these things together. Can we not shuffle a couple of these ones? The four? Maybe split it down the middle. Yeah. What are we even doing? What are we doing? That happened late in the year a couple times where there are unbelievable games at one and some of the four o'clocks were like so-so. But it's like, hey, you could just move one of those one o'clocks to four. Yeah, we shouldn't even be here. Yes. We should not be in this particular position. No. You guys have done great work, but this particular week made everybody's life a little little bit of a miserable thing. Yeah, talk about flexing games. How about we start flexing some ones to four (laughs) and some fours to one? Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, Like, who? I get you flexing out a Sunday night and all that. But, like, flex some up to 4 o'clock and make them the game of the week and flex some out. Yes. That's what they should talk about. Well, normally it's Cowboys, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Cowboys right there for Tom time, Brady and the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. A lot Packers of times those are good a lot. Yeah. Chiefs now. Used to be. Yeah. That's a good time. 4 o'clock games are. The 425 games. The Bills, Chiefs. Those are my favorite to play. And you, you like the – I like the night games too, but – yeah. I didn't have to – everybody's like, well, 1 o'clock games are bad because you get home and you get through your thing. It's like I understand for, your, like, your human life, I guess that's the case. Love when lights are on in the stadium. Yes. You know what Sweet. I mean? Everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. Love yeah. when lights – you get there and you're in the game, that's the best game environment you can be in. Yeah. Need the lights on. When the not on, actually, kind of a – Got to wake up for this. Practice? <laughs> Come on. Can we do a little – not you, though, huh? And, you know, the night games, it ain't too many games on. That's why we love the night games because there's only one or two of them on. You yeah. know what I mean? No matter what night you're playing on, there's only going to be one or two of them on. It could be Thursday night, Monday night, what? or Sunday night. What? what? Saturday night coming what? Uh, for playoffs. You, Pac-Man, only guy ever? What was the stat, Tone? To only sack go- a quarterback and get sacked yes, as a quarterback? In game history? Mm-hmm. In NFL history, yeah. Pac-Man Jones, only guy ever. Record a sack and get sacked. Same game. Hell yeah. No big deal. There you go. Did it's not blocking on the sack? Did you have to make a move on anybody? Or was it a – you earned the sack or no? Yeah, I earned the sack. 
Had a baby. I, but you told you told us before that you decided when you got the ball as a quarterback you were gonna get sacked because you knew that's who sacked you and you want to be the only one. How did you come up with that? <laughs> and that's what you said. What? Robert Mathis sacked you? That's awesome. He, you're not the only one. Exactly. I mean, he, yeah. he sacked a lot. Adam Pacman Jones is the only player in the league history to record a sack on defense and also be sacked. Pacman Jones scored three sacks in his 12 year NFL career. He also sacked once by Robert Mathis on a trick play against the Colts. 10 40 left in the second quarter. Here's the highlight of the play just after Big Ben's sack. He's the only player to be on both ends of the sack. What year was that? Do you know what year was that? Was I there? Wait, just after the Big Ben? Oh, I assume it's, it's like a, a highlight, highlight play. Yeah. I forget what year that was. Can we play that? Let's, let's run that thing. Was it like a reverse? Yeah. Reverse pass. Oh, here we go. Here it is right here. Yeah, right oh. there. Oh, we gotta go back. Robert's a dog, dude. He was. Yeah, you weren't getting out of there. Not that fast. There's no shot of you getting he out of there. Was that your first year or second year? Was that like second five year. guys that take bed though? Second year? Yeah. <laughs> no, Ben Ben went right down. Or Mathis put his arms around him and said yeah. He was so good. <laughs> I'm with you, dog. Yeah, he was. Did you see yeah. uh see uh, teams are calling about now this makes a ton of sense? Davis Mills. Teams are calling. You know, Davis Mills had that run. He did. It was in the middle of a dumpster fire, and they were having success. So yeah. everybody thought to themselves, this guy might be a guy. Very good. Then they get a whole new coaching staff. Now, mm-hmm. same coaching staff, new head coach. Right. Yeah. And they go into another year where they're appearing to be better. Had a complete distraction out of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't seem to have all fires. Jack Easterby was no longer a part of the program. There was no longer mandatory Bible study every single Monday morning, okay. Tuesday morning, and the entire team. I mean, there was a lot of things that took place. It appeared as if all signs were pointing to this team's going to get better. They got much worse. Much Yeah, worse. they did. And the tide turned on the public perception of old Dougie mm-hmm. Davis Mills because I thought we were all firm believers that maybe this guy could be a guy. Mm-hmm. He was tall, seemed to be smart, made yep. some plays. Arm talent. He would be run. able to pull this off. So we thought maybe the Texans weren't going to go with yeah. a quarterback because Dougie Davis Mills. And then there was like, oh, Houston's not sold on a quarterback. Yeah. Maybe it was like, well, maybe the – so you're right. It does make sense that maybe other people were thinking similar things that we were thinking, but last year he was not good, right? He, yeah, I mean, he was. No. I think he was better as a rookie stats-wise. Though he's got better stats than Justin Fields. Everyone thinks he's going to be an MVP. Tony. Come on. Whoa. What? Whoa. Hmm. Just the way you said the stat that you chose to say, mm-hmm. I think is what the what was. You know what I mean? I actually. There's no reason to that was kind of, It was kind of an echo. It was kind of a twist on Lombardi. Kind of brought up the same point, and uh, and I enjoyed it. And I liked it. Lombo, not the biggest Chicago Bears fan, right? Yeah, definitely not yeah, a Justin knows. Fields fan. Yeah, and, and Davis Mills also had Brandon Cooks, who's good for 1,200 yards every year, and to get traded. Where's he? Gonna, what are you backup? You think AJ? You think he'd be backup somewhere? Probably. He's yeah. not gonna be backup so, in Houston. They said they're not taking calls, so they don't want to trade him. Yeah, they, I don't signed, know why they don't want to. They but. signed Case Keenum though to be, uh, you know, mm, yeah. pseudo. Yeah, like a tutor to uh, CJ Stroud. So who else is down there? D'Amico, who's coaching all down there? The, players, how many the players? The OC came from San Francisco. Is there players coaching down there though? Uh, let me see. Former, I wonder. D coordinator Matt Burke, pack. You know, uh, not the O lineman Matt Burke, the coach Matt Burke. How do you know? Cincinnati? Yeah. Linebacker coach at Cincinnati. He's the man. I've been, yeah, yeah stayed in contact with him for years. Oh, Bart, yes. Mm. D coordinator there? D coordinator at Houston. Yeah. He was the D coordinator for a, a quick year in uh, Miami. Yeah, I remember Miami. Uh, but yeah, now he's Houston's D coordinator, man. D'Amico calling plays, though? I doubt it. It's usually not the case for defensive coaches, but I don't know. Oh, really? 
I don't know many. D, do you know many D coordinators that don't call plays? I don't know. I right. I haven't looked into it. I don't think Bobby Slowick, OC, Usually offense. Shane Day, Chris Kiffin, Nick Cray, Bill Lazor. Oh, draw job. Chris Kiffin's got that dog in him. Bro, Ben McDaniels. I'm gonna say Ben McDaniels can drink 15 to 16 beers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. One night. for sure. Ben McDaniels can really throw it back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is a good staff he put wow. together. Yeah, not bad. Strasser there from uh, the Indianapolis Colts, formerly offensive line coach. Happy he's down there. He's a dog, right? You said he could drink fifteen to sixteen beers. I too, don't. Right? I do not know that that aspect of it. Oh. I, I've not had a cocktail or anything with him. But defensive passing him, Gora Corey Unlin, Dino Vasso, Cole Popovich. Okay, so I don't know any of these. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right, D'Amico. Good luck yeah. out there. We'll get him, D'Amico. It's crazy. Like, the person who's third in command at a place, nobody has a clue who they are. No. They get a general manager <laughs> job somewhere else. It's like, has this guy been in the NFL? Uh, 50 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It was like Luana Rumo when we were looking yeah. at his history. Yeah. It was like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. This guy's been everywhere. He's been in the NFL for 30 years. Some of those position coaches that only are requested to do one media thing for every quarter of the NFL season, and when they do the media, there's nobody asking them any questions. Then they just kind of disappear back into their hole. Mm-hmm. You don't even know they exist. Yeah. And then they're up for a coordinator job, and it's like, oh, wow, this guy's been – Breaking records in the NFL for 15 years. Okay. What? Hey, way to go. Really? Shit. That's crazy. So good luck to all of them. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yep. Good luck. We'll yeah. get it done. Of course. All of those people pissed when Jeff Saturday got that head coaching job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Man. Shout out to D'Amico. Getting in a pack on your way out here into this beautiful three-day weekend. You want to do something to hopefully give away some uh, merches, pal? What do you think? You want to do, buddy? I don't know. He made some putts yesterday. You want four, of, was, three or five? Three or five. five. He, he was uh, shooting from behind the net, going the opposite way, and they were looking good. Oh, opposite. Whoa. Net. Are yeah. you talking about moonshot? Yeah, I'm talking about moonshot going uh, this way because the bike. Don't want to hit the bike. Oh, okay. You want to do a moonshot? Moonshot. Moonshot. Oh, no, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, don't. I don't moon, we, we didn't bully you into this. No, yeah. You you were shooting them before the show and they look good. Because the moonshot uh, has bullied you a little bit. Yeah, it has. We're getting ready merch today. Merch. Is that from the opposite free throw line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moonshot. Moonshot. Right, here we okay. go. He wants go. it. G- huh? Gave him the out. Hey, we did. And also, I like the fact that there's been something that's had your number a little bit. You have beat it before, but yeah. overwhelmingly lopsided against you. Mm-hmm. And you said, moonshot. give me that. Yep. Give me the moonshot. Did you hear it? I like you did that. Let's go, Pack. Before the show, I caught another pass on him. What's that? I caught another pass on him before the show. Nick uh, threw it. Nick, hey, it's time to get back, Pack. Time mm-hmm. to get back. Nick can attest. All right, let's get the camera on you here. We don't. Uh, we do have the. If Pac-Man Jones makes his moonshot, brought to you by Bush Bavarian, straight out of Seven Bro. That's not an actual sponsor of this particular. Oh, oh my God! It looks thank great. God he didn't make that. It looked great. Bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. If Adam Pac-Man Jones can make this moon shot while looking incredibly cool, we'll give 15 people some merches from store.patmacshow.com. Bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. If Adam Pac-Man Jones, 14-year NFL corner, is able to make the moon shot. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Ball number two. Check ball. Check ball. Check ball, ball game. Check ball. I'm going to need another one. Just pick this up so my hands can do something. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones makes this moonshot. 15 people in some merch. Oh, look good. Uh, I don't, uh, 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 oh! oh! 
Oh, he just went noodling. Just went noodling. Yep. How about it? All right, that'll be a way to pull that thing out of its hole down there. If Adam Pac-Man yep. Jones makes this moonshot, we'll get 15 people some merches. Oh, oh, I thought that was it. Me too here. Adam Pac-Man Jones able to make this moonshot. We'll get 15 people. Oh, that was the one. Nope. They might slide under. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, here we go. Up, oh, here we go. There you go, oh. Pack. If Adam Pac-Man Jones can make this moonshot, fifteen people win some merch from Store. Up, Pac-Man. After that bonus shot, it would have been good. Come on, Pack. Fourteen-year NFL corner. If he hits this moonshot, oh man, that one's not going. Dial it First ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can make this moonshot on his first try here, uh, which will be this upcoming try, yep. we'll get 15 people. Oh. No, no, Pac, we're aiming for the net. Bust, 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 bust. Ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can make the moonshot. All right. Mm. And stealing good him grab, runs. Good grab, good grab. That was great work there. That was a good hustle. Yeah, he was flat. Ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can make the moonshot. Oh, Hold on. Oh, okay, we got Hold it. on. There's two more. Couple more. Couple more. Hold on, Pac, man. First try. Come on, Pac. Come on, Pac. Shoot Come the on, ball Pac. with purpose. Let's just take it. What if Bill hits rib? Hey, let's, let's take a breath. Take a beat here. Okay. Guys, we didn't fully have a chance to tell Pac-Man how proud we are. Love you, Truly. Well Love said. you, Pac. You know what I mean, Pac-Man? How cool you look every single day. Every day. Every day. The energy you bring into the Thunderdome. Top uh-huh. notch. Shoe game. All the different cars that show up here. Yeah. yeah. The food. Some with a gate, some not. The food. Mm-hmm. Candy. Gate opener and some yep. not. Yeah. yeah. No no gate opener. You've ever. crushed it. So right now, the only thing that really can make it all better is when this ball decides to go into that hoop. Wow. Right over there. Come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. 15 people will win some free merches from stored.patmacfeeshow.com. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Oh, my goodness. That would have been the one. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, been a good one. The only one. How good would that, that one good. That, that was the one. I mean, side ring. AJ, what are you thinking here, pal? He's getting unlucky, but I see you have a ball left in your hand. I think that's the money shot right there. You're right. The that, money shot. That is, it is. Money shot. Is that money what you're looking shot. for all the time, AJ? The money shot? Right now I am, yeah. Pac's going to hit it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Amen. Why don't you hit the merch shot here, Pac? Come on, Pac. Come on, Pac. Come on, Pac. $500. What do you say, kid? You make this moonshot. There you go. That's it's been good. a glorious Thursday. It has. A fantastic week. Duke Tobin. Top notch. Oh. Pac oh. Ram. All right. Three-day weekend, though. I mean, that's... We have three-day weekend coming up. Yep. That's good. Hey. All right. All right. All right, All right Pac. Okay. We're good. Nobody's going to remember this next week. No. no. I don't remember. Wait a second. We do have a show tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Monday is the holiday. Yeah. So, Pat, next time, Pac-Man will be Oh, yeah. Pac's yeah. not here. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I was confused. Well, Tony, you can get confused whenever something like that happens right in front of our face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was devastating. It was. Some yeah. things just don't make sense. Good. Why wouldn't the universe just let the ball go into the hoop? I don't get it. What's that all about, Pac? What do you think? Uh, shit happens sometimes, you know. I don't like it. it. I don't like that it seems like it's beat you. Yeah. Because it, it is really not. beat me, you know. I, I missed the shot today, you know. Yeah. Got up and down, just didn't go in. Bingo. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Well said. Yes, exactly. 
You know, I think if you were to shoot it one more time. I think so, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. think you might make it. I'm Just thinking, one more. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. thinking oh, you yeah. might Four make right it. There. This one's a flat one. You grab a couple? No, no, no. Okay, right. okay. One more. We have to, some, have to have some sort of standard. You got to draw the line. Around here. Based on history, you know. AJ, any final thoughts here for Pac-Man as he attempts the first and really? final shot, moonshot? Is this the final? You think this is final? Yes, this is final. The first of the final. First he's going to make it. He's going to make it. That's why it's the final one. Yeah, of course. I don't know if he has his ears in or not, but he, he knows he's going to make it. He feels Wait. good about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pac-Man Jones, who is a freak athlete. That's mm-hmm. right. Said, you know what, team? I want to make a moonshot mm-hmm. so that 15 people can win some free merches from store.patmacfeeshow.com. Nice guy. Hell yeah. And there would be some places that would be like, no, 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 don't do that. We were like, yes. Sure. Yeah, do it. What do you want to do? He just wants to make a moonshot. I said, sounds good. First try, last try, Adam Pac-Man Jones, moonshot. If the ball falls, 15 free marches. All you got to do is retweet this video and say something nice to somebody, and you could potentially be one of Come the on. 15. Oh. oh. Getting robbed. The people are, yeah. So <laughs> hey. Maybach. Tight. Lived to shoot another day. Plus moonshot. Yeah, he certainly didn't die out there. You're right, AJ. No, just the yeah. hopes and dreams of the people. We had a moment of silence, but it wasn't because of a death. Okay. No. He missed 100% which is, shots which is nice. Don't take. And 100% shots you do take today. Yeah. <laughs> what if you were to fire that fucking sonic fin into the net? We don't need to shatter the backboard. That was it there. <laughs> Damn it. It's all right. Hey, next week. <laughs> yeah. Next week. Because yesterday you already won. What are we even talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday yeah. you already won. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah. out of five. Yeah, he made a bunch of putts yesterday. Next week he's going to do the back to back to back. Right. We're going to celebrate back. the hell out of life whenever Pat comes back to back to back right. and wins again for the people. Amen. Goddamn right. It wasn't his fault that that hoop had a cover on it today. Yeah, that hoop stinks. Everybody watch White Man Can't Jump this weekend and see whether or not <laughs> Pac-Man would have been able to drain the shot in that gym or not he would have been able to. Absolutely. Yes. What a movie. What a great movie. The yeah. original. With yeah, Woody. The new one? The new one? The new one, yeah. I watched the new one. The other Why day. are you so stupid, Bailey? Oh, it's out? So she's <laughs> not in that one. Yeah. Bailey, you're so stupid. Yeah, that, you watched the whole new one? What's that? You watched the whole new one. I watched it. I watched it. I watched yeah. it. The yeah. whole, the whole. Tell you what, it is going to be hard to follow up, Wesley. Yep. And who is it? Yeah, Who's playing Woody, who is the greatest actor the of our Woody generation. Harrison. It's Jack Harlow. I know Jack, but then is Michael B. Jordan? No. 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 I haven't even seen this. What is wrong with you? I haven't even seen seen, the thumbnail for it. Oh, I bet. I bet. Okay, who is it then? Tell me who's typical. It's that guy who's a diehard Vince Carter fan. It's some guy I've never heard of. I didn't even know he was. He's a cool guy, though. I saw him on. uh, He was on First Take or Get Up. Doing the media rounds? He was good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's already out. Been out. It was out. It's been. Came out last yeah. Friday. It came out last Friday, and it's do on yourself. Hulu. That's the thing. It's on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. You, you your, oh, it's on Hulu. Do yourself a favor. Wait, wait, and direct, go watch the old one. Direct to Hulu. <laughs> yes, it was released, it was released Hulu. by Hulu for Hulu. Not oh. in theaters. No, not in theaters. <laughs> right there, dude. Sanquil walls. Wow. Boom. See, I've never. I've never to even the seen window, this, this to shot. the walls. Play hard, hustle, hustle harder. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Are you? Even what though Michael B. Jordan's not in it. I love the first one, so this one has to be I watched the first probably one. twice as good. I watched the first one. It wasn't like the first one, then. 
you know you don't need to remake I, great things i think but, about like the uh the first one the age i was when i watched it sure you know so you kind of got to judge against that I playing think. a lot of basketball back then too boom and also baby you know going on yeah sure oh all right so i didn't see the whole thing sure good actors in the first one that certainly helps what are you saying about the second one I'm saying I have no fucking interest watching Jack Harlow. Why are you such a <laughs> reprise a, a role that Woody Harrelson? Why are you such a hater, dude? It's like Connors. Oh well, there you go. Looks like everyone loves it. Not. <laughs> I don't know who's voting in those things. I've never seen anybody. I've never been asked to. The vote. tomato meter is uh, critics, and they panned it yeah. obviously. And then the audience score is just you know common folk. Yeah. And why don't you just look on the left side of the screen? You see something. It's called John Wick Chapter 4, 94%. <laughs> okay, so do yourself a favor watch John Wick. Don't be watching this bullshit. Where's Top Gun at? Well, oh. uh, this is just what's what's out. Top Gun, mind you, uh, was certified fresh. Yeah, 97, I believe. And that matters, right? These people matter. Oh, yeah. They do. Sometimes. Sometimes. What they yeah. say about Morpho. About uh, more for oh the show yeah uh, big door prize I'm not sure how about he had a new segment this week you yeah. saw that yeah what are we watching did you see it AJ I did get to see some of that it was nice yeah. I like that it was good wasn't it, it made me want to watch that show Same. okay ten football I think you said they win ten wins that's a ten win team maybe maybe nine watch wins it? I forget what uh, it was, was that AJ wins. did you go watch it watch what the show yeah not yet because I just saw it today on the commercial okay. in between. Segments. There's another new Apple TV show out too. Do that next week. Which one? Silo. Oh yeah, I tried that one. Yeah, you did. Thirty seconds, right? Yeah, that one's forty-five seconds. <laughs> oh, Super thanks. serious. Honor love. I like Apple it. TV. Boom. There's Silo. Eighty-six. I Apple watch TV everything. talent. Max. Their talent, yeah. right? HBO Max. Now yeah. just Max. They yeah. always put out good shit, don't they? They HBO use a lot of money, does. right? Yes. Well, HBO is gone. Drop the the. Drop the HBO. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't love that, Session. but you know. It is what it is. We're always going to call it HBO, right? Yeah. Even when it was HBO Max, I still call it HBO. Yep. Yeah, but you guys don't Because it's a brand it. name. Yeah, well, you don't respect it. Don't respect what? You said you're still going to call it HBO. Yeah, Yeah, because it's a brand name. HBO Go was the Blue Magic the is a brand name. Yeah, well, now Max is. Welcome. Wow. There Look at that is. audience score. Look at that tomato meter. Oh, oh, my Holy God. shit. Yeah. Whoa. That's, hey, that, that's that my happen? thoughts. Oh. That's a film right there. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Watch White Man Can't Jump with Jack Carlo. <laughs> Have fun. Bro, I would have given this a hundo and a hundo. You, you watched it for five straight days. Questions. Yeah. I watched it again. I watched it again. On Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Okay. I watched it again two days ago. Let me rephrase that for oh. you again in a different way. Yeah. On Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. You're going to watch White Man Can't Jump with Jack Harlow. Over gang, gang, Top gang. Gun Maverick. When did that become what was happening? <laughs> Memorial Day. On Memorial I Day. His watch, I was talking about his jumper, and I was just trying to mm-hmm. add in mm-hmm. that his jumper would be great in the gym. Look, I don't know. Watch away. I wasn't saying on Memorial Day. <laughs> I don't know how watch, we white got man here. can't jump over Top Gun Maverick. Okay. I don't know how we, we got here, but we're Navy here now. Space. I know, yeah. I've watched it eight times. I've watched it more than you. I've watched it more than you. I've watched it more than you. I don't know. Actually, don't point, know that. at this point, I think. Don't point at me. might have. Well. I don't do if, shit. I got a baby. What are you? What are we even talking about? You guys know what this is? Yeah, well, I do. But you, I mean, if we're talking total screen time, <laughs> I've definitely watched it more. We talked about the last I, forty-five minutes. Son of a bitch from from entry to exit mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. and I've watched it about fifteen times. Well, I, I'm up there fifteen-ish. I've only seen yeah, but you're fourteen times. I've seen one part of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that ending forty minutes. Perfect. AJ, you can watch. It's like. Uh, it's like, like an episode. It's an episode, yeah. yeah. It's an episode of something. 
and you can just go yeah. watch it. And it's per- perfection. It is. Yeah. It is greatest episode of TV of all time. All time. <laughs> it is. There's so much action. There's comedy. Yep. yep. You can re- really get. Yeah. yeah. In your feels mm-hmm. a little bit. Is Mav gonna make it? There's something like, oh yeah. shit. It's Every time. Real athleticism. He yep. sprints yeah. through yeah. the snow. Exactly. Per- not not just athleticism. Teaching. I mean, he's yeah. teaching you how to run. Bingo. Yeah. I saw Bill run on the uh, <laughs> treadmill. Yeah, yeah, saw that too. He looked like Tom running through the fucking. I don't doubt it. Bill yeah. plays no game. Well, he's still when holds he's in the, the hundred meter path. record at Bill High School. Yeah, you should have seen him this right morning. You didn't see him this morning, did you? Bill High School. Fucking weightlifting gloves for the deadlifts. What? It was <laughs> next level. Bill wants to keep his hands soft. I walked yes, in and sir. I was like, "Holy shit, Bill! Bro, we I want need calluses, <laughs> Bill. I need to step up my game, Bill. We want <laughs> calluses. Take the gloves off. And we—that's what we're here for." That's why you he do just, it. He's so used to wearing rubber gloves. He just bingo. Let's get out of here. Bingo. He doesn't want his DNA all over. <laughs> Big thanks to Florio for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Big thanks to Duke Tobin for joining us. Thank you, Duke. Shams Rania broke some massive news on the program today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we do not act accordingly. The broken foot thing, I think we've had respect for it immediately. Yeah, sure. I assume Shams had broken that news before. He had not. That was breaking news. LeBron could be facing a tendon foot tendon surgery that could take him out for two months mm-hmm. coming up here. He had been playing with that absolute dog warrior. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we were talking about flopping, you know, whenever he went from one side of the court mm-hmm. to the other yeah. side of the court, into the guy's beer and took guy's towel yep. to use it. Think about maybe the tendon that was ruptured or whatever yeah. it was. Exactly. Just maybe lost a little balance. That's a, that's a great point because once again, we're not talking about the flop. We're talking about the injury and we're not talking about the sweep. We're talking about the retirement. Whoa. He's a genius. He's basically Smart. a hockey player at this point. Didn't yep. tell anyone Nick, about an injury. Nick, you're right there. And then, boom. Nick, after please do he's something. out, he tells Whoa. He was out for two months please with do this injury, Nick. and the Lakers got ten times That's better. That's not true because it's breaking news, Tony. Please do something. Bro, 29 points per game this year. Played in every game, damn near. Almost every single man. No, he missed, he what a broke two, he, he, missed, <laughs> he missed two months. He's a guy, dude. He's a hockey player. <laughs> Kanye West was wearing Muay Thai pads on his legs last week, this week. It is shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. <laughs> he is creating a superhero, I do believe. Costume uh, started at the bottom last week. Goat. What's this guy? Someone, someone <laughs> needs to talk to this guy. <laughs> is he playing for uh, AB's team? I'm uh, not 100% oh, sure if oh, he yeah. is suiting up for the... Uh, He's got big fucking hands. Look at that ice cream cone. It looks tiny. Yeah, I mean, his shoulders, too. He's been... The guy wore Muay Thai pads on his legs last week. He looked like an indie wrestler. Somebody tweeted that, and it was like the best accurate description of it. Who knows if that's what we're all wearing in like 10 years, but that has been how Kanye dresses every day of his life. All you are going to dress like this 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And I assume there's a lot of days that there's misses, just like everything else. That's right. But every once in a while, he'll put on the right pair of Muay Thai pads. Mm -hmm. And 10 years from now, we'll all be fucking sparring with each other and kicking trees. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate old Yeezy for doing that. Thank you, Kanye. A lot of days, he looks like an asshole, though. Yep. Yep. A lot of days. Those blue man group Not today, though. Not today. Not today. today. I want to take top every day, so I I can't say anything, but... If he's going to normalize wearing <laughs> shoulder pads under a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like he's in a, po- a Super Bowl celebration when Shin they put the guards. shirt on over the shoulder pads. Come on, bro. And wrestling pads. Maybe he's just yoked. Are we sure those are pads? You're right. How, You're right. how can it we know for him. sure? It could just be <laughs> 35 t-shirts on one top of each other. Bingo. Oh, so the next one is not police. Is that the police? Yeah. yeah. Police. Italian Italy. police? Yeah. Is it, so it takes the next one off. It's like, grazie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right, Firefighter Z. Is that yeah, what you Can't wait to see tomorrow. All right. Thank you for doing that for us, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Appreciate you, Kanye. Thanks for keeping fashion moving forward. Keep going, Kanye. Without you, Kanye, we'd just be still wearing the same stuff we wore. Ooh. (laughs) Wait, kind of are, I guess. Do I? What? I mean, bell bottoms are coming back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Are they? Mitt's wearing them, but does that mean anything? <laughs> That's a great point. He was, I think nah, he was, Mitz, I wear bell bottoms too. Yeah, Mitz. All right. oh, right, say Mitz. it again, Tony. Let's go, Come Mitz. On, Tone. Yeah. yeah, Tone hater. Yeah. yeah, what are you saying, Tone? Go ahead, Tone. Hey, Tone. Completely Tone. different. That's completely different. Why? Oh, now Why? I got a new piece of information. Why? Why? Are you being racist? Because Mitt's white. Yeah, is that racist? Great question. Are you yeah. being racist? Is it because no. Pac-Man's it's black, cause, Tony? Cause, are you being racist? It's because Pac has style, and Mitch is pulling out whatever he can at the bottom of his fucking clothes pile. He certainly did that today with his shirt. I don't know if you guys saw how fucking wrinkly that thing was, yeah. but that has been sitting in the bottom of his dirty wash for the last six months. There's peanut butter you're on the back it, shoulder, actually. Hey, hey Mitt, you're killing it, Mitt. Keep it going, Mitt. Thank you, Mitt. You're doing great, pal. Honestly. There you go, Mitt. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Fresh hawk. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn his turn his turn his mic. Turn Mitt's mic on. Uh maybe not. Who knows what he's listening no, to? Yeah. Give me the chocolate doll. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Put that thing on his haircut. His hair looks yeah. you go back to him? Looks awesome. Hey, hair looks really good, Mitt. Let's fucking go. Fuck yeah. Race week. Can't fuck you away. Dude, there's a snake pit. <laughs> yeah. Me and DK Diesel. Six yeah, eight, let's go. Oh, yeah, dude. Me I love bell bottoms. Bro. Oh. Dude, <laughs> wrinkles are in, bro. Shut up. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you, mate. Great work, Mitt. Good, boy, mate. Mate. Good fashion, yeah. Mitt. Need you in shoulder pads and shin guards tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Yes, we do. We really want to be about the future. Mm-hmm. Friday. All right, let's get the hell out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Great work, everybody. Thank you all so much. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. You know, the world could hear a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Goodbye.